to the RSS feed, the host of Rap Rankings, Hip Hop First, and Premier Extreme Podcast from Rab Headquarters, the Captain and the Junior Captain, Moles. Okay, uh, look, coming into this thing, I, I knew that the most important thing I could do for this album and this and this group, this duo, was was orient myself because I know about everything that comes with it. Okay, the the Fago, the gathering, the magnets, the classification as a gang. There's lots of baggage, okay? This is Scare the Hose music, supposedly, okay? All these things coming in, I knew the most important thing to do was was to decide what my approach would be. And I realized I had two choices here, you know? Now, this is choice number one, okay? I could, I could be a Jericho towards Malenko, you know? Too cool for school, right? I, I could basically say this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you Mr. Boras Malenko coming down the aisle. Let's hear it for Boras. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Morris. Let's have a big round of applause for the Boar man himself. Mr. Boras Malenko. I could act like, you know, oh, they're boring, they're uncool, they're not jiggy. You know, these two guys bore us with this Malenko, right? Or, or, I could be a Kevin Nash. Was he a vanilla midget? I mean, he was, put it this way. They put a t-shirt out, and it, the t-shirt was Malenko, the eyes have it. And it was this shirt that just had this <laughs> picture of the eyes. And the eyes on the fucking shirt were green, and he had brown eyes. So that was just, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. You know, I could like acknowledge the wackiness and the general uncoolness, but okay, express listen, some genuine we need respect special for buzzers. Them. Special buzzers tonight. <laughs> oh, brother. Do I like Malenko? Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. Or is it bore us Malenko? Okay. Yeah. Sure, special buzzers tonight. Why not? You know, we did it the last time we were at the uh, the electric circus. Okay, yeah, last we're season at a new we were at the electric circus. circus. We're at the circus though. But we're the at the dark circus. carnival tonight, right? We're at the right, dark carnival. The dark carnival. Yes. You know. So yeah, I, I knew I had two choices. Okay, but but really, ultimately, no, I, I I had three, and I chose to be a male. Okay. That's right, to be myself, Mel, which is really to give them a fair shake here on Rap Rankings, a.k.a. Rap, the show where we listen to, rate, rank, and discuss every album in hip-hop history, okay? So it's June 24th, 2023 as we record this, and I'm Mel, the, the fair shake giver, the ICP neutral as of now, okay? The review oh, hasn't okay. started yet. Who are you? This is Mules, the captain. Pleasure to, uh, you know, invite some juggalos to our... You know, maybe their maiden voyage tonight. You know, and I have you know. to say, okay, I'll get into it in the background information. Big clown guy. One of the biggest clown guys in the biz today. Oh, for sure. 
Wolves is a certified clown, man. And I'm not talking about his character. Just, you know, his affinity for clowns. It's it's been it's 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 storied. It's been recorded. There is no bigger clown fan I know in my life. I'm serious. So yeah, listen, you're in safe hands. You know, these these are I, I I'm not I'm not a clown hater myself, you know? You can vouch for me. We we're we're not gonna down the clown. Okay, oh, just no, off the street of down clowns. with the clown. Okay. But we're gonna find out if we're down with the clown, you know. I mean, this is if I haven't made it clear, this is my first ICP experience, which is why I wanted to make sure I was coming in with the proper mindset, you know? This is not yeah. my first experience. This is my first ICP album. I've never actually listened to their music. This was but my first I've, I've consumed like content anything. from them in various avenues. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Now, what's going on in the world of rap? I guess we got to do some housekeeping. We got to do some housekeeping. We got to do some housekeeping before we find out, you know, if I'm going to bury oh, hold this on. Group. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Before we do housekeeping, like I said, there's potentially a lot of new listeners tonight. A lot of juggalos in the house. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop right? So okay. we got to, you know, orient them. We got to give them the information they need to go forward and teach them about the rating system. That's right. That's right. See, I was so eager to clean the house because I already knew that I was going to rate them fairly. So I wasn't even thinking about the system. But listen, I got to say, I was excited to clean the house because I wanted to invite the juggalos in and uh, let them, uh, what do you say, uh, uh, warm warm our home. (laughs) I mean, was it Mi mi Casa as Su Casa? Is that what it is? My, you know what it is. My crib, your crib, all right? There's some cold Fago in the fridge. There's some ice for you to cut it with. I suggest you do that because that shit is syrup, okay? And it's going to kill you. But, yeah, the rating system, okay? For all the new listeners, we got Juggalos. We might just have people curious. They, they're, they, they, they're as curious as I was coming into this album. They want to know what the deal is. Well, and listen. they trust Mules and Mel to filter it to them, you know, because we're trustworthy men. 13 seasons. I'm you know? in the lab, notepad, no pen, just a bottle, red pop, about to pofo in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Up in the carnival, me and my drink. Me and my drink, me and my drink. I'm up in the carnival, me and my drink. Okay? <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, hey, I encourage it, all right? Portofago in the double cup. And uh, I'm going to press this button where I explain the rating system. It's how the whole show works. So, you know, our new listeners. You guys got to pay attention. Yeah. You juggalos got to pay attention, Okay. Okay. It's it's not complicated. Don't worry. It's not like some you're like Mel, are you implying they're stupid? I'm like, no, no, you're implying that I'm implying they're stupid. I think they're great people. We're gonna meet some tonight. Okay? Alright, so I wanna put hit this button with this rating system where I explain it so I don't have to use my vocal cords right now at the moment. I can just listen to me and y'all can listen to me. So should I hit the button? Yeah, no more crunch, okay? Mules and Mel have figured out this labor thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that crunch. You know, we eliminated it from the video game industry. Well, we didn't. People did. And now we're eliminating this crunch from the podcast industry. All right. Thanks to the power of automation. All right. And not no AI. It's me. Okay. (laughs) It's me. It's me. You know what I'm saying. Can I hit the button? Hit it. The rating system is simple. Each song is rated on a scale of one to ten. These numbers do not reflect the quality of a song as that is indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects a level of enjoyment. In short, here's what each number means. 10 means, this is a perfect song to me, one of my favorite songs of all time. 9 means, I love it. 8 means, I like it a lot. 
Seven means I like it. Six means it's all right. I don't dislike it, but I can't say that I like it. Five means I feel practically nothing about this. Four means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I dislike it. Three means I dislike it. Two means I hate it. And one means I absolutely can't stand it. One of the worst things I've ever heard. Side note, when you hear mules or I add a plus or a minus to the ratings, understand that those pluses and minuses have no mathematical or statistical value. They are merely indicators that mean one of two things. First thing it means is like it's saying a stronger light version of that number. You hear a six plus, it's like a strong six. Eight minus, light eight. Second thing it means is, you know, the rating could go up or down in the future. That six plus, it's on the border. It could be a seven minus one day or an eight or a nine or a 10, or it could drop. You know, the point is the ratings on this show are not static. We have a whole segment dedicated to changing ratings when needed called I Was Fucking Tripping. So look out for that. Other than that, don't fret about the pluses and minuses. Once every song on an album is rated, three separate ratings are determined. The takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weighted rating. The takeaway rating is the percentage of songs liked, that is, songs rated 7 or higher. For example, on a 10-song album, if you like 5 songs, the takeaway rating would be 50%. The average rating is the percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum score of 10 points. So, if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score would be 100 points. The weighted rating is the percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating and dividing by 2. Once we have our separate weighted ratings, we add those together and divide by two, with the resulting percentage being considered the final and definitive rating used to ultimately rank the album on the giant board of every rap album in history. Lastly, for particularly high-scoring albums, there are special designations that can be attained under our record club system. The qualifications are as follows. Silver Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 75 and 79.9%. Golden Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 80 and 84.9%. Platinum Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 85 and 89.9%. And Diamond Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 90 and 100%. That's it. That's the rating system. We're back. And I should, you know, again, let people know if you're new here, check the notes, you know, the description of the podcast. Timestamps are in the description. If you want to jump straight to the background information on this album and you don't want to deal with the whole rap rankings rigmarole, it's your first time. <laughs> we understand. Look at the timestamps. They correspond with what's happening. So we got some uh, damn good rigmarole, forth, though, to be fair. You know, right. hey, I listen, think. I say venture forth however way you choose. If you want to go to the background info and just start the review, you may do so. Or you can just kick it with Moles and Mel, you know, perspective juggalos. Perspective. You know, the eyes have it, you know. <laughs> you know, it, the, 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 the soundbite made sense because uh, if you didn't notice, this uh, album cover is like in a bunch of different variants, like a bunch of different colors. Yeah, the one that I had actually on my computer, you posted one for the game that was like that red. That was red. Yeah. Yeah, the one I have is like gray and green, green like a neon yeah. green. Those seem to be the two most prominent ones. Uh, I guess the anniversary one is like green, but it was also green back in the day. And then like the red one. I don't know which one it was the standard. I was trying to pin it down. I couldn't pin it down. I checked Discogs. I checked everything. But you know what? I rock with it because it's the same image in the, in the color of your choice. All right. So that's cool. That's cool to me. They already scored a point. But anyway. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you want to keep the house housekeeping? 
Yeah, I do. All right. Let's you got to open up that here. folder. That's right. Pull uh, up uh, this Rab 50 songs about houses and homes for 2023. Right. Yeah, we're about halfway through the folder now, Mel. Yeah, something like that. I think so. What did we play last week? That was, uh, what, what did we do last week? It feels like it's been years since we recorded. What, what was last week? What did we do? Who we talk about? Uh, Run DMC. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Like, oh, of course Mel forgot. He don't, you know, as soon as that real hip hop is over with, he just forgets all about it. No. Okay. I just, li- I lead a whirlwind life. Okay. Things are always happening. And we played that Jazzy Jeff. See, I remember that Jazzy's yeah. in the house last week. All right. What, what, what are we playing this week? What fits? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. How do these Nothing? seem exactly ICP or like carnivalish? You know what? I'm going with E40, Go Hard or Go Home, because E40 carved his own lane out independently That's right. and has a big cult following of his own. I was back Okay. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he worked, uh, worked, what am I talking about? Uh, performed <laughs> at a gathering at some point. So I mean, performing is working. It's work. If you're a musician. Yeah. He hey, worked little at- John, little <laughs> yeah. John did perform at the gathering and he produced a bunch of songs on this album. Got a report card. So fine. Right. E4, right. go hard or go home featuring Federation. Introduce the almighty. I forgot I was on the show again. Welcome to housekeeping, folks. I was jamming. Ooh, purple vomit. I keep it one hundred. Not to screw, but you can call me Ebonics. Psychos going nutty, dumbing out. Take the wrong turn and get your roof stomped out. Old school dance, those open me and my crew. That's right. We're gonna keep the house. This week's uh, theme song for housekeeping. Get on your head like a shower from the gravel with a scallop. Dope deals be going sour. I can see E40 at the Dark Carnival. I can definitely see it. Hey, He's got the, the uh, fortune teller turban on, yeah. you know? Yeah. Look at the, uh, is it the block brochure album see. covers, like one through three or something like that? I wrote Bork brochure. Okay, block bro, brochure. <laughs> block brochure. There we go. Oh, yeah. This Welcome to the Soil 1. He's like, at a, it's the carnival marquee, you know, yeah. with, the, with the light bulbs around it. He's beckoning you into it. Oh, he's definitely well, down with the clown. Funny enough, I brought something along tonight in lieu of archival audio like I usually bring. And oh, it's in called lieu? Mules' Clownish Bag of oh, Tricks. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And we've yeah, got some usually, E40 in there. Okay, all right. Yeah, usually when Mules sends me the archival audio folder, it'll just be the album or the artist and with archival. But yeah, tonight it's, yeah, Mules' 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 Clownish bag of tricks, right? So, oh, brother. Okay. Step right up. <laughs> okay. I, I hurry, need. A, hurry. I need. A, <laughs> hurry, hurry. <laughs> oh man, I just I need an E forty movie of him as you know, just a carnival worker. But anyway, that's for rad films. Welcome to housekeeping. Okay. And uh, 
Yeah, we're going to keep the house. Let's see what's at the top of the agenda here. I think it's usually the same thing every week. All right, yeah, no surprises. All right, plug social media. Sure. Uh, find us on Twitter, at Rap Rankings. Find us on Instagram, at The Rap Rankings. Find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Rap Rankings, or at Rap Rankings on YouTube. Uh, find us on TikTok, TikTok, uh, at Mules and Mel. Okay, M-O-U-L-Z-A-N-D-M-E-L. Uh, if you're listening on one of those podcast platforms that allow you to rate things, please rate us. It helps. And rate us highly, okay? Don't be a dork or you're going in the dunk tank, all right? That's where yeah. you're going tonight. You we know what happened in the dunk tank last That's what you're time. Like. Quali. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, when we were at the electric circus, ask him about the dunk tank, okay? That that time it was uh, it was boiling hot chocolate because he, he didn't protect black women and didn't respect our cocoa queens. But tonight it's Fago, boiling hot Fago. Okay, and it's gonna scorch you. All right, you're gonna drown. Maybe it's ice cold Fago. Oh yeah, that uh, what's that? What is it, hypothermia? Hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. you are gonna get that hypo? Fucking with us, all right? <laughs> Give us five stars. Uh, yeah, and go to our website, okay? Because we pay for it, and it's great. RapRankings.com. I'll tell you what's on that dot com. Okay. I, right I'm when just you get, afraid they, huh? they, the the heat wouldn't permeate the syrup well enough. You know, it's like know that Hawaiian punch. Boiling. You, you, you know, well, see, that's, yeah, no, it is like that Hawaiian punch because this is the thing about the cold. We're going to, like, really need to make it cold, bro, because, like, you know, it it, it, it it has, like, that point, and, it, you know, and we got to break past that ceiling, you know? It can only get but so cold. We're going to have state-of-the-art technology. Don't worry. We're going to make sure you freeze your ass off. And the, the ratio right. of, you know, ice and and cold is going to be much higher than Fago. That's right. It's going to be like that ice bucket challenge everybody was doing, you know? All right. But uh, you can avoid this fate, this grisly Arctic fate. Just give us five stars. All right. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, our website. And Mel, always <laughs> setting up carnivals all over the nation. <laughs> you know what we do? Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're going to find out tonight. Uh, yeah, raprankings.com. The second you get there, you're going to see. Remember that rating system? I hit the button and you heard it, and you were probably like scratching your chin, like, oh, this is a great system. These men are geniuses. Well, we are. But but I'll tell you, you get to see the, the results of that system right there on raprankings.com, that giant board of every rap album in oh, history. Man, I was what a about. board. It's what really, a board. It's really starting to be something now, you know, over 200 albums on there. What a mighty good board. Yeah, okay, yeah, 200 plus. All right, over 200 albums. And you and don't click. forget about the mixtape board. Oh, listen, I'm going to tell them about both of them. Because what you can do with both of these is you can click to expand both boards. And what you'll see are the titular rap rankings. And it's all hyperlinked. So you can go right to the episode. You see who's number one. You see who's number uh, I was zero at the bottom. Okay, the bottom of the board. Okay, but you can you can you can you can sort these columns if you want. If you're only interested in Mool's highest uh, rated albums, you can do that. If you want to see Mel's highest rated albums, you know, for your twisted uh, bad faith narratives, I'm sure you want to do that, folks. Well, you can sort the columns. You can you know click and get all that. It's great. They wouldn't sort right. mine for that reason. They just want to know about Hib. Oh, brother. Okay, listen, Hib Hob is shared between the both of us. Okay, you ain't no more Hib than me. Okay. That's not what they're saying on the hotline. <laughs> I'm going to say fuck the hotline, but the fans would turn on me, you know? Okay, I'm not going to say fuck the hotline, but we know about the hotline, all right? But, yeah, we also know about these boards, and now y'all can know about them, too. And uh, they're great boards, all right? And I'll tell you what else we got on that website other than the boards, okay? 
you got the uh, the FAQs. You got questions. You know, it's like sometimes you go into Carnival Circus and you'll see like the list of rules and stuff that'll get you kicked out or whatever. Yeah, it's like that. You know, the FAQ, you got questions, you got answers. You know, if you need that rating system again and written out instead of audio form, it's right there in the FAQs. A bunch of other stuff. And next to that is the merch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to the last week's episode. No, the merch is good right now. You is can- it good? I mean, no, but here's the thing. <laughs> uh, everyone who who bought something during this weird period where we don't understand what's going on because we don't know what drop shipping is, um, they've been refunded. I've received. Uh, okay, that's worth that. a gunshot. Refunded gunshot. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but that does mean we get nothing though. Uh, well, we was already getting none. You know about them splits on them on them clothes. <laughs> yeah, the splits are horrible. Okay, we're already yeah. getting fucked on the splits. Yeah. Look, guys, we may need to make fringe level the like the only level at this point. I gotta <laughs> do some. I gotta do some thinking. I don't know. I mean, these people are like trying to get like tax ID info for me, and the the there's two sites and they have to talk to each other. I don't know if they're talking to each other. Listen. We're figuring it out. We're figuring what the best option is. If it goes back to fringe, expect an onslaught of stupidity. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. so said, what about I like Willie the Woo? sound of that. Okay. What about Willie Woo? I said it might go the way of pastel at this rate. Oh, you know? man. Listen, we got to focus on the uh, matter at hand. Look, uh, you gotta go on Patreon. Fuck the shop, okay? Fuck the shop. <laughs> uh, moving on okay? from the merch. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, this is if where you, you can really support, support us. And okay. not only support, because support who would support these assholes? Well, you get more <laughs> of this shit. That's right. Okay? More carny uh, greatness from Wolves and Mel. When you sign yeah, up for that so Patreon, okay? Patreon.com slash rap rankings, $4.99 a month gets you what, Mel? Oh man! Well, let me tell them what they're getting these days. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. this season we have our customary three mixtape reviews and our bonus album review. Uh, so far, they've gotten Travis Scott, Days Before Rodeo, uh, J Cole, Friday Night Lights will be available July eighth. That got pushed back. We'll explain why in a second. Uh, and G Unit, Return of the Body Snatchers, which will be available July twenty second. Uh, those are your mixtape reviews for this season. You know, it's Patreon-exclusive mixtape reviews. And uh, your bonus album review is Vince Staples' Summertime 06. That'll be out August 5th. Uh, And and do believe, when you sign up, the entire backlog of Patreon-exclusive bonus album reviews from seasons 1 through 12, as well as our Patreon-exclusive mixtape reviews and Patreon-exclusive specials are available to you upon sign-up as well. Okay? Ain't no vaulting things when we're done. No, as soon as you sign up, you got the whole back catalog. You got uh, three dozen mixtape reviews that you haven't heard yet. You've got a dozen bonus album reviews, maybe more than that at this point. Cause we, oh, way more. Way more. Yeah. It's, it's so many bonus we reviews. We sometimes have so, multiple yeah. bonus albums per season. So there's That's a right. lot of episodes you guys haven't heard if you're a fan of the show. That's right. And, uh, yeah, to explain why that J. Cole mixtape review got pushed back this season, uh, 
Uh, as you've now discovered, if you're a patron, this season we reimagined our first listen new album reviews as Patreon-exclusive live listens. Uh, as you heard, they function similarly to the first listens, but they're Patreon-exclusive now, and they're formatted a little differently. Uh, we pushed back the Jake Cole mixtape review to give y'all a surprise. We 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 did a, a live listen of that new Young Thug. Business is business. Business is business. Yeah, that's right. All right, we dropped that. You know, just just to keep y'all, you, you, you never know when you're gonna you you know how much bonus content you're gonna get, but you never know how much extra bonus content that we never even like you know gave y'all a date for or even advertising. Sometimes shit just right. popping up on that like Patreon because we're generous. They're getting another mix this week. Wait, they getting a, they getting a mix? What they getting? Yeah, I'll talk about it in this week at Moles and Mel. Okay, yeah, y'all be getting them uh them mixes. We like to give y'all mixes files. Okay, I've been seeing a lot of stuff, and I'm glad I'm seeing it. People have been talking about you know what happens with these streamings, the, the, these mm. streamings. You know, it's people talking about oh the TV show is disappearing. How am I gonna watch it? Oh, what happens if they take the album down? Well, listen, if you leave it to these companies, what's gonna happen is you're never gonna hear or watch or taste anything again. Man, I wish we could stream food. But anyway, don't let me get off topic. Yeah, we give you files. Okay, when we do our mixtape reviews, we zip up the mixtapes and give you a link. You know, we're file men. Okay, and we want to we want to share that lifestyle with you when you're a patron. Okay, but uh, yeah, you get the mixes, you get all kind of stuff. All right, uh, I'll tell you, uh, yeah, you, the Patreon exclusive specials. Okay, those, those return with uh, Jesse went to the club in August. That's the title of it. Jesse went to the club. Yeah. Late August, uh, I would say. Mid, uh, mid to late August. It's in between season, this season and the next season. It's when you're going to get it. And Correct. it's about the OK player thread when uh, Jesse, the third member, went to the club and they was burying him in the, uh, on the message. He got roasted he by away. an entire forum. He was AFK and he got filleted. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, SoundCloud Gems, okay? Our spiritual sequel to our blog era gems, uh, uh, series uh, will arrive on Rab Day. That is September 15th. Uh, and the best of Jesse, okay, will come whenever he gets that together. Uh, and our fifth annual Halloween Spectacular comes in October on Halloween, of course. And, and Shy is coming, man. Okay, hopefully nobody Shy forgot, but he's coming, all right? He's coming. So be on the lookout. Uh, yeah, and what else they get access to? Because I'll tell you, it's the most valuable Patreon in the world. Don't think because I, you know, you thought I forgot to say it. No, I never forget. Okay, because 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 I, I be I be the one making the value. Okay, so I know what I'm what it is. These streaming services they keep taking shit away. They keep right. cutting things. We keep adding. No, they cut the value. We give and the price the value. stays exactly where it's always been. No what matter inflation or recessions or any of that. No, it's going to be four ninety nine. Okay, rest assured. But uh, I'll tell you what else, because, yeah, the value, it never ends. Right? You get access to the Rab Express polls. Okay, our Rab Express review tonight is Pusha T, King, Push, Darkest Before Dawn, the prelude. Way too fucking long of a title. Y'all voted on that, so we're doing it tonight. Uh, y'all also voted on what we're doing next week. Uh, the winner was DJ K-Slay. Uh, what's the name? That was yeah. another long title. What is that? The- That's uh, Street Sweeper Volume 2, The Pain from the Game. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, he won. We're doing that next week. And... uh the poll for the eighth episode of the season is currently running. We're not privy to that winner uh, yet, but I think uh, who is it? Denzel Curry Zoo. I think he's Denzel in the lead. Curry is currently in the lead. Probably gonna win. All right. I'm sorry to the chat. They really wanted us to do Kenny Mason, but nobody wanted to hear from the angelic hood rat. I guess. But uh, eh, what are you gonna do? Uh, I'll tell you what you can do. Uh, vote in that ninth poll, which is available right now. It's up right now, uh, and it features. 
Da Boy. <laughs> uh, house not arrest. Da Boy. But yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, not, not Da Boy, you know? But the boy's coming, you know? He's about to drop the, uh, you know, for all the dogs in him, you know? You know? Are you stupid? Are you dumb? Where's that gunshot thing? Yeah, the boy, house arrest. Uh, Sean Price, okay, a rap rankings legend, all right? Imperious yep. Rex. Uh, Young Pinch, also a rap rankings legend, but he's never gotten, like, a proper review. So this could be, well, this isn't a proper review. It's a Rap Express review, but it's a review nonetheless. It goes on the board. Hey, vote for him. Young Pinch, back to the beach, and uh, X-rated, R-A-I-D-E-D. Uh, with psychoactive, so those are your options here in this uh, ninth Rav Express poll. All right, that's available right now for you to vote in if you're a patron. And uh, I know where to end with this value. Not saying this is where it's going to end forever, but for right now, you get access to the Rap Rankings game. So we're going to announce this winner, okay, of last week's game, the Run DMC Raising Hell game, okay? Yeah, who uh, raised hell? Yeah, who raised the most hell? Okay. Or rather, who guessed how much hell Mules and Mel would raise? Right? All right. That's how the game works. Never forget. You're not you're not voting on what anyone, you would get. I don't think anyone guessed my walk this way. They I I mean I could check. I, I don't actually know. <laughs> I didn't go into the uh the meat of the uh scorecards here. But uh we're about to announce this winner, so uh here we go. And your winner of the Rap Rankings game for Run DMC's Raising Hell is the third member, Jesse Fairfax. <laughs> what? And new Rap Rankings game champion, the third member, Jesse Quali. <laughs> Well, Jesse Quali won. Uh, first place. He's doing pretty good this season, if I recall. This correctly. is a good score from Jesse. Because, look, Jesse Jesse's a legend of the rap rankings game. I'm not shocked when he wins these. Right. But when anyone puts up above 60%, I feel like the performance should be called out. Oh, listen, 62%. Got him first place. Darn good performance. Here's a gunshot for you, pal. All right. Yeah, but uh, not too far behind in second place was the Trap King, Auto1738, with 54% correct. Uh, and in third place, I, I hate to say, he might be in a bit of a slump, my main man, the Enforcer, Paul Zlebicki. Oh, man. The right, Enforcer 41% correct. A, a, a slump, you know? One of them slumps. But it's okay, he'll bounce back. I believe in the Enforcer. He's proven himself plenty of times. All right. You know, he told me to keep his winnings in the bank. So, you know, he's been playing all day. He's got plenty of winnings left. I think he got five, six more games, you know, before he would have okay. to re-up. I don't think he's losing five, six games in a row. All right. So, well, shout well, out to all maybe, the participants. Maybe this is the game where he turns it all around. Maybe. Maybe he'll be down with the clown and he'll win the game, you know, and be able to afford all the Fago he wants. All right. But uh, we'll find out next week. Uh, but for until then, congratulations to Jesse. All right, you won the game. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, with this ICP winner next week. But I'll tell you what, the ballot for Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lives Pinata is available now. And uh, the ballot for 3 6 Mafia, most known, <laughs> unknown, <laughs> is on. <laughs> 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 
no, wait, no, no, are, you, no, 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 no. Okay, are you singing Yada. like the Mexican song? Because of... <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know what? I, I don't think I've ever gotten a hit of pinata, and I'm upset about that. Maybe I did one time, but it, I think it was, I was at a party. Do you no. hate Mexicans? <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, I, 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 I listen. Wait, where's the? Uh, hold on. Where's, where's the drop at? All right. <laughs> no. Listen, folks. Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? Y'all might. I don't. Okay. I've had plenty of Mexican friends. Shout out to uh, Christian. Okay. In uh, eighth grade. Not Christian Howard, the old friend that you hear on the hot one all the time. Or the Christian good old friend. Grade? Which is but, one that, you know, I, I've taken to just calling him that. Wait. Well, oh, yeah. The good old friend. Yeah. He's, the good old he's, friend. Because he's a good friend. He's the old friend. He's a good old friend. He's a friend, but he's good. He's old. He's he's handsome. You know, he's he's just the but you know he's a friend. All right, he's the, a friend. And then I've had uh, he's black, but I've had plenty of Mexican friends. Shout out to eighth grade Christian. You know, he was a skateboarder. He was talking to me about watching that Lords of Dogtown one time. I never forgot it. Shout out to Juan. He shared his rich with it? me in Mrs. Jensen's science class. Hold okay, on. Did you see Lords of Dogtown? Did I see it? I I, I saw parts of it. Oh, my God. I didn't say like a recommendation like he like to go home and watch it. I was just I, I love to hear my friend oh, talk so about his passion. To, you had to be That's told. No, I, I watch the movie. No, he didn't tell me. He was just told me. He, and he basically spoiled the movie. There was no reason for me to watch him. You know? Oh, he spoiled I think, it? He spoiled I think somebody was on them drugs, okay? And then they were skating in that swimming pool. They was, you know, they <laughs> grinding, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was all kind of Those stuff. Those damn juggalos. <laughs> I mean, they might have been juggalos. I don't know, but uh, yeah, listen, plenty of Mexican. Or is it Dogtown? What is this, uh, Drake? <laughs> oh, brother, <sighs> Drake, don't make a bad album, please. I, I mean, at this point, yeah, no, he's got two days. De- when this comes out, I think it's coming out next Friday, and we're recording this on the twenty, the twenty fourth. I think it's coming out on the thirtieth. So by the time this episode comes out, Drake, if you're listening, you got two days to not drop no bullshit. Okay, so don't do it. Uh. And shout out to all the Mexicans. And shout out to Pinata. I guess we should let you know there will not be a live listen for it because we got to do this J. Cole for you guys. We we have to get to this J. Cole. And plus, y'all have gotten, what is it, three? I mean, those are the uh, first listen new album reviews, but that was the spiritual predecessor to the live listens. You've gotten three from yeah. us, all right? You, you got, got Dark Lane. Lane you got CLB, uh, and you got Honestly, and honestly Nevermind. Never, yeah. We got to so, save you know, some for the show, too, you know? Right. For the proper, you know, Rap Rankings mainline episodes. You know, I know y'all like that. All right? You say, oh, but we love y'all off the cuff, you know, fresh out, out, out the, out the, out the no studio cuff, here. Okay? Now. Ain't no cuff. Ain't no all cuff. Right? All right, J. Cole. <laughs> yeah, J. J. Cole. Not J. Cuff, all right? But, uh, yeah, yeah, Three Six Mafia, most known unknown, is on the horizon, so be on the lookout for that, but, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Want to go to the hotline? Fuck it. All right. Let me go to this hotline music. You know. I get the music guy. Forgot what it was for a second. Yeah, the biggest bozo, Daniel Ochoa. Jazzy Wazzy. Jazzy Wazzy, the name of this one. All right. The creator. How much is this Daniel. beat worth at this point? Like, with all the history, the fact that it won the competition, the fact that it stuck around on all these classic episodes of Rab, like, how much is this beat? At this point, at least eight figures, gotta be, gotta be at least ten million dollars on Jazzy Wazzy. Okay, 
It reminds me of that guy. It was some guy on Vine back in the day who had this like it was a it was a <laughs> it was a whack ass beat, but it started to be good because you heard it enough. Time. He kept posting the same clip of this beat that he was selling. I think it was a bit like it was supposed to be a joke, but with each post, the, the price went up. It got to like five million. <laughs> it was crazy. Like it started at like ten dollars. I gotta find that beat. But anyway, Jazzy Wazzy. Is $10 I, I, I think Jazzy Wazzy. Is this phone and of course the Mool's Rab intro beat? Dun, dun, oh. Dun, 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 dun. oh, that's these priceless beats, at this point. Okay. These beats are just like, oh my god! All right, you know, right? Okay, expensive yeah. fucking beats at this point. All right, it, it would take a lot to get these beats off the shop. I I don't think the theme is for sale. It's like you you couldn't pay that. You, you can have ten trillion dollars and be able to buy the intro beat. All right, but motherfucker, just flip the same sample. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nash, smart man, smart man. But uh, yeah. All right, here's here's the thing. All right, here, here we go. Welcome to the Rab Rankings Hotline segment. 718-635-0743. You call or text that number and we will play or read your message on the show. Unless you don't want us to, you can always just let us know, hey, you know, this is just for moves and males here. It's not the world. And, and we'll honor that. We'll keep it private. But uh Yeah, listen, you know what? Just, just, just check this out. Listen. You hear that? That's a B tag. And that's a drop. Okay? This Everybody is why this sounds beat. low tonight, Mel. Low? What do you mean low? I'll headphones. turn this up. Hold on. You hear that? It's up all the way now. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotline segment, folks. It shouldn't have sounded low. Well. Is that the same? Uh, I almost said the same price, same temperature, <laughs> the same volume it's usually in. Nah, we're cooking now. We're cooking. Okay, we, okay, we it's just, you can't be playing the you know you got you got to play these beats at the at the max volume. What's that? Uh, this should be played at high volume. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, that, this that should drop. be played at high volume. Right. Yeah. Uh, something. Something in a residential. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love playing shit loud in residential areas. It's great. Uh, but okay. so is this hotline segment. So let's see what we got here. Do we have any texts? I think we do. I think it we got one a text just from Jay Hill today. We did. Uh, let me let me find that because yeah, I, I recall it being something amusing. Let me see what this is. Uh, check the text message. Shout out to Jay Hill. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we we reviewed the album, the live listen of the Young Thug Business Business, where this uh, text message uh, is, is what it's referencing. <laughs> Uh, Jay Hill texted us at 1040 in the morning uh, today and said, pushing Peter more sweeter, more completer more than any Peter pusher. <laughs> That's right. Glad this to hear it, Jay Hill. Live listen out now for all patrons. That's right. That's right. I'm hearing good things. The Surrealist hit me. He said uh, he's loving it. Okay. He's interested in maybe being on one. I, I don't know, Surrealist. You know, these, these these we have to do them like kind of short notice. We usually don't have guests on the Patreon except for Jesse. He's a third member. But I don't know. If we finally get rich enough to where our schedule opens up to where all we got to do is rab, then maybe we probably could bring people on. Just like, hey, you want to hop on? But until then, I don't know, man. We out here suffering this shit. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, shout out to first listeners and shit. Uh, what else we got? Any more texts? Yeah, yeah, we ain't got no more texts. Uh we got calls though. You know we got some calls. So, uh, 
Uh, let's see what we got here. Open up this folder. How about a yeah, voicemail queue? Okay, season oh, 13. No. Huh? What happened? I just had a vision. A vision? Jewels gets involved because Malice gets involved in this beef that's going on right now okay. between Jim Jones and Pusha T. And Pusha T does a freestyle on Obi Trice got some tea. Oh, God. <sighs> Quick thoughts on that beef, okay? Just, we don't need it. I'm not taking sides. I don't have any I just, thoughts. I, I don't have yeah. any thoughts. I'm, we, as a fan of both guys, you know, and obviously we'll talk about it again. I don't know how many times I have to repeat myself about this in the Pusha T Rab Express. Not the biggest fan of him as a solo artist. Was a massive fan of clips. If you go back, listen to our Lord Willen review, listen to our God of Sheet Volume 2 review in the mm-hmm. mixtape season, you know, and Jim Jones, I've been saying he's underrated. Go to our Dipset reviews. So I'm, I'm technically a fan of both guys, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Pusha these days. I don't care, guys. I don't care about this. This is dumb. I feel like I'm at the cookout, not the one that uh, they invited all the white people to, to and ruin. I'm talking about the real one, the secret one that we ain't telling nobody about. I feel like I'm at the cookout and like my cool uncle and my bougie uncle are fighting and I like them both, you know, but it's like, just why are we doing this? It's supposed to be family. Like go eat some hot dogs. Go eat some quizzes and shut the fuck up. You know, but anyway, uh, we got a call here. Uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I saw this realist. Another person who's loving the live listens. Okay. N- did we ever announce him as a patron, a new patron? Okay. Christopher Lightning. We well, know him as Lightning. We, we did, but I don't think we knew who he was. We didn't recognize name. his name, which is funny because so, we're yeah. Facebook friends. Facebook? I'm never on Facebook. So, but yeah, shout out to Lightning Pill. We didn't shout him. This man has been supporting us for years. Okay. I'm not even just going to say supporting us for years because many people have been doing that. He's one of the true Mules and Mel understanders. When we do things, oh, listen. he really can get right to the heart of why we did it off of like a first listen. So, yes, uh, mad respect and mad love to Lightning Pill. Mad love, mad respect. Okay. And uh, mad appreciation. All right, more live listens coming for your head top, so watch how you speak on our Patreon, you know? But uh, we got a first call here, okay? The Hotline King, okay? Jesse, you know? You know oh, Jesse the Fairfax, king. the Hotline King. I know that guy. Right, you know? Uh, I know his mixtape, too, which is also a Patreon exclusive, okay? The Hotline King, Volume 1. That's out now. Yeah, we, M- Mules, Mel, and Jesse all got mixtapes on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we do. All right, we building the discography, all right? But uh, we got this call. It's from Jesse, June 11th. Uh, this is a wacky one, if I if I recall. So here it is. Okay, Maldo said he was a bigger fan of the tangents than the review uh, themselves, or than the music discussion itself. Um, on some level. I do agree with him. I'm a big fan of the show because, you know, hip-hop is like the only thing that I'm obsessed with outside of my wife-to-be. Up to some porn, of course, you know. (laughs) Uh, 
tried to kick the habit. I tried. I really tried. I'm back to once a week style, like a cheat meal. The, the way you know we on on the topic that we said Jesse shouldn't talk about anymore in the highline. On on that topic, I'm gonna try to keep it the cheat meal style, once a week. Meaning, I've only gone once uh, in the month of June, and it's, I don't know, we're like June 11th or June 12th style, so that's that's a good cutback from every day. Uh, but point of the call, I do agree that the tangent uh, can be like one of the more enjoyable parts of the show, because it's always like, how the fuck did we get here? And it's never, you know, any lack of entertainment on on that part, on the on the how did the fuck do we get here? It'd be like, you just talking about the most random shit, and then it'll be like, uh, I don't know what the topic is. Whether Mel likes lactation porn. This is like really something that came up <laughs> recently. Mel's and Mel's feelings on lactation porn. And it, it started off like just on some super regular discussion like you were talking about music then it was a lot episode actually then we wound up on lactation porn lactation porn is a fucking flat for a four man oh, come on uh, yeah that was the real milk man uh, that's a different level of milk for me i ain't got milk i ain't no ain't no milk <laughs> You know, best of love. I'm not probably not having kids at this rate, but best of love. Should should you know, I ever miraculously have a child, uh, then best of love to the lactation. But as far as sexual arousal style, no way. Fuck off. <sighs> Look, man. Lactation porn. Man is something inter- hey, interesting and entertaining. But I do want to clear clarification style. It's not like a dedicated folder on my web. Like I don't seek it out. It's just when I see it, I'm like, huh, look at that. You know that Mace gift where he's like, huh? <laughs> that's, that's how I see like when I see it. I don't like it's not like a preferred genre or anything. But, like, whenever I see it, I'm like, yeah, that's a little, that's a little freaky. I, you know, things could be done with that, you know? But, come uh, on, Mel. I mean, this is the ICP review, but come on. Well, I was like, okay, well, how about what it was lactation, but instead of milk, it was Fago. Okay? Then you would understand. All right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's out there. Look it up, folks. I'm I lactose found a dentist. intolerant, okay? Ain't no okay, milk. well, that's fair. See, that now that I understand. It should be a four for you. Jesse, he's just being a prude, Okay. Come on. You know what it is, Jesse? You're just disgusted by, you know, uh, female bodily mm-hmm. autonomy mm-hmm. and bodily functions, okay? Mm-hmm. Jesse Huawei. Right. Femininity and womanhood and, and uh, he just Because your can't take nipples it. don't lactate. None should lack. No, nobody should. All right? Right. We know about Jesse, okay? Shout out to uh, all the women and the breastfeeding and the lactation and the nursing and all of it. Because it's, it's what keeps the world going. It's nature. Okay? Imagine hating on nature. All right? Anyway, enough of Jesse Quali, at least until the end of the Highline segment when we complete the sandwich. We got uh, other calls here. Let's see who we got. Uh, oh, you know what I want to hear? This is George Thompson Jr. with the part two. Uh, oh, the you part know, from two his call from last the week. earlier one, he was talking about, you know, thinking about 
some of the stuff we were talking on the Roots review about Black mm-hmm. Thought and yeah, his was, place uh, in the GOAT conversation. Right, right. So uh, let's see what... Let's see what he's talking about. Uh, I think he was actually talking about me and lactation porn last week. <laughs> Folks, if you're new here, this is not a constant topic. It was a recent one, and it wasn't even expounded upon like that. It was just off, just off the, off the. It was here's here here he is. Okay. Yeah, uh, part two. Um, so anyway, like I was saying. Hold on, you know I gotta turn my man's up. Let me turn him up because well, okay. Sometimes you know I'm starting to think it's not their phones or whatever they use to call it's google voice it like uh it's, it's like they're like putting a, a compressor. service basically like it's not really doing what it's supposed to do yeah yeah okay what's your surprise no one google has been bondulu for a long time okay i'm of the my conspiracy theory is they purposely kneecaps the search engine to, to kowtow to corporations who want to buy priority, okay? It used to be able well, to that's find not all. a conspiracy theory. It's actually just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, see? See, you know, I'm just I'm just perceptive like that, all right? I know what's going on, all right? Anyway, all right, this thing is almost normalized here. Uh, as should be lactation porn, all right? But, uh, okay, here we go. Fresh out of FL Studio, that Edison, okay? If you know, you know. Uh, all right, here we go. Yeah, uh, part two. Um, so anyway, like I was saying, um, he approaches records the same way he approaches uh, his live performance. So a lot of his records, and this is my problem with him, a lot of his records sound like fucking mixtape records. They're, they're like freestyles. His verses are interchangeable. No matter how good the verse is, you could take it out and swap it out from a verse from another song and it probably wouldn't lose a lot content-wise because he talked about the same stuff more often than that. Uh, well, yeah, that was that was my point. So, fantastic MC, but you, you guys are right. There's, there's, there's something, and I love that you guys brought up Common because he was the example that I went to as well in the debate uh, on Twitter. I feel like if Common was from the East Coast, People would talk about him like they talk about Black Thought because mm-hmm. Common has everything that Black Thought doesn't have. He, Common can give you a song with a fucking hook that isn't just, you know, a hundred bars split up to, in between two verses with a fucking beat break in between like it's the 80s. Common can give you a fully structured, fleshed out song on different topics and content and things and he will he doesn't have to just tell you how dope he is for 45 fucking minutes <laughs> so again great call uh that's it i hope you all doing well take care of yourself uh so long, all right well you know I, I you take care of yourself too and i appreciate you calling hope you're doing well um I bet Jesse hated that call. You know, he hates all common respect, you know? Right. But, uh, you know, he, ha- he has black thought above common on his list. Right. And if anything, when Jesse gets to the things fall apart review, like George Thompson, who also holds black thought in very high esteem, as do I, for that matter. You know, I hope the episode gives you something to think about. Right. You know? It gave George Thompson Jr. something to think about. Maybe it'll do the same for others, you know? But, uh, hey, Common, Black Thought, both great MCs. 
It's just, you know, you got to get to the think about the truth of your argument. All right. That's 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 what we preach on this show. When you're talking about two things that are great, you have to start looking under the hood and start looking at all the things that make them great. You know, exactly. Exactly. Some people have more going on under the hood. Some people have less going on, but they're like sturdier. You know, Mm -hmm. like we talk about his breath control being elite, perhaps the greatest live performer in rap. And maybe that alone is a good enough distinction. But when right. we start getting into, you know, range of subject matter, for example, that that's a knock. If, if you're that comparing is. a great artist to a great artist, because then you start to get into, you know, you have to argue all the way down to the intangibles, basically. Right. You know, what's his song making ability like? You right. Know, the tale of the tape, you know? Right. We can't just you know. make these statements out of thin air and not being able to qualify them. That's why we're in this spot that we're in right now and trying to dig out of. That's right. Hit it, whale. Think about the truth of your argument. I will. I will continue to do that. Um, as we continue on with the hotline, we got a message here from Maldo. Okay, the Trap King. That the Trap June King, 12th. the former champion, the refunded man. The refunded man. And, uh... <laughs> I'll say this now because we're 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 it's an audio and and you know I just want you to know Mato I saw your comment that you left on the uh was it the Run DMC Spotify episode but I didn't publish it and this is why because I knew what you were referring to but if anybody was to look they would think it was a complaint he he, he clearly got a pop out of it so remember last week when Jesse called and it was like a big audio gap and we spent some minutes like trying to figure it out it was good comedy but like yeah, he commented. We wasted 10 minutes of fixing audio for a promo. It looks like a complaint, but clearly he enjoyed it. Cause, so what happened is we, we figured out what happened. We finally played the call. It turned out it wasn't the call we were looking for, and it was just Jesse doing narcissism style, cutting a promo for himself. You know, So I got the comment. I couldn't publish it because we got to be shrewd fucks because we got to grow this show. We have to make it look like everybody love it. <laughs> okay. And you all know you love it. You do love it. It's why you calling in and we love you and we're going to play this message. Okay. This is, uh, this is Maldo, y'all. Hey guys, it's Maldo. Uh, Mel, please, pretty, 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 for the cherry on top. We'll leave this for fast food rankings too. If possible. I'm not sure we can do that. If not, that's fine. Or huh? for standard rankings. But, uh, I want to talk about my relationship. You know what? Fuck it then. I'll leave it yeah. then. There was more to that than, but he told me to leave it. I guess I gotta leave it. Okay, well, I mean, that's coming. Good promo. Fast Food Rankings 2 is on the way. It's on the way. Alright, part one is out now on Patreon. And I gotta you know? tell you, ever since it was officially announced that it's coming, these restaurants have been just, you know, just trying to scrap together whatever they can to make a run for the last half of the year. You sense it too? I sense it. When I've been making my runs at all the establishments, I feel like they know FF2 is coming. Wait, wait, FF, FF, FFR, FFR, okay? FFR2 is coming, and they're trying to get it together. I'm telling you, quick spoiler style, the king, the Burger King, that is, is locked in. That nigga is going crazy No, that's right your now. king, okay? That's your <laughs> well, king. my local king is is putting in work and i've never i have not seen him in this form for years i'm talking years this man has just 
turned up the juice. All right. I, I think that Spider-Verse whipped him into shape. Boy, I ate that Wapo. I was sitting in that Menards parking lot like. <laughs> so you're going to sit here and tell me they're they're better than McDonald's? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you there's going to be some shakeups coming on FFR too. All right. Ain't so. no shakeups, okay? <laughs> I'm coming with the straight up uh, fucking agenda of getting my boys back in the number one spot. The Tribal Chiefs, ones in the air for Big Ronald, Big Grimace. Big Birdie and Big Burglar, okay? Well, well, you know I love all those characters. Okay, Ham Burglar, you know? The food line. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, listen. It's coming, all right? Um, I might just clip the part that wasn't about and just play it next week, but he was talking about my main man, Childish Gambino, okay? You know? Oh, but, uh... Lord. We could save that for maybe the mailbag or something. Oh, brother. <laughs> well, hey, folks, the mailbag, that's another thing you get on that Patreon, you know? That daggone mailbag. You replace that state of the rankings, which was basically yeah, turned into the mailbag rankings. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was an obsolete program because there were a lot of reasons. But uh, anyway. Some guy uh, told us to do it because he couldn't let go. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that is true. That's what happened. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, what else we got? Oh, the Surrealist. This is from uh, June thirteenth. All right, check out Christopher Lynch, the Surrealist. Let's uh, see what he's saying here. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Surrealist. Um, I'm listening to this Zilla Banks episode. Uh, I haven't. I'm just getting into it, man. But I don't like where this is going. We're getting a little <laughs> bit of like, you know. Passive aggressive ice spice comments, a little bit of ice spice slander. Oh, Jesse quit hating on ice spice. I never hated on ice spice. She just doesn't have any hits. Mel popping. Oh, well, she doesn't have any hits. I agree. Niggas. Right, that's <laughs> Jesse and Mel. Knock Don't, it off. Why am I in it? Knock it off. Stop it. We're not going to do like it. This bitch been in the game for about one year. She got like 20 records already, man. She got the Nikki records. She got the Pink Panthers records. She got the Princess Diana records. She got the Bikini Bottom record. Uh. In her mood, come on, man. She's over mood. here snapping on all this. Let's let's not even start start talking about Munch. All right, she she's solidified. Not only is she solidified, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. She's the baddest in the game. She's the wow. baddest in the wow. game. And not only is she the baddest in the game, she might be the baddest girl in the world. Right? Like usually, I don't see it's like you see a celebrity like oh yeah that celebrity's attractive. You have like a celebrity crush. No, it physically pains me the fact that I will never have a chance or <laughs> won't have a chance to meet this person. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, this is this is different. This is a completely different level of horny. It's like an un... Oh, it makes me uncomfortably horny. Alright? Shout out to Ice Spice. Keep a name out your goddamn mouth. Love. <laughs> wow. So that was directed at you and Jesse. I... I said, Jesse, stop hating on Ice Spice. And he was saying, ain't no spice. Well, you you know what? Like, I'm going to hit it. And correct me if I'm wrong. You are wrong. And correct me. I'm glad you corrected me. You know, he's right. He's actually right. I shouldn't have been past. Because here's the thing. I'll tell you this. Ice Spice, I've always rocked with her as a personality. And you know what? Like- no, you, you keep harping on the fact that she's not a good rapper. And you listen to fucking Cardi. Like, what are we doing right now? Hey, 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 hey. Cardi, listen. Okay, don't act like you ain't been doing this show for 13 seasons. Rap, different kind, there's different kinds of rap. And there are different things you can get. Cardi is a stylist. 
Okay, that's what he does. You know, and Ice Spice, she does what she does. She's in her mood, and you got to listen to it. And listen, Surrealist, listen, I can't say I'm uncomfortably horny, but I'm going to play something here for you in a second. If I recall correctly, I told the group chat, that little pussy pat move she do should be a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card. Okay, that is one of the greatest, like, like, like trademarks I've seen, like, like branding move I've seen from. That is a crazy, and I was so upset that Taylor didn't hit it when they did the video together. I knew she wouldn't, but I held out hope. I'm like, maybe she hit the pat. You know that that'll erase all that Maddie Healy stuff if she just hits the pat. No, no, that might erase it with her. But this Maddie Healy now, he's fucking with our girl Rina Sawayama. Oh yeah, yeah. He owns she, her she, masters. We come to find out. She, she, she. Uh, she was on the stage. I didn't know that. Um, uh, he owned her masters. I didn't know he was a man. He's a musician. How is he a master? He's a master, bro. He's a master, bro. Oh yeah, he thinks he's a slave master. Okay. And yeah, what was she on stage? So like, he watches Gal Gaggers and hates asian women and he owns my masters or whatever she said it was you know i support her okay her and i are like you know it's friend of a friend you know i used to do work with that man clarence clarity and he does work for her and you know so i feel i feel a kinship that's like right. family. she's in john wick four and oh yeah you know, she did a great job she's a great know, she job. knows she knows where the money is at she had a talk with 50 i think he said you know hey man you can't be in this music business anyway, man. Come to Hollywood. Make some real money. You know, Common pulled her aside and was like, hey, I got my SAG card, baby. I'm an actor. Oh, and he showed her his bank balance. And, you know, she knows she knows the path to take now. I'm rooting for Rena. And, and listen, let me tell you. Uh, she got that one joint. Uh, Come take our song. Like the boys. Like the boys. I'm so pumped. What did she say? I'm so I'm so something. I'm so something something. It's a great. That was one of my records. It was like eight plus. Okay, check out that uh, Comb de Garcon, like the boys. Okay, yeah, oh, free I'm so Rena. confident. Okay, that's yeah, confident. Yeah, free rating for you. We never get to do it because we rap rankings. But that's no, not rating. free rating. Free arena. Oh, oh yeah, free, free arena from the from the clutches of that slave master, Matt Healy. Maddie, uh, I found the noise I was looking for. It is a noise. Uh, Surrealist, this was uh, in the signal chat with Styles and Ting. This was, was September 15th of last year. Uh, I posted a picture of her doing the pat, and I made uh, this noise. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you go. That's how she makes me feel. All right? So uh, I feel you. And uh, I'm, I know, I know I've, I've done this my whole life, but, like, I was telling Moose on the phone, I knew about The Boys a Liar. It's always been catchy. I always liked it. But, like, it was so ubiquitous, I never really sat down and listened to it until, like, a few days ago. And I was just sitting in the car eating some brisket. And uh, that's a good song, man. You know, like, I've, I've probably listened to it front to back. That's, that's like, that might be a nine. Okay? It's like, like, like an like old school radio hit in a way. Yeah, it's you know? that like early 2000s. It like is. Right. They've been saying it, it's that, and it is that. They're not just, like, misattributing uh, aesthetics. Like, yeah, it has that, like, TRL early 2000s. And okay. honestly, it has what Ice Spice, I think, needed for a real hit, which is, like, a chorus that's not just, you know, like a repeated refrain, but it's, like, right. a actual chorus that people can sing along to, you know? Yeah, it's it's a great song. It's and it's for like I'm telling that that is a catchy and great. The kids love you know? it. The adults love it. Only Jesse doesn't like it at this point. He doesn't like the Boys a Liar. 
I, I think that he's just anti this whole thing. You fucking know about him. Okay, how do you not like, take a look at someone. Okay, with these melodies. And what about that beat? That... <laughs> right? <laughs> and hey, hey, don't forget where y'all heard about her first. I was playing her on This Week in Mules of Mel back in like season like six or something. Okay? I told y'all about Pink Panthers. All right? I was worried about her for a second, but she she dropped this. That's This is a certified hit. She's going to be fine. Okay? And Ice Spice is on there. He said that I'm good enough. Grabbing my da da da. Shout out to them. Them women right there. They got a they got a classic. Okay, but uh, you know, she's talking about Quali on there. Jesse Quali, that is right. That was a liar. That was a liar. He is. Okay. I got a theory about Jesse Quali. Okay. He feels the way that Christopher Lynch does when he sees her. So, to like. The, his hatred of her is not rooted in actual hatred. It's actually not like some Jesse Quali shit. Mm. He's he's on some like Mike Pence shit. Like oh, you know, right. I gotta be in the room with mother. You know, style like you know, like I can't I can't let this into my life. Style. That's that that sexual frustration style. That suppression. Like as, as a man in his mid forties, he's not going to yeah engage in this. He's gonna get married soon he doesn't want this thing lingering around you know yeah ding i think the the feelings that get evoked within him don't make him comfortable Mm -hmm. so he is just like no not for me not for me no 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 not with mother not without mother in the room yeah you know okay we figured this out with him and chloe bailey we knew what it It was was, yeah exactly and then all of a sudden he dropped the mask and he was like i would fuck Oh, man. Fucking Jesse. All right. Now, Janelle Monet, I don't know what the deal is with that situation. He's saying because she's not showing her titties now, like today, that, like, it was rollout style. It's like, who cares? We saw them. Right. And it was great. And you need to appreciate it. All right? Protect black women. Sick of this shit out of him. All right? Carrying on about Janelle. She ain't do nothing to you, but show her. I'm just saying, if you want to be, like... I don't hear enough hate for these men out here. You feel me? You feel me? Oh, you, he tolerates all manner of nonsense and tomfoolery from these men. Okay. But he won't let the women have the same fun. Okay. I, I, what do you know about You that? need to start targeting the men, Jesse. Target them. And then we won't be like, oh, he's targeting women. Exclusively. You know? Because if you started targeting the men, it's like, oh, the men are getting targeted too. I see. He's just... He's just fed up with the state of things. The stakes is high. <laughs> Fucking Jesse La Soul, but you want to be Jesse Quali. Misogynist. Misogynist. That's you, Jesse. All right, all right. Listen. <laughs> I mean, you're probably feeling bad right now. Jesse, we yeah, love you. Uh, all right. We're not saying you're not, you know, uh, Jesse Quali, but we love you. Final, final note, because I'm thinking about it. Like I told the group chat, somebody out there that's that's you know creative, make this for me. I want to uh, goddamn uh, <laughs> make a Donald Trump fan cam set to "Boys a Liar," and you have to include that little dumbass dance he be doing. Oh, you got to get the dance in there, <laughs> and maybe some fast food if you can, and some fast food for sure. Because the boy is the biggest liar we know, and that little dance fits the song so well. Okay, I need it. Somebody out there, make it. All right. 
Anyway. And who's going to make my Crody turn me up fan cam? Yeah, for, we need Crody. Yeah. You know, when with uh, Cody Rhodes and, you know, Crody turn me up. Drake, yeah, what's that? that? Circo Loco. Or whatever. Circo yeah. Loco. <laughs> yeah. We need a lot of fan cam. I, w- I would do it, but we ain't got Where's that Where's my fan cam people at? I don't okay. know one fan camera. I think we gotta like infiltrate that K-pop community. They're, they're like the they're the goats, like the originators of this. I think so. We gotta talk to them about the. Fan if we could get the BTS sauces and fan cams <laughs> back, well, we don't we never have fan cams to begin with. We get the sauces back, and we could get some fan cams going. Uh, well, if the sauce comes back, then I will make a Ronald McDonald fan cam. Okay. Please bring that BCS up. Man, him like, damn, was he good. in his mood, you know? And he's... Oh, he was in his Dunkin mood. Nuggets. Oh, God. What was it? It was like the mustard one. I'm not even like a mustard dude. Dude, was it hot mustard? mustard. Yeah. yeah like, oh, my God. It was, it was a so hot good. mustard. And then the other one was like... Sweet sweet Thai a, chili or something? Yeah, it was like a Thai chili sauce, which was also great, you know? Yeah, let me see. BTS sauces. It was Cajun and sweet chili. Yeah, but yeah. the occasion was like a mustard. Right. It was like a man. Shout it was almost like boys, the hot man. mustard you get at the Chinese place. That's right. That's right. It was good in a mug. Okay. Bring it back. And right, then you got that damn, you know, that, that you know, the sweet chili. I'm getting, see, you can't be talking about that. I'm just, taste salivation. You know, I'm over here thinking about it. And now my mouth is literally water. We got to move on. I ain't ate today, so I can't be doing this. <laughs> what, did, what, what did you got? What else? Okay, it's a realist. We have to. Oh, yeah, okay, well, here it is before we return to Jesse. The father is part two of his call. Oh, last fan week, cam. You know? Fan cam? Oh, yeah, fan. We're fans of Cam. Cam is yeah. like the father. Okay. I guess for now, until we meet some K pop fans, fan cams will be just us being fans of the father. That's right. That's right. And any so. other fans of the father are also fan cams. Those are his. If you're a father stan, that's what you call yourself. You're right. You are a fan cam. <laughs> exactly. So uh, here's the man we're all a fan of. Cam is like, a.k.a. the father. With part two of his uh, NBA Finals uh, celebratory call. Okay. Back to the fraud, not Timothy Butler. Um, and Eric Solstra's undrafted robot. So they they win game two by a possession. Literally, it was going to go to overtime. The ball was in the cylinder. It just rolled out. This could have been a sweep. Instead, everybody convinced themselves, oh, the Nuggets are figured out. The Heat have devil magic. Now, fuck off. (laughs) Game three, game four, in Miami. Miami has a perfect opportunity. What happens? They get beat by a combined 14 points a game. 15 in game three. 13 in game four. Fuck off. Fuck off. Game five comes around. Miami puts up a fight. I'm not going to lie. Miami puts up a fight because Jimmy Butler towards the end gets three free throws on one of the most egregious held up foul calls I have ever ever seen. Aaron Gordon got kicked in the nuts and it was a foul on Aaron Gordon. That was worse than when like Mike Biddy got punched in the face by Kobe's elbow and it was a foul on Mike Biddy in 2002. It was a foul on him. Real heads remember. But still, (laughs) Jokic 
clinched it. Jokic shut it down. 28 points on 16 shots, 75% shooting. To clinch it in an ugly game. And game five was ugly. It was. It was disgusting. It was the exact type of game that everyone else blew against the Miami Heat. You know who didn't? Denver. The only time Miami beat Denver is they had a hot shooting streak. It wasn't anything defensively. It was 111 to 108 with good offensive ratings from both teams. If you try to drag Denver into the mud, they have better shooters than you. I was trying to tell everyone this the whole time. I know ball. <laughs> Listen to me. Later. The ball knower. Okay. Hit a Kevin Gates as well. <laughs> because Cam right, was the big winner of, you know, I I predicted six games, okay? Yeah. Yeah. He's Five the true games. ball knower of us all. You know, I mean, listen, it was, as I said many weeks ago, truly one of the first finals where I didn't care who won. I felt like they both deserve to be there and that they fought and you know I knew what was going to happen Miami didn't truly stand a chance but like either team winning would have been fine with me but it was that boy Jokic time okay it was his time he delivered all right and it was great and uh congratulations to him that first franchise championship oh wait what is this Moose put something in the chat here yeah get the oh no KFC what did they drop do ready get the KFC they- ready Oh no! What is this? Hold on! I got. They don't even know his only song. Oh my god! I I don't like to see this. I don't. I don't. This is not what we need to see. All right, let me pull this up on the phone. The caption here is now: Why would they do Jack Harlow like that? I'm crying with three crying emojis. Let me play it through the phone. Hold on. Come on! Can we not do this? He just dropped. I was looking at the, the Zencaster tab, and I said, he just dropped a Zatcaster, or Jack, Jackcaster. No, Jackman. He just dropped Jackman. And, and uh, yeah, okay, here we go. That's, that's over. I haven't even heard this audio yet. I just see him up there looking confused. All right, turn this up. Let's see what they're doing to him. Like, where did, oh, this the this thing. This the uh, what's this? This the uh, the, the phone. Vault. Okay, here we go. You know, it sounds like you're about to play uh, climax by Usher. Oh no! I've been uh oh, I've been a oh no! What's he? No, no, no! They was about you hear him. They was about to start cheering. They just didn't know. Is he overseas? He might have been somewhere where they they didn't even understand him. But they like you know, come on. I mean, you heard for a second when the beat dropped, they cheered. Okay. So maybe they was just dumb. They was just stupid in the crowd. Not saying, okay, wait, no, okay, wait, I'm not saying four people were stupid. Okay, I'm saying that they just they couldn't they couldn't pick up. He was too, you know. You, leave Jack alone is my point. Okay, you know what I'm trying KFC to say. KFC drop. <laughs> Folks, many many seasons ago, at the origin of that drop, we went to KFC to do a just impromptu review of the Jack Harlow meal, and I, I have the footage. I pull it up and I asked for it, and, and the lady said the who. <laughs> okay, and so Jack has been the who ever since. And 
much to Mules' delight. He refuses to, to, to accept that Jack is one of our last hopes for Hib Hob to continue. Okay? We need him to succeed. All right? But but they, they freeze him out at festivals, acting like they don't know how the songs start. Okay? Abena. Okay? Come on. You know what, what comes next. Fergie. <sighs> this is depressing. I don't like to see this. I don't like to see this. Justice for Jack. What else? You can get in this hotline before I have to go on a rant about the Great White Hope. Okay. Got Jesse, the hotline king. All right, bring the vibes back. All right. Uh, let's see. What is my cue? Oh, what is this about? Oh, brother. <laughs> hey, if this is about burying me, at least I take the attention off of my main man, Jack. Here we go. All right, I know you guys are in season 13, and I hope it's going well. Uh, but, you know, if you love seasons 1 through 12, you should love season 13. Anyway, I'm still in season 12, and I just heard the most insane thing I've ever heard on the show. More insane than Illmatic 5 out of 10. More insane than second Abby on the ass because it was a trend. Uh, More insane... Than pretty much anything. Mel takes the number one or tease or, you know, urination, whatever colloquialism you want to use without holding his penis. How does this work? Like, this is like, I'm not even being funny. It's like, not that hard. Some shit I would no pun intended. Mel. Like,. There are people in this world that are, like, so different that, like, oh, they're just trying to be different and, like, they're just whatever. Like, Mel isn't trying to be different. This is just some Mel shit. I've never heard of this. No, like, you left so many streams of... of you are the R. Kelly of Peoria, okay? You left so many streams of piss all over the place. Now we know why you ranked J. Kelly so high. I do it all the time. Like, no, you are a pissy Mel, okay? I went to college with a guy. I don't think he stunk, okay? I don't think he stunk. I never never noticed any body odor from him. But his nickname was Shitty Call. I don't know why they called him Shitty Call. Uh, like, fine woman would be calling him Shitty Call when they saw him. And he just, I don't know, he... I'm not going to say he embraced it at some point, but he didn't really get mad about it. His name to some people is Shitty Call. Your name is Pissy Mel, okay? You're just pissing all over the place. Start holding your penis, please. Please. For more than just jacking off. Hold your penis for the way you're supposed to. Like, I know Dad... I'm just not lying to or whatever. I know Dad was in the military and everything, but he didn't train you on how to piss. Oh, my like, potty God. training is like... Well, young dad style, teenage dad style. No. Maybe he was just too busy to teach out of this. I don't know what's happening. Okay, I had to step away for a second in the middle of that call, but I'm, I'm reading over the transcript. He called me the R. Kelly of Peoria? Yes, yes. And I was saying it explains why you like Jacob Kelly so much now. Okay, where's the drop? All right, because this is this is this is that bad faith stuff I'll be talking about on this program. Okay, Jesse, 
Use your common sense. First of all, I was taught how to pee, okay? And it's not as difficult as it's so. When I say I'm not holding, and I don't do this every time, it's when you when you remove it from the underwear, if it's pointing directly down and it's separated enough from the scrotum, you can just release the stream. It'll go straight down. You don't do this while you're erect. Otherwise, I'm pissing on the back of the toilet. No, you. We're not. It's we're, already we're, and you just let it flow. And when you're you done, you need to direct the stream so you don't. It's. Hit the I'm saying it's seat. pointed. It's already directed. You feel me? Like it's already pointed down towards the bowl. So you just let it hang, and then you let it go. Being and then at the end, is crazy. Call in seven one eight six three five zero seven four three. Do you direct? your pee with your hand by you know touching I your only, penis while you pee Call I in. only I only started using this technique because a nigga depressed and sometimes I don't feel like going through all of the, the, the process of washing my hands after so if I don't even have oh, to touch it come then on, I can just, a, if I don't no, touch it then I can just why you, wash your, you don't wash your hands when you use the bathroom because you touched your penis you wash your hands because there's fecal microbes in the air. Ain't no fico. Okay. Yeah, fico. Ain't no. <laughs> Ain't no fico. Okay. You Listen, gotta I'm wash. Not in there you that gotta long. wash. No. Okay. You, the, entering the bathroom is grounds for washing your hands when you leave. Oh. Oh, brother. Okay. Listen. You don't know what to you, look up. Fecal dust. Now let me let me tell you this because this is really all that matters, okay? Because I only use this technique in the comfort of my own home. When I'm in the Walmart bathroom, you gotta grab it because you don't you gotta wash your hands because you're out in public, you know. So like it's a nice you check in, you do the even even you gotta wash your hands at home. Nobody care what I'm I'm alone. Nobody care what I'm doing, okay? And if I don't feel like, because I'm a, I'm a washing my hands ass nigga. Sometimes I don't feel like doing that though, which is why I use the male technique. There, by the way, uh, it's always you gotta wash soap even after urinating. Neither plain water nor alcohol hand sanitizers are affecting effective at removing fecal material or killing bacteria in fecal material. And oh look up fecal dust. I don't want to look up no fecal dust. <laughs> All right, that's why you don't. If this guy's this guy's washing his hand. Thinks his penis is what's infected, not the bathroom. That's the thing that's been sitting in the dark the whole day, sweating. Okay, I don't want to touch it. All right. Anyway, okay, I know what this is. Jesse's still out here pissing on his balls. Okay, yeah, that's that's what's going on. Me, I, you know, you, you know, you, you know, what I got. <laughs> Okay, I ain't got to touch it. All right, and when you're done, you you dab at it with some toilet paper. You don't do you don't need to shake it. Ain't no shaking. That's for three year olds. Shake it, shaking it, spraying it everywhere. No, you get some toilet shake paper. What the? Who's shaking it? What the hell? You know what you do? You when they teach when you start peeing, they teach you it's like I don't, oh, I don't dab it with toilet it paper either because got Here's the it. thing about dabbing it with toilet paper. Sometimes the toilet paper gets stuck. Stuck. I mean, it's yeah. The one the <laughs> no, I know, but it's it's wet, so it's the material like sticks to the. Listen, what you got to do is get one of them wet wipes. Oh, you know I got them. Listen, and just, and, you hear this? And just yeah, dude wipes just, right here. Yeah, okay. sure. Why not? Yeah, that way. I know all about it. 
you hit that, you know, a dab or wrench, you know? <laughs> a dab or wrench, exactly. I should be clear. It's not so much a dab as it is like a a press clinch and scoop. I don't want to talk about the. the <laughs> It's a, it's, the more it's you say, you're sounding like an alien. We got to move on, okay? <laughs> we gotta move on. This is how it's revealed that Mel's an Clowns alien. versus aliens. Hey, you know, I'd watch it. Sounds like a good sounds, movie. It sounds like a video game from, like, the OG Xbox. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Oh, man. Jesse's the unlockable character, for sure. All right. Anyway, yeah, how dare he suggest that my dad didn't teach me how to pee. And then he's telling you, Mel, hold your penis. Yeah, we know about him. <laughs> me too, that man. Exactly. All right, between Janelle Monell and J- Janelle Monell. Monell. <laughs> yeah, between Janelle Monet and Mel, uh, he's just, he's a menace and we got to deal with him. But not now, okay, because we got to get out the hotline segment. So we're going to play uh, his outro theme that was produced by Cam is like the father. It's called Is This Phone? And of course, it's 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 more than it's one of the expensive beats of our time. Oh, yes. This one is a uh, geez. I mean, if Daniel's 10 million, you know, this is this is also 10 million. There's also 10 million. So here we go. Check it out, folks. Hello? Wait, it won't answer. The screen is locked. Just keeps ringing. Oh, I know why it won't answer. It's the 70s. We don't have smartphones. <laughs> Gotta dial it in on a real uh, rotary, rotary phone. phone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're in the 20s, call in at uh, 718 635 0743. Almost forgot the number. 718-635-0743. Call in. Do you touch your penis when you pee? Do you? It's your choice to let us know. I think things are going great so far. I just, you know how I told you that the outro changes like every week for me sometimes? This, this week it sounded like, penis, my penis. Okay, because of what we were talking about. I always hear it saying, living, 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 you know, living, I'm living, living in the, in the living, living, <laughs> but I assume the part that they say that got chopped out was the 70s. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what they were going to say. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 Give me some time to make some this thing something right. Something like that. Living. Living. <laughs> Pissing. Living. Okay. I'm living in the seventies. <laughs> Alright. Well, uh there you go. Yeah. What do we do next? What do we do? Uh, oh yeah, Schmageggy segments. Okay. Schmageggy segments, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Alright, well, what we got here? Okay, I'm, New I'm song I'm annoyed about hearing. Oh, okay. Well, hey. Or annoyed it, hearing about. Right, right, because yeah, anybody listening to this for real, as far as I know. Uh, still at number one, surprisingly, is Lil Durk and J. Cole with All My Life. 
top of the hip hop uh, slash R&B billboard chart. Third consecutive week, fourth week overall at number one. Hey, it's going to take a few more weeks for me to begin to get as sick of seeing it as I was uh, uh, Kill Bill. Okay, so. Yeah, and also I'm sure we'll get like a one week hit off this new Drake album. So For sure. For, sure. Things will for, get for the dogs. Soon. For the dogs, them, you know. All right, it's coming. Yo, the doggos, uh, you know. No, oh, ain't no doggos. All right, no, they're excluded from this. All right, so they start referring to themselves seriously. But yeah, uh, what is it? this week in the news, okay? Uh, Big Pokey, Houston rapper and screwed up quick member, perhaps best known nationally for his verse on Paul Wall's hit single, Sitting Sideways. Oh, man, right. Passes away at age 48 after reportedly collapsing on stage. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, may he rest in peace. Absolutely. Rest in peace, yeah. Big Pokey. A little moment of silence for him. I'm gonna add, yeah, only make a note original... to edit out those crickets because they they were interrupting the silence with one of the original screwed up click members, and you know, just another loss. We almost made it. You know, we halfway through the season without having to report on something like this. So. Rest yeah. in peace, Big Pokey. And it's just another week that uh, the news segment, you know, will be solely dedicated to a loss. So hope we don't have to do that again this season. Hopefully not. I mean, ideal world, we wouldn't have to do whatever, you know. But yeah, rest in peace. Um, let's see. This week in hip-hop history, uh, Kendrick Lamar celebrates his 36th birthday. Okay, birthday gunshot. Uh, Missy Elliott releases her second studio album, The Real World, uh, which we covered back in Season Zero. That's correct. Yeah, don't listen uh, to that. <laughs> Season Zero, we know about it. Don't listen to this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, on this week that in argument basically, or That episode basically boils down to the argument do you agree with Moles that Smooth Chick is good, or do you agree with Mel that it's not? Oh, brother. There's more to that episode than that, for sure. But it is a season zero episode, so That's how much more I can't I tell you. from it. I remember Moles ain't black because he didn't put over Crazy Feelings featuring Beyonce, which is like a black mama queen in the house on Sunday morning classic. Uh, but yeah, let me hit it again for, you know. And you ain't black. Anyway, uh, I'll try harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, 99. This week in 99 is when that album came out. Uh, and Eric B. and Rakim released their third studio album, Let the Rhythm Hit Him, on this week in 1990. Uh, all right. Well, uh, wait. I was fucking tripping is needed this week? Yeah, for you, right? For me? Yeah, I heard Walk This Way was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you when, when I'm when I'm ready to make a decision. If I make a decision, I say I gotta think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I was gotta think it was about it. It's written down to audit along with uh, um, uh, uh, tell me when to go. Okay, because we played that last week, and I'm like, I gave okay. that a seven plus in the E40 review, and I'm like, yeah, no, that might Look, be eight. I'm, I'm, going, I'm just going by what I was told. I was told okay. there'd be a. Uh, a shakeup this week. Then it may be next week, but I gotta, you know. Here's right, the thing: I'm well, not really in a hurry to listen to that record again, which should tell you probably where it's trending in terms of an audit. So, 
but I got to actually sit and listen to it again and make my decision. You know, I, you know, I don't want to just get swept up in the live review where I realize that the song is a sham, you know, but soon, soon enough. Cause I got other stuff to bundle in the audit too. All right, but anyway, uh, you want to do uh, Rav Express? Get on the train? No. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, here's the thing. Before we do that, uh, I don't know if you're going to entertain the people or not, but I actually have to go uh, retrieve a watermelon out of the truck for my grandma. So uh, I'm going to step away briefly. If you want to talk to them about whatever you want to talk to them about, I'll be right back. So I'm going to get yeah. a drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We're back. Just in time to catch the train. Okay. All right, let's see, you know. That was always one of my big fears at, like, airports and stuff, by the way. It's, like, having to, like, doo-doo. And, like, it ends up being more, you know, uh, involved than you expect. And, like, you're just sitting there and you hear them announcing, like, they about to close the gate. You know, I just... Yeah, it's a big fear of mine. But luckily, it's never come true. Uh, let me hit this. Uh, where this music at? It's- all right, here we go. Theme song. All right, it's time to get on the Rav Express uh, with a recently updated bathroom. So if you got a doo doo, uh, just just go to the back of the cabin. Here we go. All aboard the Rav Express for today's album: Pusha T, King Push, Darkest Before Dawn, The Prelude. Come get with it. It's the Rab Express. It's the Rab Express. Grab your ticket. Get on the train. Come get with it. Get on the train. The Rab Express. It's the Rab Express. It's Rab Express. Tonight's album is Pusha T. King Push. Darkest Before Dawn. The Prelude. Long ass title. <laughs> Yeah. All right, grab your tickets. Come get with it. I mean, long-ass title, but not a long-ass trip on the train. This is a very short album, 10 tracks. No, this is a short album. This was meant as like a stopgap album for King Push, which never actually came out because it turned into Daytona. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, what is there really to say about it? that you know hasn't been said before it's the Pusha T solo experience we've discussed our experience with this guy on the show numerous times we're no stranger to, to Pusha T I mean plenty of episodes are out now uh, actual long episodes like long form mainline episodes Look, you got clips uh, Laura Willing you got we got it for Sheet Volume 2 you got a Daytona review out there, you got so almost you wanna... dry first listen available. Yeah, yeah, you got that too, right? You know, so our feelings on Pusha T have been cemented at this point. I mean, I can tell you, I remember when this album came out. I listened to it. I vividly recall listening to it on the way to my job at FedEx in St. Louis. And at the time, I wasn't in love with it, but I liked it more than I do now. I'll tell you that much. So. Same. Um, I liked half of it when it came out but something fell off for me. Okay. And I was kind of pissed when it came out because Lunch Money wasn't on there. Okay. And Lunch Money and Numbers on the Boards are like 
two Pusha solo records that I hold up as like the bar for a Pusha solo record that, you know, evokes some of the same feelings I would get from, you know, his peak. All right. Uh, well. Not getting lunch money because it was meant for King Push. So I assume, you know, because that album never came out, there were some singles that never made albums, that being one of them. You know, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Red right. Express. More uh, fucking smoke and mirrors, solo Pusha T music that they parade around like it's elite rap when it's really a man who's a shell of his former self. Why, why, why did y'all vote for this? Like, y'all know how we feel about this. Okay, Sada Baby was right there. We could have finally did Sada Baby. No, y'all want to King Push Dark Before Dawn, the pre-whoop, Act 2, uh, fucking Scene 8, Book the 5th. Like, get the fuck. All right, here we go. Track 1, intro, produced by G. Coop, Metro Boomin, and Diddy. Flat 6. Six minus, and I remember when this album came out there were reports initially that Joaquin Phoenix or like Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix's son made this beat or some shit and <sighs> it may have been a situation where like this beat was made while Joaquin was in the studio because he was hanging with Diddy when he was doing that whole weird documentary pseudo meta fourth wall breaking whatever yeah. he was doing at the time with Casey Affleck Look, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I don't like Pusha T on trap beats. He's not a trap beat guy. In fact, Mm -hmm. the more it sounds not like Neptune's, I don't like it. Fair. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is a musical issue, but also it has some of those things about modern Pusha T I don't like. It's just like that labored rapping, that like feeling that he's like, He's doing a caricature version of the old Pusha T. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what can I say? It's Rav Express. I said, uh, unneeded cliche foreign plug talk. Talking about Idios, Mio, Victor Oladipo, whatever the fuck he said. Uh, ridiculously dramatic, good music, stomping drums, ass beat. This is good Cold music, of- music for sure. Yeah. Uh, code of personality raps overshadowing good ones to be clear i done been blackballed and never gave a fuck because i'm jack frost of selling that blast off i think that's good what's bad is ask gay whose loyalty more realer ask p whose core is a drug dealer me and tim has come only great i ain't made better was jay dilla uh, um, roll, oh the okay? jay dilla line was an eye roller Just, for sure yes. and also the blank blank of the blank blank is a format he overuses to the point where, like, none of those lines really hit for me. Uh, we can move on. I have nothing yeah, else to say. Yeah. Track two, Untouchable, produced by Millie Beats and Timbaland. Uh, flat six. Flat seven, Ding Me Baby. I I had to... All right, so this was my journey with this one. And I'm going to ask you to play something. And I'm actually going to ask you to play something in full, if you don't mind. Okay because I need people to hear the whole joint. So let me tell you my journey with this as I listen to this album three times this week. The first time, I gave it the 8- minus that I thought it was. I thought it was an 8- minus tied for my favorite song on the album. 
then I kind of put it up against that eight minus the other eight minus. And I'm like, nah, I like that one better. So this got already dinged down to a seven plus. Then I was like, Hey, didn't Aesop rock do a freestyle over this? Like randomly. And I went back to listen to the Aesop Rock freestyle because I don't think I had since he dropped it. And like at first I was like, okay, like this is this is all right. And once he starts like heating up, and I'm just like, yo, he killed Pusha. So I had to I had to further downgrade the song to a flat seven. I, uh, I dig this beat. It's Basically, like, when Timbaland is on this album, I feel like he's trying to channel, you know, like, something that, you know, Clips would have rapped on. And this has that, like, you know, this is, like, darker energy, you know, from Clips. So, like, Got It For Cheap era or, you know, uh, Hell Hath No Fury there's like a sparseness to it, but also, you know, definitely like an atmosphere going on. I dig the beat. I don't know how much I love the biggie of it all. I don't think that needs to be in the beat, but it's fine, I guess. Better than AI biggie that Timbaland just did. Oh. But I don't know, Mel, you heard this song this past week. I I had to AB him, and I think Aesop Rock just by the end of it was just like he, he, he was just way better than Pusha T. And, you know, at one point in time, I would have never even, you know, thought to even make a comparison like that, but they both rapped on the same beat. And yeah, this is what happens when Pusha T just like falls into these kind of rhyming formats that he does where, you know, it's funny. He talks about, his process with Diddy. We'll talk about that on crutches, but yeah, I find that like his raps at times can be just like a little too formatted. Oh, they know we've discussed it, you know, patterned. Yeah. And I've heard them before from him and just over different beats. You want to play this freestyle? Sure. I've never heard it. So here we go. Impossible Kid 429 Just some shit mm. Three's company appetite for destruction tea Chunky monkey funyuns I could feel the cat judging me Please, I've seen you eat your puke and drink the toilet water, which completely renders your opinion void, you little fucker. Poison puffers hit the reef, hissing through their missing teeth. Pissy like a minotaur with six hours in the middle seat. Or middle schoolers protesting the mystery meat and catcher van. Castaways walking to the same light as Carolan. Dagger in his teeth and treat a rapper like a rack of lamb. His allergy is middling, his middle finger's plastic man. Dag, they wanna de radicalize the old, though it sort of undermines the magic of high known. My right hand writing a Diary of the dodgy I do the wrong thing when all the right people are watching It's a medley of defiance and outboxing Born in a storm's eye alongside Long Island Swamp Kings Bonk, shoegaze rap, get your blue suede 
get yours to the goop, you get a clue face. Jump into the going goose chase, try the Kool-Aid. Try the blue plate, it tastes like doomsday. Off-leash griffins at the Westminster Kennel Club. As vessels of Beelzebub, like the hand and belly rub. Lug it to the belfry, keep the pups alive and healthy. We as hunters treat the summers like a mother ripe for milking. Up and beating Alexander, party art into the silk screen. Still here, sleeping with the lights on and quill near. Torban, corpse paint, hormone. Make the base wobble like a two-man horse suit. Dork proof, type to forge a sword in his dorm room. Break beans, drain threes from the warp tube. Long tooth, short fuse. Stormtroopers over John Zorn loops. If you ain't core, it ain't for you. Trolls bubbling from the lows. Want nothing but to run him for the bulk of what he owns. Homie, all of this material ain't shit to me. The trinketry, the filigree, the inadequate theories of validity. I never really cared for the cars. The point A to B sounds scared when it starts. Trash can fire in the middle of the crib where the coven swap recipes and riddles from the crypt. It's monsoon season, keep the log flumes leaning. Religious paranoia, get the Doc Seuss treatment. Breaking out the Bronx Zoo, tabletop the mongoose. Great fade, ain't afraid to knock a few cogs loose. From where it's defense on three And anybody with a fucking brain bump Sean P Old boy Mike about to carve with stale fish All aboard the midlife snail's pace tailspin You were busy authoring a holy grail of Melden I was busy snow sleet, heavy rain, hail wind Ready game, fail shit, it's hail Marys everywhere Over all the petty shit, under all the messy hair I'm untouchable, uncrushable Plus ill, we don't need another hero We just want our cups filled I'm Trivial pursuit cards at the 40-40 Buzzkill, Aesop Rock, code name, yo, son, chill. See, now that's rap. That's rapping without relying on, you know, modern day references and, and, and your industry connections and this like boogeyman persona you've crafted. The boogeyman persona, which causes him to rap at like, you know, half speed of how he used to rap is just like, It sounds so labored and so fake. Like, who are you scaring with this? All the jokes are unfortunately pretty accurate. The flashlight under the chin flow. Right. Mules and Mel are the narrative busters, but this is a narrative that persists, and I'm not going to fight back against it. And it's only modern-day Pusha T. It's, like, something that he just decided he needed to, like, inject this level of cartoonish menace into his performances. It used to be it's, like a young, brash, cocky energy like we heard on God of Her Cheap. Now it just sounds like, you know, look, Jericho cut his hair. He was never the same. Like, you know, let's let's face it. Like, you know, people start moving half a speed below the standard of which you expect them to. Then you're going to, you know, maybe look at them and say, I don't know, something feels off. Now, if 24-7, 365, pussy stays on my mind was your first introduction to this guy. Maybe he's the goat. I don't know. I can just hear him now. Somebody forwards him a rap rankings review and then he, you know, is going to fucking random fucking stage talking about, you know, rappers never get on and now they want a podcast. It's like, nigga, come on. You're so much better. You are so much better than this. Okay. We got it for Chief Volume 2 review out now. All right. Good faith, Mool said, you know, Aesop Rock just killed that fucking beat. I can't be out here giving seven plus or eight minus to this untouchable. Oh, speak, speaking of which, I did notice two things in that. He said, mother ripe for milking. 
Okay. And he also had a Sean P shout out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Amongst other. Uh, Anyone with a fucking brain bump, Sean P. That's right. You know, that's how you. One rap. of the three and lyrical P's. He, you know, for sure. Absolutely. Pusha T should have, would have been included amongst them back in the day. Well, the P's. on there. That's Styles oh, he... P, Sean P, and Prodigy. Yep. Could have been four, but no, you wanted to run around with good music. So, yeah. Uh, ASAP. This Ron ain't good music, music though. This is this is like you know, this is Virginia right here, Timberland. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'm just talking about the, the label. But yeah, this is music, the kind of shit I, mean, I like to hear from modern day Pusha T. Even though you know he got shown up on this one by ASAP. ASAP Rock did justice to the beat, which I like. I said Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo, but in a trap house ass beat. Mm. Uh, I agreed that the Biggie sample was unneeded and Biggie ain't going to save you, Pusha T. Uh, There were really a few things that stood out to me, though. Like, I thought I misheard him because this came out in 2015. He was like, in Mexico, fuck Donald and his pledge. And I'm like, he wasn't the president yet. So I actually did go to the bad website genius to look into it. And lo and behold, it's annotated by Pusher T himself. And he says... As a people, as a union, and as a country, we're not going to let Trump become president. I think Donald is one of the most ignorant people. Grossly ignorant views, especially about the whole Mexico thing. It was just too much. We can't even let people even be comfortable thinking like that at all. To which I say, Because <laughs> obviously he did win. I mean, to be fair, we all thought this, though. But he, yeah, uh, hey, we then, underestimated the deficiencies of Americans. Your boss put so, on a MAGA hat and you stayed. So shut And the fuck you stayed, up. which leads to my other point. This whole persona on this throughout this album of like this like making himself like the chosen warrior to like attack all the kayfabe artists in hip hop. It's like nigga, you're ignoring the biggest one in Kanye. So you're silly. Okay? Like, I don't buy any of this. And I told you on the phone, it's like, you know, the last one to find out the baby owned the cars. Like he was so much better when his whole personality wasn't concrete loop manifested as a rapper. And I'm not just saying that because Drake got embarrassed with Addy Don. Okay. I hated to see that happen to the boy, but like he's been doing this. He's been on this way for a long time. He's, he's just too chatty. You know, that's not real rap. So yeah, I'm just, I've had it with this. My barcode is Netflix narcos. Stop. You're better than this. Quit it. Would you like to move on? Yes. Okay. Track three, MFTR, uh, featuring The Dream, produced by The Dream, Hudson Mohawk, Ging, maybe Jing, and Boy Wanda, uh, six minus. Flat six. I did have this as a seven minus, and it fell off because. Do you have new Godflow, Mel? Uh, unfortunately, I probably do. Uh,. Do Can I? you play a little of New Godflow and then play a little of this? They're like yeah, way too similar, and Godflow is superior in every way. Yeah, I don't have this shit. Thought I had Cruel Summer. I, I'm glad I don't, actually. Uh, I'll just play it off the fans. Play I think once upon a time show. I did have it, and then I realized I don't like it. So, um, not New Godflow, but Cruel Summer. Okay, hold on. New God Flow. Let me hold to this thing. New God Flow. Fuck everything else. Another Smoke and Mirrors classic, but it's it's. Now good. this is a good I music song. We 
we went from a good music song to a Pusha T song to a good music song. Track three. All right. Let me see. I'm securing this thing illegally really quick. Good. All right. I got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely good. I ain't paying for this shit. Funding a Nazi operation. Okay. Here we go. Uh, New God Flow. Track four of Cruel Summer. There you go. Somebody. Shake that body, party that ball. Shake that body, party that ball. Shake that body, party that body. Come and have a good time with GOT. I believe there's a God above me. I'm just the God of everything else. I put holes in everything else. New God flow, fuck everything else. Supreme dope dealer. Write it in bold letters They love a nigga spirit like pocket the Coachella They said push ain't fit with the umbrella But I was good with the yay as a wholesaler I think it's good the yay got a blow dealer A hot temper matched with the cold killer I came aboard for more than just to rhyme with them Think 99 when Puff with a hand shine with them <sighs> You know, I will, I will MFTR yeah, let me play that. But I will say, uh, if I'm not confusing the song, that did have a good Kanye moment. Is that uh, we just had a fruit bruise? <laughs> no, that's click. That's a different. Which song is that? Click. Okay, there we go. All right, never mind. No, no justice for Kanye. Uh, here we go. MT MF. Yeah. Creep up on these niggas. Creep up on these niggas. Speak up on these niggas. Speak up on these niggas. Walk up in that bitch and wave at everything. Walk up in that bitch and wave at everything. Don't make it bang, don't make it bang. Getting followed by the follow, don't make it bang. Niggas ain't been to church in a minute, but it's funny how that tech make a nigga get religious. Amen. You rather be more famous than rich. Amen. Play your role, it's easy acting like Mitch. Paid in full was more than reading a script. Paid in full is really just being rich, Porter. Filling all standing orders Would you question could I swim if you saw me walking on water? Yeah, while every song got a rapper dance Yeah, I'm drug money like Dapper Dan No retirement plans, no Derek Jeter's We all know I did it, Rodriguez The illusion of money we don't believe in You ask me, Tiger, looking like a genius <sighs> He sounds very similar on both of them But Godflow's got the better beat it's got, you know, a memorable Kanye feature. It's got Ghostface. You know, this is just, he's kind of rapping the same way. Less emphasis, worse beat, the dream on here. Just like, this is when the dream stopped making good music and stopped thinking he was Prince. And he started thinking he was Kanye and Jay-Z. And he was trying to be like Ryan Leslie and watch the throne all the time. Use all this making- religious iconography the dream was ruined by kanye and jay-z stop making good music and started making good music and this is what yep. you get um, stop making good music and started making good music yep you know and some that's the, the problem some of uh some of the greatest minds of our generation have fallen into this trap francis and the lights for instance free him wherever he is but uh so you're gonna fall into traps uh Pusha T fell into the trap of going out of your way to like say you're making music for who you say you make music for. 
And I do mean like going out of your way. Like this is circle jerk music. It's like I can't imagine real dealers or like bosses listening to this. And when the whole point of this music is this is who it's for, it just sounds goofy. Like just yeah. make the music and let them feel it instead of being like, this is for the real. Like just shut the fuck up. Okay. And then the dream on here. I didn't realize how much I hated it until I heard this th- this week, but like being reminded, this is not a good era when they were just like repeating shit two times. Creep up on these niggas, creep up on these niggas, speak up on these niggas, speak up. Like, okay. Unless we're talking two times by French Montana, keep this shit. Very lazy. Um, he's in here being gossipy again. You asked me, Tiger looking like a genius. And he annotates this and he's like, I felt he was looking like a genius simply because it takes a lot for you to leave a situation at cash money. I like, just shut the fuck. You're employed by Kanye. Okay. Your word is worthless. All right. Just more of this bad rapping paid in full is really just being rich Porter. Okay. Stop. Gil Scott hair onto the black poem. You're not. Okay. Maybe once. I'm black. I'm blank, blank to the blank, blank again. Yeah, like, come on, with this format, I hate it. They ask me why I'm still talking dope. Why not? The biggest rappers in the game broke. Voila. He's, he's like, he's like the insufferable, like fake entrepreneur. You know, like a Gary V. Because the real ones don't talk. You know, like all of the rappers in the game is broken and they written and like just, just get out of here. Okay, you want to move on? He's a genius. Okay. Yeah, uh huh. Rap like you got some sense, because I know you do. All right. Uh, yeah, we going to track four. We have to. Track four must be a bore. Uh, well, not exactly. Track four: Crutches, Crosses, Caskets, produced by Sean C and LV, Young Dev, Honorable C Note, Diddy, and Mario Winans. Uh, seven minus. Flat seven. Ding me, baby. Another one yeah, where it's yeah, not yeah. good music fodder. It's like. Him kind of, you know, it's definitely not anything that's like Neptune's Timbaland adjacent at all, but it's like good Pusha T, like pseudo boom bap ish kind of, you know, production. And I'm not mad at this, you know, he gets, Uh. I mean, he's doing some of that shit that we don't like from him on here being, you know, Yenta T. <laughs> it's less overbearing though i wrote like less overbearing yeah. i'm the real and money, not though. talk that dun, 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 dun. and there's some like the bass lines for like dun, dun, dun. yeah that bass line is very hamilton on the sense and you know i like that yeah um, i dig the beat push a t succeeds on here because he has a pretty light delivery it doesn't seem that much of push a t in like good music caricature mode He's not being like the over the top villain on here. He sounds very, uh, you know, uh, casual with the delivery. So I liked, you know, Mildred's in the Bahamas for a month. <laughs> He's probably sitting in a pajamas having lunch, swordfish. Which is funny. It it works here because it's humorous to me. Like he's still kind of rapping like a dickhead and being obnoxious, but I'll allow it because the humor. It's like you know your yeah. man crush. It does feel a little reined in though, does it not? Compared to like yeah, the last record, like I said way less overbearing. You know, my skin is triple black. I'm the omen. I like that. You know, uh, I defected. Only thing we have in common, niggas bleed. That's good. I like that. You know. It's whole mythology. He sounds good on this one. Sounds good. Oh, oh, my favorite moment of the whole song is like, uh, 
where he's like the silhouette, the pop, 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 the chop, 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 the throwaway text. Oh, yeah, that's good showmanship. (laughs) Come on. I'm the L. Ron Hubbard of the covered. That's good absurdity. He he gets some sequences off. I don't like anything where he's the something, something of the something, something. Okay. That was just stop doing that. He does, but L. Ron Hubbard of the covered is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's the shame when a platinum rapper's mother lives in squalor. Like, it's just it's very funny. So, seven minus. Uh, you want to move on? Yep. Track five, MPA, uh, featuring The Dream, ASAP Rocky, and Kanye West, produced by J. Cole, Che Pope, and Kanye West. Uh, six minus. Flat five. Um, I don't really have much to say about this one. There's no, like, verse from... ASAP or Kanye. They're just like on the chorus with the dream. Money, yeah, pussy, alcohol. Something's nothing after all. This is a yeah. limp, lifeless record. The music is like effervescent in a bad way. It's like barely there. It's boring to me. There's no like groove to this record this is good music nonsense this is like cruel summer yo yo that's crazy ding mules for uh getting the exact phrase in my notes good music nonsense (laughs) yeah i mean Um, flat five uh push at least it's just push a t rapping on here we didn't have to hear you know lazy rocky or obnoxious con yet well, we heard them, but they're not in verse form, which is fortunate. Because uh, I, I consider giving it a five plus, but it, it's six minus. I mean, uh, I said I can, I was surprised to see J Cole, but then I'm like, yeah, I can hear the Cole and like the melody and the keys. Uh, good music, nonsense, and content. This is post uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy bullshit. Uh, verses about fame, about women fucking lame athletes, which is amusing given the uh, current Zion Williamson situation. Uh, He's rapping about like birds, like it's a global crisis. It's like enough. It's not that interesting. It's ridiculous. You want to move on? Yep. Track six, Got Him Covered, featuring Ab Liva, produced by, uh, I think I missed, is it Mill Beats? Maybe it's Mill Beats. I said Millie Beats in Timberland. Uh, six minus. Oh, man. Eight minus. Sting me, baby. Wow. Favorite on the album. Most reminiscent of like a Neptune's beat to me, even though it's Timberland. Okay. And I guess Millie Beats. Um, at the combination of like the Ab Liva feature and the beat that's almost like damn near knockoff Neptunes won me over. I don't have anything else to say. I said Waggy Mel getting out of bed too fast and getting dizzy and having to lay back down because he's. Uh, out I'm of shocked shape, you didn't beat. go up for this one just just on the beat alone. The beat was the only good part of it because it's, it's you know it's wacky. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm good on, uh, I'm good on this. Cause he's in here talking about, you know, you know, the flow plays limbo, courtesy of Timbo, strip it down, nigga, Jim Joe. And he's like, Jim Joe was an artist. His style is very minimal. I was introduced to him through Kanye. Like, I don't have to make this shit up about these people and their aesthetic. It writes itself. Here he this is isn't good music nonsense, telling you though. he's this a is, fuck. This is him going from, he's like going back and forth this whole album. Intro, good music. Untouchable, not good music. MFTR, good music. Crutches, not good music. MPA, good music. Got Him Covered is not the type of thing you get from no, a good music musically, album. no. But like This content, is him going back to his roots with both the Ab Liva feature and with the beat. Well, that's this is what I'm going to say. Ab Liva benefited here from Pusha T turning into a haughty, pretentious fuck. 
Okay, because I prefer Ab Live on this record because he actually sounds oh, Ab like a rapper. He's just back doing his thing, like the thing what that he, he usually does. does. But he sounds even better because Pusha T's a cartoon yeah. now. He's lapping um, Pusha T now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You want to move on? Yeah. Track seven, Keep Dealing, featuring oh. Beanie Siegel, pro- <laughs> produced by Donald Davidson, Diddy, and Nasheen Myrick, six plus. Nino Davidson, six minus. I'll, I have one note, okay? Like, w- like, uh, look, Beanie Siegel was dealing with, like, some serious, like, health issues at the time. He still may be dealing with these issues. He, like, can't, he doesn't sound like himself. He sounds weak and out of breath. And, like, if given the opportunity to work with, like, one of your favorite artists, but they're, like, they, they sound like they're on their deathbed. I wouldn't like, it's just, I don't know. There's something like weirdly opportunistic and sad about this record that I just, I never liked this one. I definitely never saw it as opportunistic, but I remember in 2015 thinking it was sad just as I do now. You know, I feel like he was really just giving beans the look because I mean, he had been through whatever he had been through and you can hear it vocally. But yeah, my, I did have one note myself originally, just poor beans. But I feel like I should tell more than that. I say cold and hollow beat lends itself well to the heartless raps. Push sounds better than he has for most of this album, but poor beans. Uh, there's I don't the, like the format. beans like this, man. It's it's a performance that actually stands out to me, and I never have forgotten. So going in this week, I knew it was going to be a rough listen because, you know. Well, we've praised Beans on the show before, you know, especially throughout the J season. And this is, look, this is, this is just like, it's, you don't want to hear this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we this, did it on Rap Express. This is a, like it, an uh, officially a triggering record for me because of that element of it. Like, I can't listen to this anymore. I've rated it. Wasn't it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being in 2015, but it's definitely. Oh, still I agree. Like, it was, it was way worse in 2015 when I remember hearing it and like, I thought he sounded like death. It sounded, yeah, it sounded like he had an iron one. Like he was, and like you hear him like punching in, it's like, he doesn't have like enough breath to like fluidly wrap the verse. It's like a line at a time, it's, but it's like still not. And compare it to any other performance of his, even on like, you know, the post becoming stuff that he was putting out that wasn't as good you know, it was his first couple albums. Like, after Becoming, I remember he put out one more album on Def Jam. And it was not great. But he sounded like himself. It's weird hearing a rapper not sound like themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's especially a shame, though, because, like, I think the verse is good. It's just delivered it, it, in such a labored fashion. You know, so yeah, it's just hard to listen to. It's not a bad verse. Yeah, I mean, I remember liking this ver or this this line, like you know, um, get rich or die trying is my mindset, and spend it all until I'm swallowing dirt because I ain't never seen a Brinks truck follow a hearse. I remember like going oh in the car in 2015. I did the same thing this week, but yeah, he just he sounds like he's going performance through. is just is rough. That's all. Yeah, uh, that's my big note on this is. Forget about Pusha T. This is just like, this bums me out to hear. 
if Bean sounded normal, this would be a seven because I actually. I, if I was Pusha T, I, if I got this back, I wouldn't have put this on the album. I would have paid him and whatever, and that would have been that. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, he had to be the Rob report of the snort. The blank of the blank. Yeah, the blank of the blank. Anyway, uh, you want to move on? He's the blank of the blank all the time now, but he was never the blank of the blank when he could actually rap. Yeah, I'm ready to move right. on. Yeah, all right. Well, track A, Retribution, featuring Kewani, produced by Death Def Beats. Uh, I and- thought that was featuring uh, Mustafa Ali. Oh, brother. <laughs> Death Beats and Timbaland. Uh, listen. This is, this is, this is. Five plus. Five minus. Um, honestly, if this was a song by any other rapper, I'd probably give it a six minus, but like Pusha T has no business here. My only note beneath him, all of this talk of being above new age rapper shit, then he does this. This isn't even you good know? music shit. This is, I don't even know what this is. It was, it was contemporary 2015's rap. Like, yeah, you like know? this is just not. You know, it's not good. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah, you want to move on? (laughs) Yeah. Track 9, FIFA, produced by Q-Tip. Flat 6. 7 minus, no notes. Yeah, I said 70s beat um, that I kind of like. The Um, beat's the star of the show for me. I mean, I I like the uh, evolving nature of it and it's like i like that but i have no notes yeah i mean i kind of like the beat and he has sequences in the song it's the least offensive song on the whole album to me like it could have been something it's the least of my takeaways so like it's i enjoy it but like it's out of everything i guess if i had to ditch one one gotta go i i guess i'd have to ditch this one right yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't even say least offensive. It's inoffensive. There's nothing really wrong with it. But no, it's not oh, and by the way, it, so this is not good music nonsense. This is again like like a crutches crosses type record. Like it's for the heads, right? Right. Of course, you got Q-Tip on the beat, right? So uh, yeah, we can wrap this thing up. Uh, track ten, Sunshine, featuring Jill Scott, produced by Mano, uh, Kanye West, and Bauer. Uh, flat six. Mules and Mel connect. Uh, almost like the Kehlani record. I don't want the, like, push it T social justice rap after he was the blank of the blank for this whole album. Yeah. Just stick to that. That's what you do best. You're out of your fucking element here. You sound a bit, like, goofy at first in terms of, like, you know, it's obvious that this is not really your lane. And he stumbled early on. I think he recovered a little bit as things went on. But again, this is like not a song I ever want to hear Pusha T make. So uh, individual elements of it, not bad, but uh, I don't want to hear Pusha T do this. I remember this being a takeaway for me in 2015 to the tune of probably like a seven minus, but you got to remember we're fresh off of Mike Brown. The the climate was still high to warrant a song like this. Um, uh, So it, it, it hit a a little more, but 
with some with some separation due to time. It's like this is what it is. Uh, first of all, Jill Scott, my main man, the the highest rated album I've ever reviewed. Okay, her debut. I don't recall her singing in such a exaggerated fashion in 2015, but she's on here like I say, hey, sunshine. Oh, how the day can be so long. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? This ain't Jill. Like, yeah, but either way, that's like, that good music gonna... nonsense though. Is making yeah, they made Jill do good themselves. music. I was I was sad. You know, she don't need to do that. All right. Uh, yeah, this this fell off, uh, and it's listen. Nothing wrong was said, and I probably agree, agree with all of it, you know, politically. But he 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 just is stupid. Just another nigga dead. Just another nigga dead. Good music nonsense that cheapens the hell out of what this record is supposed to be. Like, like I don't want to hear that when we're talking about important matters. Send another to the feds. Send another to the feds. That's Kanyeisms. Okay. Like that's yeah, not. I don't. You, you essentially turn this into some good music nonsense, and it didn't have to be. But also, you didn't have to make this. And I think it's funny that like when the Drake Pusha beef like restarted in 2018 with like the Adidon and everything. Yeah, that he said you never like something about like you never you cared about black, black issues. issues. You don't speak on black issues, and if you remove this song from. <laughs> Pusha T's catalog. I feel like him and Drake probably have discussed black issues equally. And hey, one of you was a drug dealer selling drugs to the black community. So I mean, listen, just I that's what I'm say saying. That. Like after a whole album of like this villainy, you're the last person I want to hear this message from. You know. Also, what year did this album come out? Same year 20. as To Pimp a Butterfly. All right, bro. Yeah, exactly. We're good. Right, exactly. Yeah, All you right. you turned something that you really had no business doing in the first place into good music nonsense. So, yeah, this album basically splits the difference between like just regular music and music you'd expect from the guy who made Hell Hath No Fury and Lord Willen and bullshit from 24-7-365 on the blank of the blank, you know? Well, well, you, you want to rank this thing? How many more times do we have to do this with this version of him? Like, I, sometimes I don't know. I why feel like a broken record. <laughs> I don't know why I want to hear this. Put the King Push review. You got it. Okay. I guess they want numbers on the boards. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or they just like hearing us bury this man. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, look, one out of ten for me. Ten percent takeaway. Sixty out of one hundred uh, points available. Ten. Points. Sixty uh, percent average, giving me a thirty-five percent weighted. Uh, four out of ten for you. Forty percent takeaway. Yeah. Sixty-three out of hundred. Sixty-three percent average, giving you a fifty-one point five percent weighted. So it's a rap rankings weighted rating of forty-three point two five percent. All right. Let's open go. up the board. Let's see where that makes. King Push, Darkest Before Dawn, The Prelude, Part B, Side 2, Episode 7, Season 10. Uh, what is this? 43.5, you said? Uh, 43.25. Okay, it puts it below Riff Raff Neon Icon and be- above Missy Elliott. This is not a test at uh, 176, knocking this unruly mess I've made out of the top 200. There you go. <laughs> Rav Express delivered. All right. 
And be sure to check out this uh Daytona's worse, according to us. Yeah. Uh but we gotta find out if this ill fated Quips reunion album, I guess, is is happening and how much worse that's gonna be than all their previous stuff. Uh Anyway, that's for like. I mean, a maybe it has a chance of being better than Till the Casket drops because that wasn't a great album. Hey, we'll see. And that's the thing about this nostalgia, no pun intended, is you know when you end on a kind of shitty note, maybe there's like you know desire for people to see them like put a better period on the whole saga. But for me, it's just like, all right, leave the memories alone, you know? Yep. I was telling you on the phone, I reminds me. Uh, audience call in, 718-635-0743. Can you think of a time where the phrase, leave the memories alone, wasn't warranted? I was telling was like, usually whenever I've heard it, they've been right. Has it, has it ever been like a... a uh, instance where that phrase was muttered and it was like, you know what? No, don't leave him alone. Let him cook. It's like every time I've seen it, it's they've been right. You know? Uh, Look, I still haven't seen it, but apparently this new Top Gun was a was a crowd pleaser and a, it was a box office smash and I'm sure when they announced they're going to do a new Top Gun after however many years, people were like, ah, they can keep it. Leave the memories alone. Well... I mean, here's the thing, though. Did anybody actually say the phrase? You know, so I don't. I don't know. I'd have to go back. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it was uttered somewhere. But you know, people seem to you like that one. <laughs> I like that. Look, I don't. I I got to be honest. Like, I don't smoke mids, so I'm waiting for Mission Impossible. Like, I'm not gonna hit the fucking middies. In, in anticipation for the fucking real shit, you know, over the top shelf. So we got that impossible. It's coming out really soon. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you this. I just typed in, leave the memories alone, top gun and a Twitter, two tweets came up and they both are not using the phrase, leave the memories alone. It's just random shit. So, well, that seems like no Twitter for said. you. Uh, Elon probably muted the phrase for whatever reason. Trop uh, Grunt. Yeah, Trop Grunt. Ma- Ma- Maverick. Mavro. Trop Gun Mavro out now. Uh, you want to do America's Favorite Segment? Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, let's see what the thing is. I have is no agenda against that segment. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Uh, let's see. Season 13 beats. Uh, uh, I think we played that Freddie Joe jo- jo- Joaquin Joaquin Joaquin. I already forgot. Joaquin uh, Joaquin. There we go. I'm thinking of Joaquin Noah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Right, right. The producer of uh, the the uh, the beat of the intro of King Push. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was either him or his son. I don't remember. Yeah. Either way, it's um, funny because it's like not at all who produced that. All right. You know who I think we should play? I think because, you know, Insane Clown Posse, Carnival Clowns, Oddities, Odyssey. Odyssey? You know? All right. Yeah. Let's see. We got to start with this Grey's Anatomy from Odd Autumn. Okay. This week's theme song for This Week in Wolves and Mail. Here we go. 
Welcome to This Week in Wolves and Mel, America's favorite segment. Brought to you by So What Games. I mean, the whole show is brought to you by So What Games, you know? But the segment itself. Oh, for sure. Brought to you by Mills hey. Mel, So What Games, and... It's kind of good. The good people of Wrath. Hey! Where was this when we was looking for beats in the pop era? Uh, in a rap, in in the rap folder. Ah oh, man. <laughs> this Maybe we should have just been using these rap beats. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not him. Not L.A. Knight. <laughs> okay. Good beat. This is sounding oh, like a theme song to the L.A. Knight talk show. Oh, I ain't watching that. You know, with the internet. We're we're uh, we're giving up our band, Mel. The Mills and Mel late night show. It's over. L.A. night. It just started last week. No, I ain't giving hey, it to L.A. night. Come get it's it back over. in blood, He's... nigga. I'm not giving you my show. <laughs> He's <laughs> over. It's over. They're over. We're over. Who's not over? It's Mills and Mel. It's America's favorite segment this week in Mills and Mel. What do we got? You got two songs, one song, no song. Um, I'm trying to remember. I gotta pull up the document. Do I have one or two? Um, what I got? This man brings in got, Boys a Liar and Crutches Crosses. I considered Boys a Liar. I really did, actually. But no, I have two songs. I have two songs. Uh, two, two This Week in Mules and Mel alumni for me this week. Okay. Oh, but, Portraits uh, of Tracy. Get ready. No, no, not Portraits. He's loading, though. I, I hear he's about to drop something. Okay. So, oh, he's loading. Okay. He's loading. All right. He's he going he gonna to show back up soon. But no. I got two songs, uh, but, uh, you know, you can go first. What what you got? Well, I was saying there's a mix, you know, this episode drops on the 28th. So on Saturday, the first, just in a couple of days, if you're hearing this on release day, uh, there is a new cartoons. Oh, right. It's going to be the first of the month, you know? So yeah. of course there's a new cartoons. And this one, you know, we've been counting down. This is from Cartoons 2016. And this is yeah. Mallory Knox by Currency. Shout out to the homegirl Mallory from the Yo 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 school. I hope she's doing all right. Anyway, uh, well, yeah, this Mallory one's for Knox. you. Mallory yeah, this goes Yo out Yo to Yo you. Yo, this one's for you. She was a good person. She was not a Yo Yo Yo. Or her friend Allie, who uh, told me in algebra two class that I was running my first few raps by her. And I remember the line consequences will be dire. And she was like, you know, I don't know about that. No, I like that. <laughs> she was right. No, she was right. That was bad. I ain't good rap. I don't want to hear consequences. No, will I'm be saying dire. I, I like that. She's like the OG mules, you know, the OG. Oh, right. OG she's the OG mules. Okay. She was, yeah, she kept it real with me from, from the jump. And I always appreciated that. Hi, anyway. best pally. It's Allie, you know? <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. She's greater than Allie Spagnolia for sure. But Allie is a wacky legend. Allie Spagnolia, that is. But anyway, yeah. Mallory Knox. Here we go. Yeah. 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 
Snatch the tin off the window, sorry for the rape. Smoking killer with my bad one on the interstate. Just left the safe, we was depositing cake. Shoulder the weight, now she making her own plays. Back at the crib, hiding the bitch. Smoke, fuck, think of more ways to get rich. Real life moving shit, big budget, Spielberg shooting it. But it's a documentary, cause we really doing it. Catching stunts on the bitch, no camera tricks. She couldn't handle it, Ferrari, Lamborghini shit. Baby girl, get a grip, catch your breath, smoke this shit. Take a whip, that's how paper smell. A dab of Chanel on my collar, make sure I remember well. And I did, that's why I stayed a little bit longer. Cut one more time and then I slid. that pock right no that's currency's ad lib that he does on like every song he does that whatever he's on he does that melling a rap no i ain't current apparently yeah i like that that's ride music you gotta ride to that mallory not what's what's funny is uh jermaine dupree and currency just put out a ep this year and jermaine you know produced the whole thing Okay. And the same sample was flipped. I don't know if they're cleared, so I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. But same sample was flipped. Almost like damn near the exact same way, just not as good, in my opinion. And okay. I think Currency, he might not be current because he doesn't even realize he rapped on this already. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. Okay. Uh... Yeah, well, cartoons 2016 out now for patrons now, only. Uh, yeah, exclusively on patreon.com slash. Or I guess not out now, out uh, Saturday. Saturday? How's Saturday? Yeah, a couple of days. Oh, yeah, on the first. Right, right. Got it. All right. Well, uh, let me actually make that note so I don't give it to him too early or something. Yeah, he All botched right. it last time, folks. He gave it yeah. to you guys like two days too early. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Note note written. Uh all right, what I brought in, the first of uh, the uh male side of the this weekend uh Mules and Mel alumni section. Uh my main man Yeet. Okay. Um oh, Yeet's it's back. actually well he's not even back. It's uh, this came out earlier this year, but I decided to bring it in because it's it's emerged as one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh-huh. I've been playing it ever since it came out. I, I brought, it's from the same uh, when I brought in that Au, Au, okay, it's that same album with Au on it, okay. But this one's called Split. Um, one of my favorite songs of twenty twenty three. I tweeted right, well, at Jesse. Shyamalan influence. <laughs> hey, for all I know, it could be. But uh, I mean, he did Minions. He did do Minions. He's keeping it within Universal Pictures. What label is right. he on? Shit, what label is he? I I forgot. I think it's like. Universal Music Group? And he signed the Interscope. Yeah, Gaffin Interscope. Listen yeah. to the kids. Is this Kanye's label? What the fuck is this? Kids? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, this split, I, I tweeted at Jesse because he was talking about uh, something was like his delirious song. I think Hillbillies said it was like his delirious song of the year. And I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, that's a good delirious song of the year candidate. This is this is my current though delirious song of the year. I play this when I'm off the uh, caffeine and, and tweak out. Uh, here's a yeet split. Hysteria music. What would you say? I'm 36. Oh, <laughs> picking up the Jesse gimmick. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, I'm 30, and that's still hit for me. Okay. And you know, in the spirit of being 36, I've got Killer Priest up next with uh, oh, okay, okay. Bird Song from his new album. This is my second favorite album of the year. Wow. Right behind okay. the King LJ, some raps three. Oh. My main man. Close so my second favorite out. album of the year right now, Killer Priest, Forest of the Happy Ever After. This is the most <laughs> beautiful rap album ever made. Ever? Okay. Ever made. Well, You'll hear what I mean. This is an album in touch with nature. This might be the closest we get to nature in these apocalyptic times. Wow. Here's Birdsong. Two beautiful birds on a pole high above the curb observed to one open his beak and spoke words. He said, spring is here, summer is near. The other bird said, the leaves are growing, the flowers are showing, I'm aware. That's when a squirrel came down, looked around, then looked up and said, what are you guys talking about up there? One of the birds said, top of the morning. The other bird ignored him and started talking about how human technology polluted the air. He said, it's just not fair. How to use the machines to cut down trees, and they know that we live there. It's words that sound like chirps echo. The other bird said, breathe in deep. Now let go. You smell that moist meadow? The peppers and the sweet corn? The top of carrots? That's when the parrot came down and said, hello. His head was green and his body was yellow. They both stunned. They asked, where did you come from? He said, my owner's cage from out of his window. In the building across the park on the other side of the railroad. Then the bird revealed, I think I've been on the sill. You've been in the cage with that funny looking dog with the red nose. Yes, the owners call him Joe. Well, I think I ought to go. Oh, just so you know, be careful. Last week, they just found a couple of dead crows. Okay, so long. Then one of the birds looked down. Look, there go that lady again by herself pushing a baby carriage. Last week, I saw a fight in that Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Have to hear this album now. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. You, you guys have to hear this album. 
What in the world? Wow. That was giving me wacky Nas feelings a bit. That whole know? album is like that, by the way. So if you wow. like that, then you're going to love the album. If you thought, what the fuck is that? Don't ever play that again. Don't listen to the album. That's it. <laughs> I got to hear it. All right. Yeah, that was some shout out to Killer Priest. Okay. He had already got me when he was talking about peppers and sweet corn because that's that that's good eats. Shout out to CeeLo. But then he did the like the bird voice, and I was like, oh yeah, listen, I'm sold. Come on. You know I you know I like that. Um nice. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what else I like. All right. Now Moose ain't gonna like this. He gonna he ain't gonna like this, but uh my main man, father is back. He's oh back. god, not this listen, guy again. He's back. This he's got this record out. <laughs> no, he's a good dad. I've seen the picture. Okay, the 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 leader, the creator of Awful Records. Father, that's right. Okay, I, I, he is the leader of Awful Records. <laughs> no, listen, he's back. He's finally released this record. He had been teasing it. It's called Oxen Free, and uh, it's out now. It's officially out. I was so happy when it dropped, and uh, I'm well, happy you know, to share ever this since, with everybody. Ever since Drake dropped Ollie, you know. Oh, brother. Well, no, Drake Drake dropped McConan, who was a awful records associate. Oh, Ali's his idol, right? His, yeah, the, and the so idol volumes and, and Nico and coming soon. Oh, <laughs> the idol the idol volume one might not even get done. You know the way the way people were talking about that man and his show. But yo, anyway. Sam, yo, let's reboot the idol, but let's make it about a guy that's really nice to his idols, his boys. <laughs> oh God. It's like Entourage, but with Drake, just like a yeah. Canadian Entourage. Yeah, that's would be a like hit. A Drake, Drake on like a Canadian Entourage with like Yachty, Ali, Chubbs. Oh man, I'd watch it. Honestly, I would. I would. But to be fair, like I see people trashing this this idol. I mean, I'm not interested. But this Tedros Tedros character looks hilarious. The memes and such are hilarious. I don't want to watch the show, but I've seen a lot of funny stuff come out of it. Okay. Let me get you fucking looking at her again. Let me get you fucking, I'll fucking curve stomp you. I'll fucking curve stomp you. That's Seth Rollins in public. Yeah, exactly. People, people looking at Becky. Let me get you looking at her again. <laughs> okay, listen. This is Father, all right? Oxen free. Somebody been smoking and drinking. Somebody been smoking and drinking. Somebody been smoking and drinking. Somebody been smoking. Bobby rap. Okay. 
I like I like that beat. Let me just say I like that's that, that beat. That's that tiptoeing up to mis- I don't, mischief. I don't beat. know if I like his performance. I'll have to listen to it again. It was better okay. than Yeet. It was better than Yeet. Okay. He has some bars in there, okay? Some some abstract he's like, neck AMC movies. That was that I love that line. Neck AMC movies. <laughs> anyway, that's father, y'all. And uh that has been this week in Mools and Mel. Okay. Yeah, we so, gotta have Odyssey close us out on this Odyssey yeah, we we've take been us on. Out. That's right. All and right, then we well, gotta I mean, start the real Odyssey, the clown that's Odyssey. That's right. We gotta we gotta really uh go under the big tin in the dark carnival, you know? But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Wolves in his bag of clownish tricks. It's loading, you know. But uh yeah, this is uh Philly by Odyssey from Traveling Man, this week's outro theme to this week in Wolves and Mel. What's up you cheesesteak eating freaks? This oh. is Mules from Mules and Mel Entities LLC. And I have to say, you're only one state in the United States of America, and this is America's favorite segment, this week in Mules and Mel. Yeah. This is Philly, but this is also North Carolina, South Carolina, New York, New Jersey, California, Colorado, <laughs> Illinois, uh, Pennsylvania, New Orleans. Well, that's Louisiana, actually. That's not a state. Fuck it. America, we stand ready to give you music every week. It's Mules and Mel. It's your favorite segment. Your famous, your favorite. This week in Mules and Mel. And now it's time to clown around with Mules and Mel on part two of the show. Part one is ending. Part two is now beginning. If you're a part one fan only, time to turn the podcast off and get ready for next week's episode. Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs. Pinata. did it we're here in part two <laughs> yep okay curtains up you know the clowns let's send in the clowns okay yeah it's time to give them what they came for all right and uh, if they were as clueless as i was coming in this week they're gonna need this section you know so it's time to give them a little bit of info before the review so here we go this is more great, than a little uh, bit. Okay, I mean, we've had longer intros. This is, uh, it's, we definitely have had longer infos, but yeah, this is this is yeah, it's a, quite a bit. Uh, it's it's necessary, you know. They might not know about this this posse, so here we go. Ahem. The Great Malenko is the fourth studio album by Detroit hip hop group slash clown posse, Insane Clown Posse, released on June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven. Great year. Uh, by the way, uh, by Hollywood Records in association with Psychopathic Records. As the fourth Joker's card in the group's Dark Carnival mythology, the album's lyrics focus on the titular Great Malenko, who is a necromancer. That's, that's fucking awesome. That, 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 I don't care what you think. That's just, that's great. Okay, I'm already hooked, you know? Uh, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope met in Oak Park, a suburb on the north border of Detroit, Michigan. Along with Shaggy's brother, John, and friend, Lacey, they wrestled in backyard rings that they had built themselves. 
They also listen to hip hop music, including third uh, bass, uh, Beastie Boys, NWA, and local rappers like Awesome Dre. In 1989, Violent J as Jagged Joe, Shaggy Too Dope as Kangol Joe, and Shaggy's brother as Master J released a single titled Party at the Top of the Hill under the name of JJ Boys, but the group did not pursue a serious career in music. Poverty and a difficult home life drove Violent J to move in with Rudy the Rude Boy Hill in River Rouge, a city near the industrial southwest side of Detroit. Feeling a sense of home and belonging, Violent J formed a gang called Inner City Posse, which was composed of Shaggy Too Dope, Rudy Hill, other friends of Violent J, and a number of other connections he had made in southwest Detroit. Violent J was jailed for 90 days in 1989 uh, to 1990, I guess through 1990, for uh, death threats, robbery, and violating probation. This experience convinced him to reduce his involvement in gang life. Smart decision. Uh, Violent J began his professional wrestling career after getting out of jail, and it was at his first show that he met Rob Van Dam. Wait, sorry. Rob Van Van Dam. Damn. That's there right. We go. Yeah, that's right. And Sabu, okay? You know, they, I just realized they both have like thumb, like he does the thumbs pointing at his shoulder. Sabu points fingers, you know, points ones in the, the air. Sky. You know, right? Well, yeah. That's right. That's okay. Uh, two other first timers uh, who he uh, with whom he became very good friends. Uh, during this time, Violent J brought Shaggy Too Dope backstage with him, and all four became close friends. Violent J became frustrated with the backstage politics of the wrestling business. Oh, who can blame him? Actually, as a matter of fact, I, I should bring in a drop for that because that's. I mean, shit, come on, you know? I mean, that's one of the most notoriously political industries. He got in that industry and he said, uh... I'm not feeling it. Okay. And began searching for another career. Back on the streets, Jay Shaggy and Utzler's brother, John, uh, performed Uh, hip-hop music. Okay, so at points in the notes, there's going to be uh, references to Bruce and Utzler. Okay. Bruce being the last name... Uh, the last name and shoot name of Violent J and Utzler being the last name shoot name of Shaggy Tudo. Got it. Got it. Okay. So Shaggy's brother. Right. Okay. Jay Shaggy and Utzler's brother, John, uh, performed hip hop music at local nightclubs using the stage names Violent J, Too Dope, and John Kick Jazz uh, under the name of their gang, Inner City Posse. Seeing a need for a manager, Jay's brother Robert recommended his friend and record store owner Alex Abyss, who established the Psychopathic Records record label with the group in 1991. Later that year, the group released the self-produced EP entitled Dog Beats. Or Dog Beats. According to Alex Abyss, uh, Chris McLennan, uh, then programming director McLellan. of... McLellan. yeah. Uh, then pro- uh, programming director of WJ, uh, WJLB uh, declined to play the EP single Dog Beats because Inner City Posse's members were white. Ah, oh, man. Well, you know I got to hit it. And you ain't black. Uh, while trying to get sta- <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, while trying to get stations to play the single, Jay learned that one of the stations he and Abyss visited would be interviewing local rapper. Uh, okay. How do you pronounce it? Okay, S-Sham. so... That's right. Esh- no, I thought it was Esham, but it, I think it's Esham. Esham. Uh, I already forgot the the, the, the uh, HEC who will be joining us, us later. Okay. He's corrected us at this point, so I yeah. think it's Esham. Okay, right. Local rapper Esham, uh, who Jay considered to be a superstar. 
Bowen J had recently begun to collect Esham albums as he had done with other local rappers. By the time he had discovered Esham, the rapper had released two full-length albums and three EPs. Jay met Esham for the first time at the station and praised him. Esham wished Jay well, and Jay gave the rapper a copy of Dog Beats. This began the friendship and professional relationship between Psychopathic Records and Esham's label, Real Life Productions. Uh, that's real R-E-E-L. Uh, growing popularity in the local music scene turned negative for the group's gang, which began, which became the target of growing violence. After receiving jail sentences, the group's members abandoned gang life. In late 1991, the group had the problem of having spent more money on production than was covered by returns. The group decided that its gangster rap style was the cause. Most MCs at the time used similar styles, making it difficult for inner city posse to distinguish itself stylistically. Referring to the local rapper Esham's Esham, all right, damn, man. <laughs> all right, Esham Esham's horrorcore style. Violent J suggested the band adapt this genre in a bid to have Detroit represent acid rap, uh, much as uh, Los Angeles represented gangster rap. The group agreed, but not to copying the style of Esham closely. Instead, they suggest Esham. This fucking guy. <laughs> Uh, instead, they said, let me just write E. How do I phonetically? Sham, S H O M. Look, yeah, it says E Sham, okay? That's what it right? says. It says E Sham. I want to say E Sham, okay? Anyway, the real fucking E Sham is NFTs, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, yeah, the group agreed, but uh, not to copying the style of E Sham closely. Instead, they suggested using horror-themed lyrics as an emotional outlet for all their negative life experiences. They were also unanimous in deciding not to rap openly about Satan, which Esham often did. Uh, after the change in musical style, the group decided it needed a new name. Uh, Utzler suggested keeping the ICP initials to inform the community that Inner City Posse was not defunct. Several names were considered before Bruce recalled his dream of a clown running around in Del Rey which became the inspiration for the group's new name, Insane Clown Posse. Again, fucking awesome, okay? Right, uh, the group decided... Which was drop? You're now taking steps. Oh, 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 yeah, listen. Yeah, that that needs to be loaded all night next to the buzzers and the dings and everything because uh, that might as well be a staple in this episode. Yeah, that was the moment where it was like... You may not know it, but you're taking some major steps toward developing your own clown identity. <laughs> you know, has that, that that has a drop ever been more fitting on this show? It will never you know? be more fitting than it is tonight. <laughs> right. Um, the group decided they would all don face paint due to the success of their former clown painted hype man. Upon returning home that night, Violent J says he had a dream in which spirits in a traveling carnival appeared to him. Yes! This man has the greatest yes! dreams. Yes. <laughs> Come on. This is the dreamy man. Uh, and this guy has will... the dreams of my dreams, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, an image that would become the basis for the Dark Carnival mythology detailed in the group's Joker's Cards series. The group began recording their debut album, Carnival of Carnage, with producer Chuck Miller. After recording only, only three songs for $6,000 with Miller, Alex Abyss made his first major managerial managerial move by finding another producer, Mike E. Clark. The group finished recording the album with Clark, who continued to work with them throughout their career. The album featured appearances from local rappers, including uh, Esham and Kid Rock. Uh, Kid Rock, huh? Just weeks prior to the release of their album, 
uh, John left the group because he felt that it was, quote, taking up too much of his life. When Jay well, and Shaggy yeah, attempted you have to become a clown. <laughs> right. Uh, when Jay and Shaggy <laughs> attempted to call a meeting to talk about the issues, John did not attend. Uh, the group's second studio album, Ringmaster, was released on March 8th, 1994, and its popularity enabled the group to sell out larger nightclubs across Detroit. Because the group made reference to the Detroit-produced soft drink Fago in their songs, they, quote, figured it would be cool to have some on stage with them. Yes, it is cool. Uh, if you ask me. Uh, during a concert in 1993, Bruce threw an open bottle of Fago at a row of concert goers who were giving them the finger. Uh, not cool, if you ask me. Uh, painful. After receiving a positive response, however, Bruce and Utzler have since continued to spray Fago onto audiences. A subsequent national tour increased sales of the album, earning Ringmaster a gold certification. Uh, in 1995, Bruce and Utzler attempted to obtain a contract with a major record label. Uh, the duo eventually signed a contract with the short-lived Jive Records sub-label Battery Records, which released the group's third studio album, Riddle Box, on October 10th, 1995. After Battery slash Jive Records showed little interest in promoting the album and saying Clown Posse funded the promotion of Riddle Box independently, this effort led the group to Dallas, Texas, where it persuaded several music retail stores to stock the album. Sales averaged 1,500 copies per week as a result. The group's manager, Alex Abyss, negotiated... It might be Abyss. Abyss. I want it to be Abyss because that's cool. Alex Abyss negotiated a contract with Disney's Hollywood Records label, uh, which reportedly paid $1 million to purchase the Insane Clown Posse contract from Battery slash Jive Records. The group started recording The Great Malenko in 1996, and Violent J began thinking of a title for the album shortly after and later came up with the title The Great Malenko. Jay also admitted that he had always liked the ring name of professional wrestler Dean Simon, Dean Malenko, better known as, referenced up top through the, through the drops I played, uh, because he felt that the name Malenko had a, quote, carnival sound to it. It does. And it wasn't until we had to do this album that I realized it did. Uh, believing that he had created the name himself, Bruce later realized that he had unwittingly used the nickname of Dean's father, Bonds the Great Malenko. Uh, oh, no, no, not Bonds. I, 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 sorry, I, my, my vision's blurry from the caffeine. Boris, but the R-I-S look like Bonds mushed together. Boris, that's who Chris Jericho was making a joke about. Boris Malenko. Okay. Uh, after yeah, the recording session, we sessions, do ask uh, Steve, the other juggalo in the building tonight, about this mm -hmm. in the guest spot because we hadn't actually recorded this segment yet. So, Yeah. It's one of those weird, wacky weeks. We did the guest spots first. Now we're doing part one. Then we got to do the review. But uh, yeah, uh, after the recording sessions were finished, executives at Hollywood Records and the label's parent company, Disney, expressed dissatisfaction with several tracks. You think you're fucking Disney. These are murderous clowns. Uh, Disney requested the tracks The Netting Game, uh, Under the Moon, and Boogie Woogie Woo be removed because of lyrics referencing abusive women, rape and murder, and the slaughter of children, respectively. <laughs> Disney also asked that the lyrics of Piggy Pie be changed due to lyrics about murdering police officers. Disney threatened not to release the album if their requests were not met. You know, it just hit me. Did they think they were signing, like, just like a fun-loving group of clowns, like wacky clowns? Did they not know what they were buying? You know, that's like, that's classic. Like they just look at the numbers. They see like, oh, this is something like the insane clown right. posse. 
you know. It's listen. I'm throwing it up there with like Disney's Doug when they ruined Doug. Okay. Oh, is that Don't, something that happened? Oh yeah, yeah. The original Doug that we know and love. That was like I forgot it. I don't even know who the parent company. But then like well, it, it was Nickelodeon. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, no. I mean, hold on. It was a Nickelodeon show. Doug it was. Like well, no, I know. Like, who are you telling? I know it was a Nickelodeon show. I'm talking about like the production company. Uh, Jumbo Pictures, I guess. Ain't no um, Jumbo. Oh, wait. I guess Disney owned Jumbo Pictures. So it was. Oh, so they always owned Doug. Oh, okay. I see what happens. Okay. What happened? Jumbo Pictures uh, was a New York based animation studio founded by Jim Jenkins and David Campbell. Uh, on February 29th, 1996, Disney purchased Jumbo Pictures to add Doug to their roster of properties. So, right, but the, if it was formed in 1996, Doug came out before 1996. No, it was formed in 1990. It was oh, purchased okay. in 1996 by Disney. Got it. So yeah, Jumbo so, Pictures, the, the the real Doug, you know, before Disney bought it and ruined it, okay? They made yeah, new episodes it was, of it or something? Yeah, so it was originally distributed through Nickelodeon, and then Disney bought it, and that's why it was on ABC as Disney's Doug, which was inferior. Oh, okay. okay. I don't remember that. I was not. That's all, all good. I got you. Children's Media Mail, you know? But uh, yeah, uh, they, they ruined Doug just like they ruined ICP, or tried to, rather, uh, as we'll, we'll uh, find here as I continue. Uh, Disney threatened not to release the album if their requests were not met. Begrudgingly, Bruce and Utzler, uh complied with Disney's requests. The uncensored version of Piggy Pie was later released on Forgotten Freshness Volumes 1 and 2. Uh, after recording was finalized, the duo planned to go on a national tour with House of Crazies and Misery as its opening acts. Several songs were recorded with the intention of releasing them on The Great Malenko. One such song, House of Wonders, was recorded but was later released on Mutilation Mix in 1997 and Forgotten Freshness Volumes 1 and 2 in 1998. The Great Malenko is the fourth Joker's card in Insane Clown Posse's Dark Carnival concept album series. The Dark Carnival is a concept of the afterlife in which souls are sent to a form of limbo while waiting to be sent to heaven or hell based on their individual actions. These concepts are related by Insane Clown Posse in a series of albums called The Six Joker's Cards. Each of the six Joker's Cards relate to a specific character, an entity of the Dark Carnival, that tries to save the human soul by showing the wickedness inside of oneself. According to the group's mythology, the Great Malenko is a necromancer and illusionist who tries to trick individuals into greed and other such sins. He takes out the worst in an individual and creates powerful illusions in an attempt to cause them to become hedonistic and greedy. An honorable individual must fight his magic in order to make it into Shangri-La, as uh, revealed in the track Pass Me By. Listen, that is just some of the greatest shit we've ever gotten to say on this show. Yeah, like, when do we get to say yeah. things like this? I mean, you, like, come on. Regardless of how things pan out from here, you have to admit that that's fucking awesome, right? It's fucking fire. I admire the scope. I admire the detail and the lore. Yeah, musical execution is what we're going to have to review tonight, but that's just, that's my kind of shit. That's so my shit. Anyway, um, two singles were released from the album, Halls of Illusionists and Hocus Pocus. Halls of Illusions, did I say Illusionists? Halls of Illusions and Hocus Pocus. Halls of Illusions was the first single released in 1997. The single peaked at number 56 on the UK singles chart, and its accompanying music video peaked at number one on the Box uh, video request channel. 
The album's second single, Hocus Pocus, was released in June 1997. In 1998, it peaked at number 54 on the UK singles chart. Initially, Hollywood Records shipped 100,000 copies of The Great Malenko to various record stores. During a music store autograph signing, Insane Clown Posse was notified that Hollywood Records had deleted the album within hours of its release, despite having sold 18,000 copies and reaching number 63 on the Billboard 200. The group was also informed that its in-store signings in 25-city national or nationwide tour had been canceled. Commercials for the album and the music video for Halls of Illusions, which had reached number one on the box video request channel, were pulled from television and that the group was dropped from the label. I had never heard anything like this in my life. By all means, it looked like it was trending positively. Like, it was selling, like, and you just pull everything? Nuts. Like, I've never seen anything. That's like, nuts. right, it's nuts. It's insane. Um, it was later revealed that Disney was being criticized by Southern Baptist Church at the time because of Disney's promotion of gay days at Disneyland. In addition to producing and distributing the gay-themed television sitcom Ellen. Gay-themed. She's a gay woman, all right? Like, we fucking know about uh, Disney. And uh, we don't know about Southern Baptist Church, but we know about them now, okay? They're homophobes, and they ruin ICP's rollout. Uh, the church claimed Disney was turning its back on family values. Like, oh, where have we heard that? Right, you know? We've been doing with this shit forever, folks. Uh, although uh, Avis told the um, told the press that Disney had stopped production of The Great Malenko to avoid further controversy, Disney claimed instead that the release of the album was an oversight by their review board and that the album, quote, did not fit the Disney image because of its inappropriate lyrics, which they claimed were offensive to women. Why the fuck did you even sign them? This is like nobody looked at them. Like the A&R, like no one listened to the music. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Okay, it's record industry politics as far as those go, you know. Uh, although Hollywood Records had ordered record stores to return shipments of the now deleted album, many record stores refused. More power to them, okay? Power to the people, power to the players, okay? Including the Michigan based Harmony House, where 1,700 CDs were sold in 36 stores after the termination order. After the termination of the Hollywood Records contract, labels such as Interscope and Geffen Records, hey, Yeats uh, home, you know, wanted to sign the group, but Island Records' Chris Blackwell came to the group's rescue and agreed to release the great Malenko as it was originally intended. It's rare you see, like, you know, record label stories like this, you know. As part of the deal, Island also agreed to re-release the group's first two Joker's card albums. Malenko was released in four colors, red, green, purple, and gold. Each color had a different secret message that would help reveal the title of the fifth Joker's card, The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. Oh, this is carny bullshit that you just gotta love. Uh, music videos were filmed from Halls of Illusions, How Many Times, and Piggy Pie. Wait, An unofficial did Taylor music- Swift steal, like, Bro, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Taylor yeah. steal ideas from... ICP? Yeah, for things fall apart, okay? ICP were the originators of these variant covers, okay? Taylor, Roots, okay? They all they all owe them, all right? They owe the clowns. Um, yeah, an unofficial music video for Down With The Clown was featured on the home video release Juggalo Championship Wrestling, <laughs> Volume 1. Look, these guys are really kind of fucking awesome, man. A music video for the Headhunters remix of Hocus Pocus was produced after the release of the album. 
The what, video featured no, appearances. No notes section <laughs> of a review has ever convinced me more that I would be great friends with these guys. You know, like, listen, they're wrestlers. They got lore. Like, right. They're into all the same shit that I'm into. Lore movies, shit. wrestling, and fucking rap music. <laughs> Do you feel me? Like, it's all and, it's and all carnival shit, you know, like, all of that, you know, style. These yeah. guys are, like, my fucking soulmates. <laughs> you know? The only thing left is the music, you know? We gotta hear the music. You gotta know? hear all... the music. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the music video for the Headhunters remix of Hocus Pocus, Pocus, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus was produced after the release of the album. The video featured appearances by uh, Twisted, Twisted, like Twisted. Okay, Twisted and Misery. Uh, Blackwell left Island Records shortly after the group released Forgotten Freshness Volumes 1 and 2, and the merger of Polygram into Universal Music Group, which owned Interscope and Geffen, affected the way the label handled its next Joker's card release. Despite the rough start, The Great Malenko has sold well over the years. On May 5th, 1998, the album was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. A year later, on April 21st, 1999, not, not 90, 99, the album was certified platinum for shipments of over 1 million copies. As of 2007, the album has sold over 1.7 million copies in the United States. Entertainment Weekly music critic David Brown gave the record a C-minus rating, saying, with its puerile humor and intentionally ugly metal rap tunes, the album feels oddly dated. Uh, all music reviewer, oh, Stephen Thomas Erlewine, Said yeah, that the, the great Malenko, what what I say? I said the homie. Huh? Yeah, oh yeah, the homie. Uh, said that the great Malenko is the sort of record you wish they would take off the stereo at excruciating frat parties. Oh man, he ain't down with the clown. He's still the homie. But uh, in the great rock discography, Martin Charles Strong gave the album five out of ten stars. The album received two out of five stars in the New Rolling Stone album guide, in which Ben Cicerio. Uh, Cesario, maybe? Cesario. Identified it as the album in which the group came into its own. Although the reviews were mostly negative, some critics complimented the album's improved sound over its precursors. Uh, Stephen Thomas Erlewine said that the album was a better record than its predecessors, boasting a tougher sound and some actual hooks without losing the juvenile vulgarity that pleased their following, and added that it is better than the rest of ICP's work. David Brown said that Malenko was better produced than the duo's earlier output. Uh, Slash grinds out metal chords on Halls of Illusions, he says. Oh, I guess Slash the guitarist? Yeah. Is on here? Yeah. Uh, and Pass Me By is a genuinely melodic song. In 1999, Fangoria named the great Malenko. Oh, I say 1999 again? Oh, yeah. In 2009, Fangoria named the great Malenko an iconic horrorcore album. Yeah, maybe the last time we'll hear from Fangoria in the uh, critical yeah, roundup you know? or something. Right. Well, it's a bit Well, maybe fun. not, because one of these yeah. days we've got to do Esham, right? The OG. Yeah, eventually. Hey, hey, you know our mission statement, every album in hip-hop history. We're going to have to do one one day. But, uh, until that day, we got ICP, his homies, and potentially our homies. But uh, I think there yeah, are homies that. no matter what, but... There are homies as people, it seems, because music aside, they're they're the same kind of wacky as Mules and Bells. Right, right drug dealing aside, for sure. Uh, oh, right, yeah, you know. 
yeah, who who wants to start here, background style? Uh, I'll go first because it's not extensive. I mean, yeah, our personal familiarity, background coming into this album. I knew who they were. Um, I will admit, I thought it was like three or four people in it. It's just two guys, um, which I found out this week. Uh, I knew who they were. I knew they were clowns. I knew, I didn't know how deep their mythology was, but I knew they were like kind of horrorcore. I knew about the gathering of the Juggalos and the Juggalo fan base and the Fago. I just like, I knew a lot of what came with them, but I never mm-hmm. actually heard any of their music. Um, yeah, I knew like the magnets meme and like I knew they beefed with Eminem for, you know, some years. I knew stuff yeah. like that. Everything outside of the actual music. So that was that's it. So I this is why I was looking forward to it because I'm like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Cause you know people in their narratives. It's like, you know, you leave it to them, it's like, oh, they're lame, they're whack, they're weirdos. It's like, I'll find out about that. All right. You know. So how about you? Uh it's limited but extensive. Oh, does that make sense? Uh, it's a bit of an oxymoron, but hey, hey, continue. Okay, so musically, I only knew the song they did for the oddities, the stable in WWE, WWF mm-hmm. at the time. And that was it. They did the theme song. They came out with them uh, one time on a pay-per-view. And yeah, through like some of the same you know, references you threw out. Like I, I knew it was a two man group. I knew their names. I knew stuff like that about them. I also didn't know how deep the mythology really went with all of this, but look, I, 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 uh, just threw a relationship by the wayside because of these guys, basically. Yeah. You know, I got into an argument defending juggalos and it turned into a breakup. Without even without you even being a juggalo, without yeah. you know, I was just defending their right to be juggalos, and, right. and that I don't think there's anything especially heinous about these individuals. And I must admit, even though I have very limited outside of genuinely one song that's a wrestling entrance theme uh, experience with their music, I'm the fucking clown man, like. Look, I'm just looking around the room I'm in right now. Yeah. Okay. I, look, I have enough. Uh, Daniel knows because I sent him a DM once with like all this shit in it. Because he was trying to ask me if I'm killer clowns from outer space. That is. Uh-huh. I now have a, as of today because I just got a new one recently. I have eight Killer Clowns from Outer Space t-shirts. Wow. I just got a custom clown mask. It's a leather face mask that got fashioned into a clown mask. Mm. A custom mask. That same mask maker a year earlier, uh, I have a a smaller clown mask from him. Leather, uh, handmade, one of a kind, just like my leather face clown mask. I've got this uh, Harlequin clown here. I've got a sad clown, hobo clown statue I got from the Goodwill over here. I've got my Twisty the Clown. I've got my Tiny Tim Blood Harvest Mervo clown here. I'm a bit of a clown connoisseur, clown collector, if you will. Mervo is great for the record. Yeah, I got this Mervo (laughs) 
uh, one of 100 Paul Bear Press figure. I've got these little clip-on clowns that clip onto your shoulder so you can walk around with clowns on your shoulder. Little mini clowns that clip onto you. Of course, we got all the manner of clown movies. I mean, you know, it's been said that I like clowning around. Of course, my favorite movie, Freaks, we did the 90th anniversary commentary for on Patreon. I'm very much into the clown and circus and carnival, you know, lifestyle, if you will. So these guys are speaking my language. And I've... I've sacrificed things in my life for Juggalos. <laughs> right. You have. You have. By the way, girl turned out to be a whack job in, in 2023. Bully dodged, you know? You know? So. So. For what it's worth. You know you're dealing with two men who are going to be fair to this group, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll say that I'm maybe, as far as a non-Juggalo goes, maybe going to be the most open-minded non-Juggalo when it comes to analyzing this music, because I'm like, maybe a Juggalo, and I just didn't know it. Hey, who is it? You may not know it, but you're taking some major steps toward developing your own clown identity. <laughs> you know? I really well. You saw some of my pictures from uh, the convention Earlier this month, that monster Palooza. You saw my mask. You know, I was taking pictures with people. You know, they were loving it. Nobody cared until I put on the mask, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. So, listen. Until Mules and Mel can make it out to the gathering, all I can say is whoop whoop and clown out. Whoop whoop, right? And that's all I got. I have no actual experience with them as, like, rappers. Until now. Until now. You know, look, I'll say this, man, you know, I, I'm hoping I can be a Kevin Nash rather than a Chris Jericho about this. Cause you, you heard him like Kevin Nash can't say anything about anybody without like slightly burying them, but you could hear he is expressing some genuine respect for Malenko. So it's like, yeah, I might, I might get some digs into, cause I'm as wacky as, as they seem to be. Like I can say, I don't take myself seriously. So I might laugh at these clowns tonight, but Hopefully I can walk away like, do I like oh. Malenko? You know? And ch- yeah. it, whatever you think about this stuff, Mel, when we get into it, all I can say is check out some of the JCW stuff, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. It's a Okay. Hoop. Okay? Oh, that's wow. all I can say. It's shitty, but it's funny. <laughs> oh, listen. That's, that's all it needs to be, you know? Yeah. Oh. That's all it. Right. I think it's time for Mules and Mel to don the face paint. And begin our journey into the fourth Joker's card. <laughs> That's right. Well, before we break out uh, the deck, we're going to hear from oh, ourselves. Speaking right? of breaking out the deck, am I right? Oh no! Hey, how about we? How about before we uh, get into this review, we play a little so what games? We play That's some, right. you know, a little battle style, Mules versus Mel. Hit the ad. Let them hear what we're going to do. And when we come back, you know, we're going to have to ship, go from these cards to the Joker's card. So stay tuned. Attention, Rap Rankings listeners. 
After all this time, I'm sure you know who our sponsor is, okay? It's not Lipton, although the brisk face can be activated at any time. And it's not Dwayne Johnson's best-selling energy drink, Zoanon. It's So What's the Scenario, the hip-hop debate game. But what you may not know is... The champ is here. That's right. You're listening to the reigning, defending... So what's the scenario, world champion? Mel, that's right. Mules, look at me. Look at me. You see me? I'm the captain now. (laughs) All right, folks. We can't let the guy who only likes five songs on Illmatic stay the champion for long. It's bad for hip-hop. So you know what to do. Purchase So What's the Scenario, the hip-hop debate game. (laughs) Yes, sir. The only game where you can argue, diss, and battle your way to victory, like me, using your favorite rappers, real skill ratings, and unique scenarios. That's right. And no two games are ever the same, especially when you incorporate the booster packs that are available to expand your deck and create the ultimate roster. Now, don't be mistaken. You can add booster packs to secure your favorite new rappers and still lose to a champion like myself, but it certainly can't hurt to be more equipped to challenge a titan, you know? Oh, brother, enough, enough. What? You haven't even had a single title defense yet. And you never know, one of the fine people listening to this ad could purchase the game, join us on the next game we play, just like our main man, Maldo, and be the one to boot you off that shaky-ass throne of yours. Okay, Okay, look, first of all, my throne is not shaky, okay? It's a mixture of premium plastic and black marble for blacks. I wouldn't expect you to understand, you know, because, uh... And you ain't black. Second of all, sure, that may be true. They could join Mules and Mel for the next game, and I could lose, but unless they visit SoWhatGames.com to order the game and use our affiliate code RAB, that's R-A-B, for free shipping, it's never gonna happen. You know what, folks? You should actually watch this guy barely win that title with your own two eyes while also getting a feel for the game in our on-camera episode of Rap Rankings Plays So What's the Scenario out right now on our YouTube. Without a doubt, you'll be inspired to secure your copy of the game today to try to end this madman's rule. Or, you know, you can secure your copy to just have fun with your family and friends. You don't have to get your spirit crushed trying to come for the guy. Oh, God. Again, visit SoWhatGames.com. Use affiliate code RAB. That's R-A-B for free shipping and prepare to enjoy the greatest card game in the world. So what's the scenario? The hip-hop debate game. Now, if you excuse me, I have to finish doing a review of this bozo. Wait, Daniel's on this episode? Don't worry about it. Clowny, yowny, 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 clowny, yowny, 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 clowny, yowny, yowny, clowny, yowny, clowny, yowny, 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 I mean, don't like it. I don't like it. Not like it. I mean, my intro wasn't going to be much better. I was just going to make fun of a lot of what I've heard on this album. Oh, okay. It's just, uh, it's, what uh, what do you got? Uh, it's like, hey, Mules, you ready to record this fucking review and stick it up the stupid fucking audience's ass and rip their faces off and throw it in the trash? Because that's, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Wow. Let's just well, come back. You know, hey, guys. A second, what's a second intro, really? What is it? It's nothing. What's, it's a, nothing man. what's a first intro? I mean, how do we even get in the habit of doing these? I don't know. Well, you know, trying to, it's like, you know, they teach you in school when you write essays. It's like, you got to have a, an attention grabber, you know, it's like, fuck off, read the words. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I am in clown makeup. <laughs> no, you're not. Are you? Yeah. Why not? No, I can't tell if you're joking. Are, are you in clown makeup? I mean, I, I'm doing it, you know, method acting here. Oh, brother. <laughs> is it going to, I mean, we're extreme podcasters. Is this like not like, no? what is it? What is the makeup? It's like it doesn't run. Is it? Is it going to like melt over the course of this review and like get in your eyes? And These colors to... don't run. Oh, okay. <sighs> Fucking Patriot Mool's in the building. Um, shit. <sighs> Listen. I know what's happening. All right, we're both scared because we know once we walk through the uh, the flaps of this dark carnival tent, our lives will be forever changed, and we can we can no longer say we've never heard an ICP album. So so you know, I get it, I get the fear, but we got a we got an obligation, we got a show to do. So, Ain't no fear. I'm ready. Well, that's what they were wearing back in the day when this album was out. That no fear. Oh, okay. I had no fear, yeah. I fucking I no fear. Okay. I never yeah. had no fear because uh hit the Drake drop. <laughs> wait, was that like not wait, well now hold on, which one? The Christmas one? No. Oh, the regular one. Okay. I'll need well, it I'm... maybe one or two more times tonight. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, I'm Jewish. Was that just like not a popular Jewish brand or something? No, we're, we 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 fear many things. Okay, we oh, have fear. you're talking like like neurosis and okay. Well, that's the same with us blacks. You know, I think that's why we ain't rock no fear. We got a lot of fears. Racist America, uh, you know, shit. <laughs> we did rock that and one though with that faceless man. All right, maybe see him running around the carnival tonight. He's a real scary looking weird guy. That and one man. All right. He had no face, but yet I'm supposed to believe he can make jump shots. Okay. You want to start this review? He's the ball knower. He doesn't even have facial features. He just knows ball. Now, see, Cam is the Cam is like is the ball knower. The N one man might be just like the god of ball. Like Oh, the god of ball. He's the like god that. of ball. He's who the ballers pray to before every That's, game. You know what? That's the fourth father card. <laughs> The fourth father card. Okay, we got the Joker's card series and the father's yeah, card. The father's card series as well. <laughs> Insane great, dad posse coming soon. The great ball Inko, you know? Okay. Uh, shit. You want to start? Yeah. I mean, okay. this is what they all came for. It's time okay. to get down with the clowns. Well, hopefully. Track one intro featuring Deb Agali, Agoli, maybe? I don't know. And Alice Cooper, produced by Mike E. Clark. Oh, the legend. Yeah, yeah. Who, Alice Cooper or Mike E. Clark? <laughs> um, no, Alice Cooper. <laughs> I don't know. Mike E. Clark, I'm new to this world. He could be a legend. I don't know, but 
Listen. I don't hate Mike E. Clark just to set things. I definitely up don't. I swear where I'm talking. Mike review. E. Clark, I no no I'm don't I don't hate that man at all. He's fine. Okay. There were several acts, especially in the nineties, who could have actually benefited from some Mike E. Clark production. You know? Mike E. Clark, he's he's good in my book, you know. I respect Mikey his likes it. What it what is that? Is like his B tag or something? No, you don't. You don't know. You know, kick cereal. Mikey likes it. You don't know that. I know about kid tested, mother approved. Well, yeah, it's that same cereal. But look up, Mikey likes it. Was this like a commercial? Yeah, a big one. Uh, a big one. Was it before my time? Keep in mind, I was born in '93. So did this stop? I don't remember. Aaron, like, I don't. I mean, it was. I mean, it was definitely not before my time. Let me see, Mikey. Likes it. <laughs> Wait, Mikey likes it. He'll eat anything commercial. Yeah. Okay. No, this is life cereal. Oh, okay. Mikey. Okay. I get, I got the movies. Kicks is, as you said, kid tested, mother approved. Okay. Hold on. Let me see. Is... This is my life cereal. this stuff. Some cereal. It's supposed to be good for you. Did you try it? I'm not going to try it. You try it. I'm not going to try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything. <laughs> he likes it. Hey, Mikey. When you bring life home, don't tell the kids it's one of those nutritional cereals you've been trying to get them to eat. You're the only one who has to know. Classic. I'm giving it, a, I'm giving it an eight. Eight commercial. Okay? They don't make it like this no more. This is pa- they were passing around this bowl already poured cereal with like milk in it. Like, if you're that apprehensive, you should probably wait to pour the milk, you know? <laughs> but they're just passing it around like, you eat it. Oh, you eat it. Give it to Mikey. <laughs> Shout out to Mikey. Uh, Mikey Clark, right? Um, right. Well, listen. Exactly. Yeah, that's how we got on this. I forgot. Uh,. Listen, we can't afford to fall in a tangent when we got to defeat the great Malenko. Okay, he's counting on he's got treacherous tricks, tangents Wait, working around every corner. The great Malenko, I like the great Malenko. I like him too, but he's like, in, according to the Joker's card series, he's he's a heel. Like we're not supposed to fall victim to his trickery. No, we love okay. a good heel. We do, we do. Uh, we also love a good skit. Well, at least I do. And not to say this is bad, but six plus. Uh, oh, using man. Our, our special drops for the night uh, instead of the buzz, which is this. Tonight, you're going to get this. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ain't no bore us. <laughs> All right. This is a flat seven ding me baby. Now, do I oh, wait, like Malenko? That? Fuck yeah. I was just telling him what the usual ding is, so I didn't get confused. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the real thing. There you go. Yeah, tonight's thing. Kevin Nash. Fuck yeah. So yeah, you you hear like chattering crowd before this like ragtime music starts up, and then it distorts into something much darker, and we hear from you know this ominous kind of narrator, or, you know ringleader, and his warnings. Yeah. We get, you know, a parade of freaks, jugglers, and depth. It sounds like my kind of party, I gotta tell you. It, mine too. Mine too. It does. He's he's telling us, warning us of the coming of the great Malenko. The time has come from the Necromaster, 
the unveiling of the fourth Joker's card. The arrival of the great Malenko. 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 And then we get into (laughs) the next song. (laughs) It it, it sets up the next song. I think it does so very well. I think it sets up the album well. And I'm already immersed in this clown world. It does. All of that. I don't disagree with any of that. But as we've come to know on this show, when it comes to skits, interludes, things of that nature, a lot of it is dependent on, on how the album turns out. You know, a setup can be great, but if the payoff, without spoiling anything, if the payoff does not match the promise of the intro, Mm. then what's the intro really worth? You know, now, listen, I enjoyed this intro. Okay, I I love the acting. You know, that sounds like it's a seven music. No, because we got to get to the rest of the album. I'm the skit man. If I was going to check in, I would have checked in. But not only do I think it sets up the next track well. It sets up the vibe of this group very well and the majority of the album. What's wrong with it? I, I, well, well, we'll get there. But I just, because we have to. We got a whole album to do, but I will say. We have say, to, but Mel, I, 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 oh, you said, I'm sorry, you will say? Huh? Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I, I like the acting. I like, you know, I guess this is Alice Cooper's. Like, Hold on, sugar, I'm fixing to right now. <laughs> okay, and there's probably the freaking I I like the idea. It didn't even hit me until the second time because I was telling you on the phone. My first listen to this album was you know a passive listen, just late at night, just having it on in the background to, to soak it, to soak in it, like I'm marinating in the album before I really start. You know, active I love a listening. Good passive listen. Oh, you need a good passive listen just to let it wash over you and get into you subconsciously. But it wasn't until the second listen I realized that like the juke the jukebox was what was saying this, which is great. So it's like this haunted yes. jukebox, you know? And and in that that the payoff at the end, he's like, What's wrong with it? He's like, Oh, don't mind that old thing, honey. It does that all the time. <laughs> which is great comedy. Because like a jukebox shouldn't do that all the time. Listen, I'm never gonna shit on lore development. I may not like lore. I'm not talking about this album yeah. specifically. I may not care, but I, I respect it. I'm the lore man. I've spent many nights reading about lores. They call me the lore whore in the streets, okay? But we have an album that backs up this lore, okay? So we got to get to that. Uh, we do. But yeah. we got to get to uh, my little bag of tricks. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and this clownish bag of tricks. All right, this is my clownish bag of tricks. I I put a a surprise song in, you know, (laughs) each little bag for each song on this album. It makes sense. He's brought his bag of clownish tricks because Mules is in his bag on this review. Clowns, carnivals, you know, (laughs) makes sense. Well, what what's in here? What is it? What in the world? In mood, you could say. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, in in in, in Hamoud, I what would the male version in 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 his mood? Like I N I S mood in his mood, okay. Wolves is in his mood, okay. Um, or if you're comfortable in your masculinity, sure. He's he's in Hamoud, in in high. He moves his high. I'm in okay? Hamoud because you know the clowns. We like to laugh. That's right. You in Hamoud, huh? <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Uh, I see what's in this bag and and I don't it's going to be a long night. You want to tell him what this is? Yeah, this is Elvis Presley. It's carnival time cuz well folks, it's, it's carnival time. <laughs> what the fuck? 
fuck. Okay. I can only guess what this is. Here we go. Come on, kids from me to 80. Hey there, mister, bring your lady. There's a big show on the inside. It's carnival time. Popcorn, peanuts, and cotton candy. Pink lemonade that's dan dan dandy. Be a big shot for a dollar. It's carnival time. Roustabouts, roustabout, and there's happy shout. Children shouting if you got doubts. Quit your doubting, it's thrills, it's spice. It's cheap at half the price. So don't be bashful, buy a ticket. Get the habit, never kick it. Hear the band there, don't just stand there. It's carnival time. I'm not mad at it, actually. <laughs> did, did he did he say small penis and cotton candy? That, that's <laughs> I what I heard. He said small penis, but oh, okay. It's carnival time, and okay. we're officially entering the circus. Hey, all right. Well, uh, actually, one more note before we move on because I want to call attention to this because you know. I want to reinforce. There's this is not bad. There's nothing wrong. I really appreciated the sound design I picked up on because, like, when this like jukebox comes to life and takes, you hear like dishes shaking, like rumbling in the background, and I'm like, oh, Dude, that's I'm cool. telling you, I was instantly immersed at you know all of all of the trappings on this thing. It put me where I needed to be, right in the circus with my people. That's right. Okay, now the rest of y'all non-circus people. You're probably like Alice Cooper and him in the background. Now, what the hell going on? Well, you go find out. <laughs> you you want to go to the, uh, the title track? Yes, please. Track two, Great Malenko, produced by Mike E. Clark. <sighs> Flat seven. Now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. Mules <laughs> <laughs> and Mel. Yes. Connect. Now, do I like Malenko? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, let me just tell you, wacky fucking Mel. Okay, I'm, I'm not. I, I want it to front on this. I, I'm not gonna deny it because I'm not a bitch though. I thought about it though. I was almost a coward talking about. Ain't no you know, deny. Like, Oh, what will the hoes think? I gotta roll my window up. No, I rolled around. Have Pioleo. you seen some of the women at these Renaissance fairs? Okay, <laughs> some of them are into some weird shit like this. Hey, some of them right? kind of attractive too, you know. Look, right? It's a- less less of a song, really. More of like entrance music for the titular character right? here, the Great Malenko. Right. The beat sounds like a dark carnival. This refrain is just great, Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great Malenko. Malenko. I've been saying it all week with the ad libs. <laughs> and then, you know, we also Malenko. get Violent J on here as a carnival barker. Come one, come all, and witness the magic. I introduce you, an occult sorcerer of the ancient craft of necromancy, a caster of mind bending illusions oh, from on, the nether it. void of the Shadow Walkers, expelled from Shangri La, <laughs> the great. Malenko! Great Malenko! Great Malenko! Bro, I was popping. I was popping. And when, when uh, Shaggy comes in, talking about, ladies and gentlemen, witness a keeper of the arcane, wicked voodoo magic, a beguiler of spells, hexes, and curses, with the help of potions, talismans, and ancient relics, from the forbidden realms of the dark carnival, 
ladies and gentlemen, great Malenko. And then that Malenko, 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 Malenko <laughs> at the end when it's all breaking down. Man, this fucking rules. It's, you feel me? Now listen, I get it. People hear this. Okay, listen, if this is too weird or or too corny or, or wacky, go listen to Future or something. I don't know what to tell you. I like Future. This is, I'm telling like, you, this is getting me hype for, you know, I don't know about the rest of these guys, but the Mool's meet and greet is very much in effect. I'm going for that Knott's 50th anniversary, and this is hyping me up for that wow. uh, maybe Haunted House rankings too? <laughs> Do you go, like, uh, dressed as Juggalos this time? Trying to see... Uh... Oh, no, I'm not I'm not allowed to show up in costume because there's been some people who pretend to be scare actors and did bad oh, things. No. So. Oh, no. See, they're not making it to Shangri-La, okay? They're we know about not it. making it they're to Shangri-La, man. I talked to Chief, and he told me <laughs> they're not making it to Shangri-La. Oh, brother. Not Chief. Not the damn chief format that's been butchered. Uh, yeah, look, um, I brought this in because it was on the bad website, but you can tell the Juggalos have descended upon the bad website and have made it good because they provided a lot of lore around ICP. Oh, dude, I, wanna... I noticed this week when I was looking at like the lyrics and everything for this album, mm-hmm. they provide a lot of helpful background info. Yes. Yes, that's why I wanted to bring it in because, like, this is the kind of stuff that I love. So, uh, a lot of this is communicated through the carnival barking, but they wrote out the fourth card of the first Dark Carnival deck. The Great Malenko is an odd little fellow, acting not on dead spirits, but on dead minds. The illusionist and necromancer deceives people into greed and lesser sins, identifying the worst in an individual, creating powerful illusions in an attempt to make them become hedonistic and greedy. The great Malenko is present within all of us, and the most honorable people to live successfully fight off the tricks of the great Malenko. Bro, that is fucking hard. <laughs> okay? That's hard. Okay, look, these guys have, like, I, I made sure to pay attention because I know they've been around, like, since before I was born. Years of lore, like, comic books and stuff. Like, I made sure to pay attention because I, I realized I wasn't going to be able to get all of it from one album alone. And I wanted to do them as much justice as I could, knowing how much effort they put into their community, you know? So here's the thing. Execution and intent are two separate things. We know this. Agreed. Agreed. So, you know, while reading this stuff is awesome, I'm in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, I hope it plays out as awesome on record. Because we, we rate music here, not, yes. not lore Bibles from I fans. I mean, listen. The theme of Lupe Fiasco's The Cool is great, but it's spread across, you know, two or three albums and like a mixtape and an EP. It's also not as coherent as this, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. I mean, or as like, you know, as you said, like years and years dedicated to really like building it and fleshing it out. But yeah, I mean, I just think of this album in particular, because it's the only album of theirs I have any experience with. Mm-hmm. As simultaneously, like, half this album is the Great Malenko to me. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's another album in here that's just, it feels like ICP and not part of this exact world that some of these tracks we're hearing right now are part of. You've right. got, you know, this opening suite, which I think includes the intro 
this track, Great Malenko, and then the next track we're going to get into, Hocus Pocus. I feel like that's very much, you know, an opening suite that makes us feel like we're very much in the carnival. The whole album doesn't feel like it exists within this carnival. At points it does, and the carnival Barker returns, and there's songs that talk about different attractions that might be in this carnival. There's some songs that just feel like songs. Yeah, for sure. Now, for me, I'll say when they are leaning more in this direction, I'm enjoying it. It's the best direction for them to lean into, and it's what I came for, honestly. You know, I came for I, clowns. Right. You know? If I wanted rap, I would have listened to the other album. I mean, not this, not saying this isn't rap, but if I wanted conventional rap without a bunch of you know surrounding stuff, I'd listen to all the other albums we listened to the first thirteen seasons. I wanted some wackiness. I was hoping yes. for it. This okay? is the insane clown posse. I wanted clown antics, and so far I'm getting it. Yeah, it works here. This is execution. I like it. Um, only other things I have to say are, uh, it? oh yeah, I just I I love how the damn ad libs and sound effects are placed rhythmically on the beat and this is the first appearance of it's not really a wacky scenario it's just like this constant vision i had in my mind i'm gonna mention it uh i think in the in the next guest box you know we recorded this out of order uh this is me stomping through the town with my caravan of weirdos like you gotta stomp on this beat great malenko (laughs) that's how you gotta do it man all through the town and you have to descend upon the trailer parts you know Yes. You descend upon people with this music. Exactly. You just run up and it's you like, know, ah! all of a sudden, it's, yeah. you you and all the other freaks are surrounding people. That's right. Letting That's them, right. Letting them know that, you know, the caravan has arrived. We we almost look like, folks, have you ever seen that Batman Beyond? Okay. I think it was the first episode where, like, it was the New Age, like, Joker gang. And they were running around. We're not violent, but we just were trying to, like, turn people on to good ICP songs. Okay, that's what we're doing. Um, yeah, so this is a, this is the first the first song where I'm stomping with the caravan. Final note, uh, because it popped me when we said it earlier this week. You said it, I was on the phone with you and I was about to hang up and I was like, yeah, I'm about to go and finish this great Malenko. And you were like, oh, that's what. Um, <laughs> what did you say? I just wrote down Dean's wife. <laughs> I uh, oh, it was like yeah, Dean Malenko's wife before bed, and like in, I don't know, like something like that. With like a hand job. Yeah, I'm about to finish. She's on the phone with her friend. Yeah, I'm about to finish the great Malenko. Uh, <laughs> nice to know she thinks of her husband so well. You know, would I finish the great Malenko? Is the question of the of the uh, review I've been told. Oh, is it? no, I would not finish the great Malenko to completion which isn't to say I don't think he shouldn't be there's someone out there for him potentially his wife is he married you know I don't know who the great Malenko Malenko, as in the great we know the great Malenko is probably married because he had the kids right he's no longer with us though Boris Malenko look at this guy this guy's barrel chested he kind of looks like Rusev (laughs) wow um yeah, I mean, he, he fathered Dean and, and uh, Joe. I don't see no marriage. It All it says was he was Jewish and had two sons. And that's it. Maybe he wasn't married. Maybe he was never finished. 
Well, no, he finished into somebody. We know that. That's Plus, right. Right. So whoever she is, thank you for finishing the great Malenko. And uh, <laughs> would you uh, would you like to bring in our first guest? No, I wouldn't. No. Oh, damn. Because there's another trick in my no. little bag <laughs> of clownish tricks. I think of this bag as like the Midnight Society bag. You know, where they, you know, they dig in there and throw the dust onto the fire before every... Okay, what's what's in the bag now? Okay, let's see. Well, this is Charles Mingus, the clown, from his album, The Clown. You scare me, pal. I heard that Charles. I... There's lots of clown stuff that could have been brought in from, from Hamilton. Uh, okay, Charles Mingus. Mingus. Ming, 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 Mingo, okay? The clown. Here we go. Man, there was this clown, and he was a real happy guy, a real happy guy. He had all these greens and all these yellows and all these oranges bubbling around inside of him. And he had just one thing he wanted in this world. He just wanted to make people laugh. That's all he wanted out of this world. He was a real happy guy. Man, I'm liking this clownish bag of tricks. Okay, yeah. it's tickling my my wacky bone. Uh, Glad to hear it. Now yeah. we do have to hear from one of our two guests, and we are exclusively consulting with Juggalos tonight. That's right. Both of our guests are confirmed Juggalos. Look, we wanted to do it justice. We're new to this world. We need to hear from the experts. Okay, so. Yeah, we'll be bringing in uh, Steve, my new main yes. man, my favorite new dude. Okay? Steve, so, uh, it's time for a big debut, and Mel, it's time to send in the clouds. All right. Right after this record scratch. And we're back. Folks, we have the first of two special guests tonight. And this is a Rap Rankings debut. <laughs> I'll hit so, the gunshot. This is a man who uh, stood on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic as a medical professional, but he also just returned to the ring and won the Pawcade Battle Royal. He is a wow. member of the TLF solar system. <laughs> but perhaps most importantly, he is... A juggalo. Please welcome Steve. <laughs> Steve, welcome to the program. 
Wow, that was uh, quite the introduction. I, I, when you said front lines, I thought you were going to uh, go with the stood front line as Fago was being thrown upon him at these concerts 20 years ago. <laughs> okay, so just off the bat, so that's an actual because I read about this in the Wikipedia and other. So they really be throwing bottles of Fago at people. Yo, I saw them live in like 2003 at some fancy venue in Indianapolis that had carpet everywhere. And honest to God, <laughs> oh, man, they are chucking two liters out there. Uh, from what I understand, it's always like diet root beer, maybe. It's always diet because they figured out that the sugar was corrosive and was destroying their sets. You know what? I'm not surprised because I'll tell you what. In preparation for this episode, I went out and drank as many Fagos as I could find. I'd had it before, but I, I, I really had to dive into these different flavors. And, man, I checked that nutrition facts. And my heart sank, okay? <laughs> They're trying to kill us. They Fago does not care about the citizens' health. What was it like? One hundred twenty-eight percent of your daily value of sugar <laughs> in that bottle. Okay, but yeah. you know, there's some. I, do you have a favorite flavor of Fago? This is interesting, man. It's it's been so long since I've consumed Fago. Okay, I rem, I remember liking Moon Mist. Okay, uh, what is Moon it's Mist? Like a dark, what color? First, of it's all. like. It's it's uh, akin to like a Mountain Dew or not even that. It's more like a, the old Winn Dixie brand Mountain Holler, that kind of wow, off brand okay, flavor. Okay. Uh, a Red Pop is big in the community, but yeah. I, I never cared for that one. I think just people like saying Red Pop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as a young Mountain Dew fanatic back in the day, uh, the Moon Mist definitely spoke to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm partial to this cotton candy I found. It's a uh, oh, it's pretty perfect good. It's for the good. for the vibes tonight, Mel. You know, right? Carnival, circusy, murderous clown vibes. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is rap rankings, and uh, I'm glad to have a real life juggalo in here because uh, I'm confused but interested. I am interested. You know. I've been interested uh, this whole season waiting on this episode. Uh, all the things I've heard about this 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 group and this music and yeah. So uh, I guess before we get into the the real thick of things, I'll run down the rating system since you're new here on the show. Uh, anybody who's coming in to hear, uh, you know, my my new friend Steve. Okay, he's, he's the main attraction. I feel you. Okay, this is why we brought him as a guest. But if you're new here, hurry, uh, hurry, stop right up. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll go through the rating system for both Steve and any people uh, Steve brings in. So uh, here, here's the deal. The rating system simple. Uh, each song is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, these numbers do not reflect the quality of a song because that's indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects a level of enjoyment. In short, here's what each number means. 10 means it's a perfect song to me, one of my favorite songs of all time. 9 means I love it. 8 means I like it a lot. 7 means I like it. Six means it's all right. I don't dislike it, but I can't say that I like it. Five means I feel practically nothing about this. Four means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I dislike it. Three means I dislike it. Two means I hate it. And one means I absolutely can't stand it. One of the worst things I've ever heard. Side note, you can add a plus or a minus to those numbers. They have no mathematical or statistical value. The pluses and minuses, they're just indicators that mean one of two things. It's like a strong or light version of that number, like a six plus strong six, eight minus light, light eight. Or uh, it's an indicator for really us on this show. I mean, unless you return, you're more than welcome to return to the show. But um, <laughs> we have a segment called I Was Fucking Tripping. And, you know, our ratings are, they change sometimes. They're not static. So we'll come back in like three months and be like, you know what? I was fucking tripping. That six plus is like, this could go up to a seven one day, you know? So it's just kind of a cue to the audience that it's kind of right there on the border. But that's the system. That's it. So, yeah. Sounds good, man. 
And <laughs> so, with you being our guest, you know, we give the, the floor if you want to be the first to rate a song. Uh, Hocus Pocus, right, Mel? Yes, produced by uh, Mike E. Clark, apparently. This is track three. Uh, yeah, uh, if you like to give your rating first, you're more than welcome. Or we can set the stage. It's however you want to do it. No, uh, it it feels weird to rank something like this as a 41 year old man now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm still a, a, if you hit me at a certain point in my life and get me with sentimental value, I'm going to hold on to that. So right. I'm going to call this a seven for me. Nice. Okay. Okay. He likes it, folks. Well. Uh, Mules, would you like to go next? Yeah, I'd be glad to, because this is tied with another song later on for my favorite on the album, and they ain't missed yet, okay? Seven plus. Wow. Wow. me, baby. Okay. Oh, this always happens. A guest comes in, and Mel has <laughs> I didn't expect like to like the song more than Steve. Villain. I mean, shit, I'm giving this thing a seven plus. <laughs> I feel like a fool. Oh. Well, I'm gonna feel like the biggest fool because now I'm just like you know I'm the I'm the evil carnival barker with the cigar that's yelling at all the talent. Ah, get out of here! It's a six plus, okay? It, I, which is not bad. I'll explain as we do on this show. But like, I've heard much worse things in my life than this. Okay, that six plus, it's right on the border. It could go up one day. I give you a seven, but yeah. Before I explain uh, why I had to be you know the the buzzkill. Uh, would you like to share your, your background with uh, ICP or being a juggalo or this song or this album or anything like that? Yeah, I'll try to keep this not too long-winded. Uh, you do kind of have to tell the story before the story, of course, with something like this. Right. Uh, this is the kind of thing, especially back then, you just fell into. Okay. <laughs> uh, back in 1997, uh, when the Great Malenko dropped... Most people had not heard of Insane Clown Posse, and I was certainly one of them. Okay, uh, I was 15 years old. I, rap was my preferred genre, but I was listening to what was available to me on the radio. Uh, I fell heavy into Tupac and Snoop and Dre and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just by proxy, that led me to Eazy-E and N.W.A. You figure by 1997, that scene's really in a lull. Um <laughs> And because I just followed where the radio took me, I moved on to Biggie. And that was the summer the Puff Daddy was dancing on Biggie's grave at the VMAs and all that shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that led me to Mace, you know? Okay. Uh, but then on MTV, they talked about this group that uh, Disney had pulled the album from the shelves because it's too hardcore for you to listen to. Right. Uh, as a 15-year-old boy, like, I want in. <laughs> but I... <laughs> But I had no idea uh, how to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have a job. I couldn't go buy a CD. Uh, but as happened back then, the tapes started to circulate. I would start to hear classmates at school talk about these songs. Uh, and it was actually, I believe, Thanksgiving of 97. My cousin popped in the tape oh, wow. <laughs> while we were outside. And uh, that was my first exposure. And it was just like nothing I'd ever heard before, man. Was this before um, or after Thanksgiving dinner? I hope before. Uh, well after. Oh. Okay. It was after. <laughs> yeah. The, that cousin is currently in and out of the uh, judicial system now. Oh, man. Okay. Well, best of love <laughs> to him, as we say on this show. Best of love. Yeah. Then uh, my, my friend Ryan, for my 16th birthday that February, gave me uh, he actually gave me the Great Malenko tape. Uh, and, yeah, I was off and running, man. I – was all in from that point on, sadly. <laughs> well, I mean, woof, woof, right? You know? Okay. And I, I stuck with it until about, I don't know, about 2005, 2006. 
Now, and what happened? I haven't really listened to much. Did the music kind of fall off for you, or you just age out of it? Like, where are you at with that? Uh, a little of A, a little of B. Okay. Uh, Mike E. Clark was the producer for the first five albums, I think. And originally they told this ridiculous story about the six Jokers cards and this. <laughs> it's too much lore to get into right now. Uh, but the six was supposed to be like the crescendo of it all. Right. And Mike, Mike E. Clark disappears right before the six. And oh, they no. bring in this different guy. And I wasn't as in tune with the new guy. His name was Mike P. Okay, so still <laughs> that's kind of like a, dro- a Joker's trick, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> the Joker's trick, exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, by 2006, I was a husband. I was a father. I was gainfully employed. Uh, and the most damning thing of all, around 2003, I actually started to meet other juggalos. And that's what really did it for me. I'm like, all right, man, this... I didn't realize it was like this. <laughs> oh man! Well, <laughs> kind of makes sense. Considering like, the song I gotta know. on this, like what? Like like what? <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody looked like they'd just been working on a car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shout out to uh, our mechanics out there. You know, I've yet to oh, meet man. a non-scummy one, but they, hey, that's okay. I'm, I'm sure they're out there. They might be juggalos. Those might be the so, good mechanics. To be clear. Did you ever go to one of these gathering of the Juggalo events? No, uh, I I didn't have the internet until 2002. Um, and they started doing, the, the first year I was aware of it, it was like a, almost like a Comic Con deal where they were in a convention hall, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, starting in 03, they moved it outdoors. And that honestly looked incredible. And if I would have gone in 03 or 04, I would have had a great time. Uh, but... I said, all right, 03 looks awesome. I'm going to start putting aside money to go to 04. And uh, by that time, I was engaged to a woman who was 10 years older than me. And this was seen as one of those, eh, we're not going to do that for real, are we? <laughs> kind of things. Okay. Fair enough. So, yeah, I never made it to the gathering. <sighs> well, that's a shame. But, I now, mean, based I will on what you saying, you know. I, I looked into the gathering, the one that's being held this year. It's actually coming up pretty soon. And... They look like they have a lot of cool things going on. Now, would I be in the bag for, you know, the music aspect of it? Eh, I might be going to the other tents. I might be in the JCW. <laughs> I might be at the Freak Show. I don't think I'm going to be at, the, you know, any of the festival stages. But I don't know. I'm curious about this event. I've uh, lost a relationship due to this event. <laughs> you can't just casually drop that in man we we need details on that well i i briefly brought it up in the background information i might as well get into it uh, now so i was talking about the gathering of the juggalos with the girl i was dating at the time because i had watched a documentary or a video online about it and my takeaway was these people seem like they have found community amongst themselves and it was not, you know, uh, a bad thing, necessarily. And she was very judgmental about the whole Juggalo situation and the gathering and, you know, the, you know, show us your tits aspect of it all. And, you know, I had to grill her about it because she goes to these music festivals 
you know, the EDM festivals and whatnot, where a lot of bad shit goes down, and you got a lot of, you know, white frat boys and neon sunglasses dropping shit in women's drinks, like, <laughs> you know, there's no music festival where bad shit's not going down, and... I don't know. The Juggalos, I felt like were getting a bad rap and I was defending them in an argument with her. And, you know, we ended up ending the relationship because we couldn't see <laughs> eye to eye on this and I wouldn't let it go. It, it's, uh, I'm, it's just funny because, like, you weren't even a Juggalo. And so it's just no, like... I'm, I'm not a Juggalo. Uh, I have well, questions not... for Juggalos, but I'm not a Juggalo. Yo, like you touched on something there, though, man. Uh, when, like I said before, I was kind of into that whole West Coast gangster scene in the 90s. But realistically, I was a skinny white kid from Louisville, Kentucky. Like, I, I enjoyed the art, but I was not a member of the community. Uh, when ICP came along, this is something different. This is something weird. I'm a little something different, a little something weird. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I connected with it more on that level as a possible, hey, this may be my people. This might be my home. Uh, because I'm not wearing khakis and sea walking and fucking dripping in my little rider and all that shit. <laughs> but the music spoke to me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, these ICP touches on a lot of that feeling unwanted and out of place and ending up you know, in the lore. You end up in the carnival because this is your family now. You, you don't have a home anywhere else. So that is where people tend to get drawn into it. Okay, we we understand that, Mules and I. I mean, not only as wrestling fans, but having come from uh, <laughs> being in what we refer to as the cult, we don't need to get into it. But we both shared a favorite <laughs> artist who uh, we, we, we endured such things as having to believe that Beyonce is Silver the Hedgehog. Okay, it's, it, it, <laughs> it's a lot. Look, but there was a social media network called the Vampire Vatican. It's a whole lot to get into if you don't know, but... <laughs> You know, there are other lore-heavy, juggalo-adjacent cults out there, if you could believe it. <laughs> right. And that's why I was drawn to this whole group, because I'm, I, I love lore. And so I'm, like, reading the Wikipedia as the album's playing. I'm looking up websites and, and like, uh, you know, Angel Fire fan pages. I'm just like, <laughs> give me all of that. I want to know all, as much as I can going into this album. So I knew about these Joker's cards and everything, and I'm like, I'm not put off by that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you know, we're a music analysis podcast so like it has the music still has to execute on all this like the war was very interesting to me but you know when it comes well, to the funny music enough, that's a different story the music you know steve was saying that he was a fan of like a lot of the 90s west coast gangster rap and i hear some of that in icp's music not necessarily in the content and subject matter but in a lot of their flows some of the beats that they choose to rap over you know, I get, for instance, uh, later on, on that song, how many times it could have been a Cypress Hill record, you know, mm. like mm -hmm. there's Wu-Tang energy on this album, which isn't West Coast, but it's, you know, it, it basically what I'm trying to say is going into this album, not really ever having heard ICP before outside of the Oddities theme song from <laughs> WWE, which we'll play in a minute. It's interesting to me, like, they're a lot less bad than I thought they were going to be, and they're a lot more indebted to 
you know, what is this, 97 this album came out? Yeah. Yes. It sounds like rap from, like, 93 to 96. Like, it's indebted to Onyx and Wu-Tang at points on the East Coast side of things. I'm getting some Cypress Hill and some, like, Mac-10 vibes from, you know, some of the West Coast sounds on here. And it's not as... I don't know, clownish of an affair as I was expecting. This song though is, and it's funny. you know, I, I just feel like that. It's funny you say that. They, uh, I'm sorry. What? Uh, sorry to interrupt, man. They, they actually, they toured with Onyx right before they recorded this album. Oh, um, uh, I only know that because uh, I read the violent J autobiography and uh, <laughs> I, I reread the uh, section covering this time period when I agreed to come on the show to kind of refresh some of those, those nice. points in my head. Okay. Yeah, some of well, the flows might, yeah. and just like the energy in general and the in the Violent J performances specifically, you know, I got some of that or like, you know, RZA on early Wu-Tang, like Enter the 36 Chambers. There's influence from, you know, to me, like early to mid 90s rap on here that made it a little more, I guess, like easy to access for me than I thought it was going to be. But oddly enough, the stuff that works for me best on this album is stuff like this, which is when these guys are leaning into the gimmickry and the clownishness of it all, because I don't want to listen to, let's say, like a third rate Cypress Hill when I could just listen to Cypress Hill, but nobody's giving me what I'm getting on Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. It's like, hey, I'm not, I, if I'm going to listen to uh, guys channel their affinity for like early West Coast rap and NWA and Ice Cube and shit, at least give me a gimmick where they're clowns and like let them talk about clown yeah. stuff. Otherwise, and, I'd rather and listen. And that's to, when the album works yeah. the best for me is just when it's in that lane of, you know, the carny talk. And that's what we get on Hocus Pocus in the chorus you know, the ha 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 all the clown activity going on during the verses. I I enjoyed this one and it being like the first proper rap song on the album after like, you know, the first two tracks being more intro style mm -hmm. or interlude style. You know, I think it's a good first impression better than I expected it to be. So yeah, seven plus. Yeah, I mean what it really comes down to for me with these guys is uh so i'm i'm always down for wacky stuff but you know not all wacky stuff is going to land with me what what i get out of this song that i like that's sort of over the top and 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 clownish and cartoonish um was it like later on in the song? It's like try to land in a glass of Fago. Uh, uh, you suck. You missed the fucking glass. <laughs> Broke your neck and busted your fucking ass. That cracked me up, but it was like barely rapping, which gave it like a very stylistic flair. Like the the imagery was funny. It was sort of a convers conversational flow. But when they're like actually like rapping about, I guess conventional things, and and like Moles was saying. To my surprise, this album is more conventional than I would have expected based on how people speak about ICP. I'm like, oh, I mean, this is this is rap. This isn't that crazy. Like, you know, 
I get that it's, you know, quote, scare the hose music, but like, I mean, it's not <laughs> that different from a lot of, ra- I mean, like when, uh, I guess Violent J, he's like abracadabra, boom, shaka day, I'm Violent J and I'm back like vertebrae. That, that could have easily been an ice cube flow. Like I can hear him oh, yeah. there, you know? So like, it's not really that far off from, from a lot of hip hop that they were drawing, uh, you know, inspiration from that was happening at the time. Um, I like the beat. Uh, we have a we have a, like a saying on the show like like fat it's got like a fat man beat. This is a this is a fat clown beat. It has like very very <laughs> weighty elements that I enjoy. It's the best part of the song for me because it you has got, that you know circus clown melody. It's you know? got that. It's got the the Egyptian sort of melody, but it's like slightly altered. Yeah, the snake charmer. And then we got this the turtles buzzsaw as well. So. I have two out of the three in the folder that, you know, snake charmer melody, which actually streets of Cairo or uh, poor little country made is from 1895. I don't have the recording. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> well, we've heard it actually a handful of times on the show already. It was on the cannabis album. It was a bunch of albums. So yeah, we know about it. Dun, 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 Okay. But, uh, well, that's there. Yeah. Uh, we got these other things in the folder here. Uh, are we playing one of these right now? Yeah, let's hear Buzzsaw, and let's hear Entrance of the Gladiators. All right, well, here's uh, the Turtles, Buzzsaw. I appreciated that payoff. <laughs> Just buzz <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, that popped me. Um, yeah, so that's that uh, that sample yes, that you hear now, in the beat. I don't think it's pronounced this way. There's like a arrow pointing down on the C, and there's like an accent mark over the I, but this is Julius <laughs> Fuck It. Fuck, fuck it. F U C I K is how it's spelled. Maybe Fukik? Fusick? Let's go with Fuckick. Fuckick, right? He he is one of the greats in composing history. He made this. Play it. Oh, alright. Well, uh, He made this. Julius Fuckick. He made this shit. heard that before before Julius fucking along. Yep, what a legend right. <laughs> all right what an enduring piece of music okay so enduring 
you know, someone by the name of Jamal Harris <laughs> did a freestyle and they sampled it. This shit is crazy. This is just some boys clowning around. The only other oh. use of the sample that came to mind for me. All right, listen. I just I gotta do it. You you go make me do this in front of company. All right. I didn't know it was gonna be part of this. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing, Steve. In college, because I, I just to pop myself having fun. I had an alter ego. I would moonlight as a homosexual gangster rapper by the name of Jamal Harris. Uh, as always, best of love to the LGBTQ plus. I think I got it all. Community. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we love the community. We have a dedicated drop on the show when we hear these rappers say mean and nasty things about them. The Triple H drop for hip-hop homophobia. Okay? Whenever it happens, you know, we got to hit the daggone... Uh... Time to play the game! <laughs> you know, the rap game, that is. But, uh, yeah. I, I did it for... It, I did it as a rib. Okay? As Kevin Nash would say. It was, a, it was a rib. It was funny. And it wasn't, like, disparaging at all. But anyway, this is a Jamal Harris song uh, called Just Some Boys Clowning Around. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> this may have been the final one that was recorded, actually. To be fair. Like, Look, I have may to have do been... my historical due diligence. All right? I'm not trying to embarrass you. This was never released. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> oh, you! Yeah. Oh, you thought it was over? <laughs> I was hanging with the clown mob. They had the big ass clown shoes, so you know they had the clown cock. I said, "Hey, what you doing over here? Can I play?" They said, "Hey, you know what? Squeeze my nose, and then out came come." I'm like, "Whoa!" Thought that was supposed to be water, nigga. He said, "Water, nigga. We ain't no motherfucking honest nigga." I come over here, I smack your ass, bend you over, make you gag like. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, you you know how close I get to getting canceled every single day, <laughs> and I didn't think this would be the thing that did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Listen, it was a different time. I was goofing around uh, in the comfort of my own home. For the record, I didn't know this man before 35 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know, <laughs> there are more stories like that than you will believe of people that meet me. And then, like, within the first hour, they're like, yeah, this guy's fucking different. Like, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there, oh, there it is. World premiere. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. It, I'll, I'll say this: if you have career concerns, you know, maybe we could edit it out. It's up to you. I mean, no, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong. If anything, <laughs> the thing that I said, which I didn't know was a bad word at the time, was uh, the word spaz, which apparently, you know, is, is derived from spastic in, in the community that suffers from that affliction. You know, let it be known because because of a Beyonce song recently, like about she had said it because it was a colloquial term. It's like, oh, like, like dumbing right. out or like snapping on the beat, like, oh, they spaz. But it's like, no, don't say that because it's like ableist. And she was like, oh, my bad. And she took it out the song. Or was that Lizzo that said it? I think Lizzo said it. And she took it out the song. So but in 2015, we didn't know that might be the worst part of the song. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll be judged before a jury of my peers and. <laughs> you know, if I end up in clown jail, it's my own fault. But what else do we have in here? Okay, <laughs> let's try to erase well, the memory of that. This is this is from the Mool's bag of tricks. I mentioned it back in the uh, background info 
This is my only exposure to ICP prior to this week from a musical perspective. It's the theme to the oddities, the stable in the WWF in 97, 98-ish, right? Okay. 98. 98. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Luna, Kurgan, Golga, all the greats in that stable. And, hey, the intro also samples a film that we did a commentary for, Mel. Oh, does it? Yeah, we got a little freak sample up top. Oh. And this is the greatest show. All right. Well, here it is. We didn't lie to you, folks. We told you we had living, breathing monstrosity. You don't think it's funny. It's sad, is it? SummerSlam 98, where ICP come out with the oddities and are, like, rapping the song. It, is it bad yeah. if I enjoy that more than the song Hocus Pocus? <laughs> I enjoy them about the same. Okay. Okay. All right. They're in the same well, yeah. vein, though, you know? I like the circus rap from them. It's what they should be doing. They're clowns. Right. Um, well, yes and, and no, because this is what I was alluding to earlier, because some of the stuff that I, I get the sense it's definitely meant to be amusing and I'm not unamused by it, but I'm not as amused as I need to be to enjoy this. Like when they're rapping about like folded fat floppy titty freaks and trunk full of fago car full of fat chicks. And it's like, you know, uh, I can give two shits and a fuck and like dick anus. And I'm like, okay, I, what, what am I like? <laughs> you know, 11 again, <laughs> like, yeah, but like, that's where like, it, it, I hit the ceiling on that stuff. Cause it's like, and, and I'm sorry to do the comparison thing. Cause what is that? What is this phrase? Laziest form of uh, criticism, but um, I'm not a critic. I'm an analyst. And I'm just, I'm just saying there's a way that Eminem does like that wacky shock, violent stuff. That's less blunt and like a little more clever. So like that stuff lands with me. Like, the difference between uh, Pamela Anderson and, and, and Tommy Lee whooping each other's ass on the Eminem song versus, like, you know, this stuff. I mean, you know? for me, the reason I prefer Eminem to ICP, and it's not even a, you know, like, I don't even make the comparison in my mind between them. Like, I don't think stylistically they have very much in common outside of some of the shock value stuff. 
Eminem is a technician. You know, ICP, True. they're not bad rappers, but, like, I get the sense that, like, they're kind of stylists, like, more than maybe I expected going in, but they're mm-hmm. not technicians. I mean, they they can't hold a candle. Right. They're not going to be flowing your, your, your ears off, you know. But uh, yeah, I I, prefer, I kind of I tend to enjoy the circus stuff because I l- went back and listened to some ICP before they were the clowns. Mm. Uh, they started out as a group called the Inner City Posse. Yes, yeah, and it sounded like uh, it was. You remember that HBO undercover uh, banging in Little Rock? <laughs> <laughs> more more than you know, I actually worked with yeah. one of the uh, young men on there who went on to become you know an artist so it reminds me of that these kids in the back seat of a car who don't know what the hell they're doing and they're just rapping along because i think that's what they're supposed to be doing and yeah inner city posse was like they're mediocre as the clowns but as inner city posse they were just not even mediocre they were just the most bland nothing happening flavorless kind of rap you could possibly mm-hmm. listen to a uh, one step above Barney Rubble rapping about Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, when when I was reading, I, I read that, and I guess they made the right move because they sense, like, we got to pivot to stand out because right now we're a dime a dozen. Like, you know, you know hip-hop has this already. Rap has, so let's, let's wear clown makeup and let's incorporate these elements and talk about, you know, the Joker's card and the Dark Carnival and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, because I'll take that over just being, you know, the the inner city posse, you know. The fact so. that it took off though, they're like the the fact that people were receptive to their lore, they got really lucky in that sense, but I mean they they continue to ride that shit till the wheels fall off. Right. You know. Yeah, they had this very brief period after this where their next album debuted at like number four or something on the Billboard charts. Wow. Just this ridiculously hot peak that fizzled out almost immediately. But like, it seems like the core audience that came with Malenko stuck around after that drop after Jekyll, which was the next album. And they've been playing to those same, I don't know, 200,000 fans, <laughs> give or take a few, <laughs> for 25 years now. I mean, they've... They know their market. They don't try to expand too much past it. They very rarely fall off from that number, and they figure out how to budget and make it work. So God bless them, man. They've built their own little empire out of this. So you know they're not going to be Drake by any means. Right. You know they're not, they're not buying they're not buying platinum toilets, but they certainly got houses with a little bit of property. You know those boys are doing all right. I respect it. We can only hope to be so lucky to build a passionate, dedicated fan base that comes out every time, you know. So, hey, give it up for ICP. All right. I have two wrestling-related questions, Steve, before we go. Sure. The first is, with all this lore, are ICP the Bray Wyatts of (laughs) hip-hop? Ooh. Probably. Uh... If not ICP, then one of the hundred or so ICP adjacent <laughs> groups that they spun out of. I mean, there's others that were shittier and flamed out faster. Uh, Anybody Killa was like a Native American doing the same kind of gimmick under there. <laughs> and he was heavy into the lore. Uh, I don't think he's still doing music. Maybe he is. Fuck, I don't know. I've been so far removed from all that now. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably fair. Okay. And the second is... On this album, 
the great Malenko is this, you know, uh, oracle, fortune teller, carnival uh, demon thing. What connection does that have to Dean Malenko, Boris Malenko? Like, what's I know they like wrestling, but is there any real connection there? I think just the name. And that's part of what drew me to them. I recognized the name Great Malenko. Uh, I started getting heavy into the wrestling magazines at the end of 94, beginning of 95, uh, right around the time that Boris Malenko died. Uh, so they were covering that heavy. Mm. Uh, so Great Malenko was just still in the forefront of my mind in 97. And, of course, Dean was in WCW by then, so I knew who he was. So I think just – I think the name sounded cool to them, and they picked it and never thought twice about it. <laughs> and here we are. To be. Was there collusion between the Insane Clown Posse and Pro Wrestling Illustrated in the year 1997? As, you know, we know Dean Malenko rated number one on the PWI 500 that year. Ooh. <laughs> collusion. You know, I'm not going to rule it out. You know, they had been indie wrestlers going back to like 1991. Yes, this is true. Uh, people... People didn't really realize that at the time. They started showing up in the big leagues, so to speak. Uh, they showed up at ECW 97 and WWF 98. And then WCW 99, they just ran the whole damn gamut. Uh, but people didn't realize that they were – I didn't know they were trained wrestlers until I got the Violent J book and saw pictures of Violent J doing like a G.I. Joe gimmick in 1991. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they called Billy after and grease his palms a little bit to, to get the co-promotion going on. Wow. You know what? You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, listen. I'm not even gonna have to hit the X Files theme. I'm I'm going with it all the way. It was a it was a collu- collusive is that a word? It's a collusive effort. Okay. Between They created the a collusive environment for sure. Yeah. And, and tiny, tying that into current day, if I make the PWI five hundred for my one wrestling match I had this year, <laughs> uh you better believe I'm sending a check directly to Kevin McElvaney's front door, the uh, current <laughs> Editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. You heard it here first, folks, an exclusive. Take that, dirt sheets. Okay, we got the real <laughs> scoops. All right? Honestly, I think he should be in the PWI 500 this year, and I'm just going to state my case right now. You could clip this, make it a YouTube short, whatever you want to do. Listen, why Steve should be in the PWI 500? It's simple. He's the only person this year who had a match who actually promoted their match. He promoted his match. He told people go. to come and buy tickets. And that's why he should be in the PWI 500. I've never seen anyone promote their fucking match. Not as aggressively, okay? And this man moved fucking units. He moved tickets, put asses in seats. This is why he should be in the PWI. He should be in the PWI because he understands what this business is all about. You know what? I haven't seen the match. I'm giving it a 10. On the rap ranking scale, a perfect match to me, one of the greatest matches I've ever heard of. Because here's the thing. Okay, our scale is real, and it's legitimate, and it doesn't change on a whim. You know, I I, I know what these marks are out here thinking. They're thinking, I wonder what the star rating will be. You know, and, and, and we and we know the truth. Okay, we know the truth. Well, actually, where's the full thing? Okay, where's Seth Rollins? Okay, to, to to set the record straight on this match. Okay, I wonder what the star rating will be. I haven't heard that. Yet. <laughs> Has anyone hit eight yet? Or are we nine? Is he into the the tens yet? That moron. Well, listen, Nobody cares. I'm gonna break okay. the scale. Okay, Mules Meltzer giving <laughs> the battle royal an eleven. Oh man, because you we know something. We jumped the shark. It has 
the it has all the qual. Listen, to me, what's really missing in wrestling these days, you know, we write storylines. You know, we tell stories in the ring, but what about the stories that are told out of the ring? You know, what what about a guy who had a little run, you know, a cup of coffee in the Indies, and and he went and lived a normal life. He went to live a life of a great man, a well-adjusted man in society. And then once he finally reaches a level of, you know, uh, of comfort in his life, he's still, he, he still got that bug. It's still calling him. So he goes back and wins a not Royal. Are you kidding? This is the story. Of, this is the finish of the story. This is the story of the year. You know, I, I promoted this thing. I did three promos and tweets throughout several months. I sold that bitch out. I won. <laughs> I mean, if, if nothing else, I mean, I think that it's a solid case for number 498 out of 500. I, I don't guarantee know, man. Cody couldn't get it I done guarantee- this year. We, we put a lot of stock into Cody, and he couldn't get it done. I'm, I'm campaigning for 498 because I guarantee 497 didn't sell out a single show this year. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you know what? I, I hey, I just met you like 45 50 minutes ago, but I got a message for you from Buster Rhymes. You my favorite new dude. Okay, you're my favorite new dude. <laughs> this has been great. All right. I I have learned a lot about the Juggalos. I've I've learned a, a lot about friendship. Okay? I've learned a lot about cancelable offenses. And, and guess what? That song will never happen again. It hasn't <laughs> since 2015. Okay? All right? So this has been a great time. All right? And and, and I just want to say, to if ICP, if you're listening, keep listening because we got more tracks. And give me more of people trying to jump into glasses of Fago. Give me less of ripping my face off and wiping hey, my ass. Or your I'm, ass I'm fucking that doesn't do anything right, right now. They ain't missed yet with me. Three for three so far. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, I'm two for three. They're not doing too bad, you know. Well, no, no, I'm one for three. I'm tripping. <laughs> I like track two. I like track great Malenko. <laughs> That's good stuff. Man. It's catchy. All right, it's catchy. But, well, we're all yeah. going to the circus with Steve. The floor is yours. Any plugs? Any shout outs? Whatever you got to do, handle your business. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead and watch that uh, wrestling match I had. It just got uploaded this week to Fight TV. If you have Fight Plus, it's part of their monthly subscription fee. I believe it's seven ninety five a month. Um, on episode 20 of uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling Magnum Opus, uh, for some reason my face is on the damn thumbnail to promote this thing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you can't miss my fat-ass pasty face. <laughs> Promoting the Battle Royal, along with Joseph A. Game, who's a fantastic young pro wrestler. Keep an eye on him. Uh, other than that, my Twitter is at not Dr. Death, N-O-T-D-R-D-E-A-T-H. Uh, follow me for wrestling takes. Follow me for general buffoonery and being easily provoked and threatening to fight people all across this great country of ours. <laughs> and uh, follow the lads. They do good work here. I'm a, I've had a, a blast here on Rap Rankings talking about my shameful youth. Wow, <laughs> this is the place to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah we One of these days, we'd love to have you back on for, you know, a normal album. Uh, you know, I think it kind of works better with a with a <laughs> shitty little niche album. <laughs> like, just one point I do want to make real quick before I, I venture off here. Uh, I picked Hocus Pocus because, like I said, 1997, uh, most people had not heard of ICP. And 
this was the first proper song that most people would have heard as their gateway. Mm. And right away, you know exactly what you're getting into. You get the circus samples. You got the trunk full of Fago, car full of fat chicks. You're jumping into the glass of Fago. There's all these weird local Detroit references to neighborhood hoodlums that nobody else knows of but these guys. Right. It's such a weird, wild ride. Uh, but it sets the table perfectly for the rest of the album. And yeah, it's it's the gateway drug to a lot of juggalos. So I think low key is a lot of people's favorite song that are still into that scene. Nice. Wow. Well, nice. I'm glad I like it because that means I could one day become a juggalo. Unlike this guy over here. I still got a chance. There's like how many? There's like 13 more tracks. I'm trying to be okay. the first G unit soldier in the juggalos. So wish me luck. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, listen, listen, I need you to infiltrate them clowns, man. <laughs> they make me nervous. 50 Cent might be scared of clowns, whatever the phobia is of, of, of clowns, and he sent mules in there. All right. I'll do investigation. But until then, Steve, thank you for coming. Nice speaking to you. Thank you, you nice so much, you. Steve. And, uh, thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, just stick around a second. We got to get this audio off this daggone podcast recording. And folks, platform. stick around. We got more of the great Malenko coming up. Gotta love making new friends, you know, having great conversations, you know. Steve's a great guy, and I gotta say, one juggalo down, one to go, and I feel like, you know, the juggalos, these are some, these are some of the nicest people I've ever met. So far, yes. I've only met two, but they're stand-up individuals, you know. One one can only hope that the rest of the Juggalo community is as great. They are they are amazing representatives. I will say that. Gunshots for them. We'll be hearing from yet another Juggalo very soon. But first, we have to review track four. Well, before we review track four, because I I, I I realized when I was listening back, uh, you said something that was interesting to Steve. I think you said, "Is are are they is, is ICP the Bray Wyatt of hip hop?" Um, I like that comparison. I would add something to it. Lore wise, yes, but I feel like they look like the headbangers. <laughs> so, just just as I was thinking wrestling, you know, it's like that if the headbangers had Bray Wyatt's brain, you know. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> big headbangers guy, by the way. Oh yeah, listen, that boy Mosh and um, who's the other one? Mosh and Thrasher. Thrasher. There we go. Okay. I don't think I ever could tell. They just signed a Legends deal. They're getting figures. They're going to be in the games again. I'm very excited. Yeah. Dude, they most recently wrestled in WWE in like 2016, I want to say. Like, their longevity is crazy. They can still go out there and uh, do their whole act. It's pretty nuts. The headbangers. A great late, like, perfect for the times, like that late 90s time. And now, listen, they're a nostalgia pop now. So you got, you know, a nostalgia pop from the the guys who took advantage of the time. They are, you know, very much reminiscent of that era. So people bring them back. They're wearing the same kind of shit. And everyone loves it. They got the makeup. They still look good. The funny, I'm Tony. looking at a picture of them now. Well, Tony, 2020. Tony, well, they can't now, actually, because they just signed the Legends deal. I was going to say, Tony, bring them in for a run, but fuck it. Triple H, bring them in for a run. 
Oh, listen, Tony Khan is too busy headbanging himself, you know, to be to be thinking about the headbangos. But yeah, I look at this picture from three years ago. It's funny because like one of them definitely looks like, oh yeah, this dude might have been into some hardcore shit in his life, and then the other guy looks so like straight laced and and like soft, <laughs> just like he's just smiling. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to the headbangers and ICP, and uh, not the cops though. Because we got to go to this next track, right? Yeah. All right. Track four, Piggy Pie, produced by Mike E. Clark. Hmm. They said, man, we know about you. The police are your friends. I'm like, listen. Yeah. No. Yep. It's, it's often been said. <laughs> Look, man, this may shock you, but five plus. Four. Fucking bootlicker. <laughs> so you, you feel no ways, huh, Mel? No Ooh, ways! And everybody else is just looking at Mel like, Would you look at that, Kevin? It's the police! I know police. That's right. And All Kevin right. Nash is like, <laughs> Should I hit it? No. Oh, no. <laughs> What's your rating? Six minus. Malenko coming down the aisle. Okay, well that's not, I was convinced that you liked this thing. Okay, um, six minus. Listen, We're not too far apart. Uh, I'm gonna need you to keep your hands on your head. Oh god. Okay, and anything you say or do may be uh, you know used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney if you do not have. The money for an attorney, an attorney will be assigned to you. Do you understand? Uh, sure. Six minus, because, listen, we hear this pig being slaughtered up top into this, like, heavy metal production. Yeah. <laughs> and what did, what did we talk about last week on Run DMC with Walk This Way and the history of rap and rock, you know, crossover records? I'm not a fan of this heavy metal sound on here off top. It does ease up during the verses and really only comes around for the choruses. And immediately I hear that West Coast gangster rap influence on this one. We get, you know, some storytelling raps talking about killing cops. Ice-T did it better with Body Count years earlier. I can tell what they're going for, but I get equal amounts of, and this is going to be something I go back to a couple times in this album, kid rock energy from it mm. than I do like uh, West Coast gangster rap energy from it and generally when the songs on this album aren't leaning into that like clown carnival horrorcore aesthetic the less receptive I am to just accepting them as regular ass rappers I dig their gimmick I prefer them leaning into it I think it makes them stand out and this uh, the the verses are the best part, but even those are just like I don't know. It's almost like too pedestrian for guys in clown makeup. Like I'll take this from a dozen other artists who have songs just like it. Okay. Well, um, so this is interesting. We touched on this in the intro. Uh, there's a great bit of information here written by presumably a juggalo. Uh, it says. 
This is the album version of Piggy Pie that was censored by Hollywood Records in order to remove some of the more graphic lyrics, including a complete change of the second verse to be about killing a judge rather than killing police officers. When the album was re-released by Island Records, ICP was given an opportunity to use the original version of the song instead, but they decided that they liked most of their newer lyrics better. Being forced to rewrite the song had given them an opportunity to come up with more creative lines, so this track remained as the definitive album version. Uh, the original version, as we discussed, got released later on Forgotten Freshness Volumes 1 and 2. Here's the thing. Interesting decision. I doubt the original would have saved the record for me, but good to know. Um, and, you know, I... Uh, I've I've done a lot of rewrites in my in my day, so I understand how it can be a lot of times. But uh, just the idea itself with the it, it don't move me. Not because I'm a cop, just like you said. I've heard I've heard way better fuck the police songs, you know, or just fuck the establishment and and all that. Um, what can I say? Uh, his first little piggies. It's it's also like you know the the three little pig. His house is made of wood, and he likes to fuck his sister and drink his moonshine. Now listen. Who am I to judge? I love this shit in my smut. Okay, them stepsisters videos and shit. But, you know, in the smut, it's fucking fake. I feel like what they're talking about here is, you know, it's a real life. It'd be having it. Okay, so I, I don't, don't want to hear about it. I don't hear about it. I want to hear about the real thing. That real incest. You need that real incest. I don't want that. Anyway, uh, the song, I like the idea that each verse is about a piggy. So it's like, you know, there's structure yeah, here it's but like, structured it's a it's a storytelling record again like the rapping is the least offensive part about it but musically i don't like this yeah musically yeah that, that metal you're talking about and it's not know. living in the carnival we've already left the carnival it feels like we're already only on track four right now we're back just like you know i guess you know in the in what do the, the cops uh, have to do with this i thought we were at the fucking carnival <laughs> maybe they tried to bust up the carnival so they ain't the no bust in. We're in the middle of a field somewhere, okay? Ain't no oh, bus. We're at uh, Expo Gardens, uh, as it's called here in Peoria, where they be bringing the fair every uh, every year, okay? Um, yeah, we, we got more of what I was talking about earlier with, like, you know, pulled his fucking tongue out the back of his cranium. It's like... Eh. Kind of romanized. That is just. I was, I was so clown pilled for the last three songs, and now you have this music that is just. It is so. <laughs> it is so sad, and it is so so bleak. <laughs> well, it's a bleak life, and the clowns in it are often bleak. Well, it's a conventional topic, and and the and the content is often very conventional. We need Wait, to get this back is not to clown the music, okay? Let's right. get back to the carnival. Let's get back to the clowns. This is you know, this is not in my wheelhouse, and and it's not in theirs, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, he's killing the judge in the second one, and it's you know, he's it's just you know, he's we were having the time. What is it? The last, uh, the last picky. I mean, it just. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, yeah. Look, I mean, rich people is 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 is, is dickheads. They often are. A lot of them. But you know, I'm good. I'm good on this record. I will say this though, the outro is a seven. <laughs> um, oh, the skit you mean at the end about the suicide hotline? Uh, this is oh, a moment where I thought you, 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 you fucking. Oh, brother. He chew you out, okay? 
Logic ain't gonna do nothing. Okay, we know about him. Nice guy, apparently. I don't know. Did I ever tell you this story? Okay, so really quick about Logic. You know, the group chat, they were fans of his earlier stuff. And then I they kind of jumped off around 2014, something like that. Um, apparently, uh, like, Logic went on tour with, like, somebody who was a part of his early, like, visionary music group. Like, it was uh, artist Castro. And apparently his Castro had been fucking up on tour. Supposedly, like, they were having an argument, Logic and Castro. And, like, in the middle of the argument, Logic was like, yo, let me see your phone real quick. And, like, Castro gave him the phone for whatever reason. <laughs> and they kept arguing. And then Logic, in the middle of the argument, was like, here, I booked you a flight. Like, he booked Castro a flight back home. Basically, get the fuck off the tour. Which was one of, like, the coldest things I've ever heard in my life. I don't know if this is true or not, but it seems so specific. Hit the Logic drop, Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, let me bring it in. Okay, uh, we we definitely need that because this is what he told him. This is what he told this Castro. I mean, I never heard from him since. So, listen. I'm biracist, so bi-belicious. <laughs> okay. Listen, if a nigga took my phone and booked me a flight back home on my phone and kicked me off the tour, yeah, we going to have to fight. Nah, I can't front. I'd honestly be like, thanks for paying for the ticket. <laughs> and then I just double check like you pay for the ticket right because what if he used your own like Apple Pay he's like oh you got See, money well, no. if he did, then we're especially going to fight and there will be blood and somebody then I, I don't even have autonomy over what flight I'm picking you know yeah it's like, then we're fighting but if I, he's I paying assume... for it I'd honestly be grateful I'd be like yo thanks for paying for the flight though <laughs> again look don't know how true it is I have to ask the chat where they like where that came from again, but like it's like you're it's, fighting it's so, if he's paying for a plane ticket for you. You're fighting people it's, it's, giving it's just you the money. Disrespect though, because like the argument was like over like tour proceedings and like how it had gone thus far, and it's like oh, so you're just gonna kick me off on my own phone unceremoniously? Like it's it was a power move. It's like oh, you're trying to sun me right now, you know? But it was cold. I, I'll admit the move itself. In terms of like, like you know, I just sunned you rankings. Probably like an eight plus nine minus. Honestly, like that was very creative. Like, yeah, it's like honestly, like Nookie on Boardwalk Empire or fucking Nino Brown and fucking New Jack City. Like that's fucking cold, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I respect it. He keeps going up in my respect rankings. Logic. Yeah. Oh, man. Still haven't anyway. heard an actual song from him yet, so that could all go away in four minutes. You know, it could. It could. But, uh, yeah. Oh, right, this outro, the suicide. Um, <laughs> you might disagree, but my wacky scenario, it was like Mel calling Mools who worked at the suicide outline. He's berating Emo Mel. I was not <laughs> they- amused by this skit. Oh, I was very amused. The humor worked here. It helped, though, that I have been and am suicidal. It's easy for me to laugh at that because I laugh at myself all the time. It was it was funny. It was relatable. And I felt like Eminem might owe them in this specific case because this felt very wow. Eminem to me. Okay. You know, but. I feel like if he owes them, like, they owe the Jerky Boys. You know what I mean? I mean, so, well, the Jerky Boys came after both of them, right? The jerky boys. No, what? Was... The Jerky Boys is before them. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the Teriyaki Boys. 
No. <laughs> yeah, no, my bad. <laughs> what anyway. do the teriyaki boys have anything to do with these people? Well, I was, I was thinking about boys. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Go into my little bag of clownish tricks and let them know what they got because right, we got a juggalo on deck. We do. We got another one. Okay, we ain't want to keep him waiting too long. So let's go into the bag real quick. Let's see. Uh, what's he got here? Oh, there's a lot in here. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at my, this is the wrong folder. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Oh, look at this. Okay, this is uh evidence. From his green tape instrumentals, uh, yeah, this is called Scary, scary Clown. clown. Music. Yeah, Scary Clown music. It's I'm excited. Okay, here we go. It sounds like an electric circus. Oh, brother. Well, we, we, we ain't good. <laughs> Since the controversy that happened at the electric circus, there have been a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, surveillance on Wolves and Mel. Okay. Yeah, but we didn't host this. Regulatory, yeah. regulatory issues we've <laughs> run into, some red tape, you know, a couple lawsuits. Yeah. Apparently, Talib Kweli has burns on one third of his body. <laughs> Listen, it's ICP. It's on there. It's 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 they're they're liable this time. We had nothing to do with the construction of this carnival, this circus, this this clownery. Uh, yeah, that beat was less scary clown, more just like evil clown, like like a villain. Like ah, you know what? I didn't even clown. get clown. I got like alien spaceship UFO themed uh, funhouse. Killer clowns from outer space, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my boys, my boys. <laughs> now those, that's my set, you know. Like I respect the Juggalos, but that's my set. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm with the Killer Clowns. Word. Well, uh, hey, you want to bring in a member of the set that we're uh, that we're that not we're a rival set? You know, these, these no, are our allies. Not. Definitely not. Yeah, allies for sure. All right. Look, we've heard from this man before. I didn't protect, know he was a juggalo, though, until recently. Yeah, protect all juggalos, man. Oh, protect sure. all juggalos. For sure. All right, Steve. And now our, our newest uh, juggalo, but uh, old friend of the show, okay? Yeah. D-H-E-C. Okay, he's back. He took off his mask and revealed that he was actually a juggalo this whole time. That's right. You know, and since we, uh, you know, we recorded what you're about to hear, we've already recorded days ago, but you'll hear him say he's going on his trip to New York. I've been looking at his trip pictures. Okay, this man is living. He's eating pizza. Okay. 
I think he was what was he wearing like a Jets jersey or something. He, he's man, he's doing it. All right. He's I heard he went to fucking the White House. He was definitely at the uh, was it the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association? He was at the MPAA. He was getting some Rab Films business handled over there, getting it handled, trying to get us some, uh, you know, what's the word, restitution for what happened in season four. Yeah, you know, Rab the movie. That's right. Shout out to the HEC man, but uh, fucking Seth Rogen won't even answer my calls anymore. It's it's uh, listen, I know all about it, man. Uh, you want to bring him in? Who's Seth Rogen? No, HEC. Oh, you mean the pre-recorded appearance of the HEC, which was a hoot? Yeah. Oh, yes. I want to yeah. quote bring him in. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, bring him in right after this record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> the following presentation is a counter-argument to the allegations of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Describe to me how the FBI retains any integrity, especially by constantly harassing fans of ICP, claiming the Juggalos are a hybrid gang loosely organized, a blatant way to say it ain't just the music y'all despise. Now what kind of treatment is that? Another attempt to make the Juggalos community lifeline go flat, as if we don't already have enough public disdain? You took the lyrics as literal and labeled them criminally insane, once again poisoning these juggalos' name. So now I challenge you to kick back and look at all the results of your claim. And let me see if after this you'll be thinking the same. You got a teen stripped of the right to expose the personality, and you got a young man's musical escape constantly being monitored in reality. Plus you got a mother deprived of the custody of her one and only beloved daughter because you got a jury falling for the lies and dirty tactics provided by the father. In fact, you got a respected soldier being denied of the continuation of his long-lasting service, and you gotta be kidding me to say it was the tattoo on his arm that made the military nervous yet as sad as that may be it's just another sour taste of actuality seems to me the truth will always be hidden for certain so since the fbi wants to play the wizard of oz let me be the one who pulls the curtain why must music preferences judgment be so critical with those who oppose the topics and bars getting analytical a weird attempt to place false severity into entertainment you'd rather display us to be judged and hated than us exposing your mistreatment as blatant you try to advertise yourselves to be the ones with the statistics however let's see the results as i break it down to the specifics you say that it's only 10% of the fans, it's only 1 in 10, you say that they're scattered everywhere, throwing sets with shady men, and yet you still say it causes the kids' mentality to face deterioration, and yet you got the nerve to say that some of them are even part of the Aryan nation, so now I play the role of DA and give the Juggalos a proper representation. First of all, when was a national census asking if you were a Juggalo was taken? If there wasn't, I think your information is already poorly mistaken, and if gangsters listen to ICP, then that's just their musical preference, because name me one gang that gives other neighborhoods men acceptance, and don't ever say that music destroys a child's purity because the truth is it's all about the parents and the child's maturity but i think it's strange to see the thing the fbi not give their proclaimed gang isolation instead you're giving us the gba guilty by association but y'all really went as far to say we got connections in the area nation to see y'all not even pay attention to proper evidence now that is just a blatant drag because did y'all even take the time out of y'all day to listen to the song your rebel flag the point of all this is not to retaliate full of hate, but to review your claims and demonstrate that we will not accept or partake in what it means to discriminate. So with it stated, realize I wish y'all the best intent, for in all honesty, I never meant to deliver no disrespect in this verse. No matter how many times I felt tempted to truly say worse, in fact, you can explore the whole song and you find I won't curse. No, because no matter how many times your treatment made me feel insanity, the one thing you'll never take away from me and the juggalos is our humanity. <coughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, ACC. <laughs> <laughs> With the Juggalo Manifesto in this motherfucker. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Listen. Man. <laughs> Making his return to rap the same day he was just fired from a job. The you same day right. he was just hired at a new job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juggle It's he. It's H E C. Crap again, go, folks. I, okay. I appreciate that. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. So Man, moving I, words. <laughs> okay, it, it's the H E C. Juggalo style because you are, if not a Juggalo, Juggalo adjacent. How do you identify? I I will proudly say. That I am a juggalo. For a good span of years, up until 2020, I went to every show that they had either in Houston or a Houston-adjacent city. You know, okay. I have juggalo friends. so I need friends. to know this. Have you gone okay. to a gathering? That is the only one thing I haven't done. That is like the one task that I was oh, just like, oh, okay. And the year that I could have done it was the year that I knew I couldn't. Because like, I don't know if I mentioned this before, 2020 was a very profitable year for the HCC because he was just basically doing security and everybody needed security at that point. But it was like, I got yeah. all the money. <laughs> it's like, I got all the money, but I can't spend it nowhere. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. Wow. So by the time the next gathering came, it, it was already gone. Now, there was wow. a trip that, like, me and some other Juggalos were going to take. Shout out to the Juggalo Rico, uh, Rico Vargas. All right. Shout out to okay. you, my boy. All hey, right. where the gun shot at? Shout out to him. Best of shout- love. Him and his daughter, man. Him and his daughter, a fun family. Shout out to every Juggalo that we've seen on this year. Alright, shout out to my sister, Monica. Alright, hey. she's a year younger than me. She's gone to these shows with me. I love the Juggalo community and I will always represent for the Juggalo community. I didn't write that manifesto at the age of 17 to just, uh, <laughs> I, I sent it to one friend who was going to the Juggalo March because the Juggalo March was one day before my birthday. The Juggalo March was September 16th. My birthday was September 17th. So I was hoping, uh, this is just the naive, the naive child in me was hoping okay i'm gonna I'm write this i'm gonna record this and then i'm gonna send this to some homies and they're gonna play this and this is gonna be like the juggalo equivalent to fight the power it's not it's not but it is but i will <laughs> I say it's pretty it, decent though. i felt it i felt it and Listen. i want to say because i read coming into the episode that yeah the fbi tried to classify them as a gang and everything listen i don't even have to be a juggalo to know that when i when i see things like that the dr phil goes off in my head bullshit okay there ain't no gang they're a community all right and they drink fago and they and they mind their business all right look we had I'm- steve on we, we have the hec and, and look all the juggalos are, are some of the nicest people you, feel you know me? the most accepting people you know and everybody's got beef with the juggalos you know, let me, let me tell you, uh, uh, I don't get it, man. What's what's the what's the hatred all about? I don't know. I think it just comes to people just have their assumptions. And it also depends on how you come to look at them as a rap fan, because I was listening to all types of rap. But it was one of those things where if I tried freestyling at school and uh, there was always like those gatekeeper kids where if you didn't come in there wearing jays or supreme they don't want to listen to what the fuck you're saying <laughs> so i'm here with some raggedy ass faded glory pants on and you know some just cheap ass shoes nah, and that's then real they're, hip-hop. That's real they're not letting you in the cipher so i'm just like fuck it so the first people to ever let me into a cipher 
uh, and just like a spin circle of just freestyling was the Juggalos outside of a show. So I'll, oh, I'll always man. have love for the Juggalos. You oh, know? where's the drop? I'm, I'm real life getting emotional right this now. Sounds, okay, you know, Mel, a lot oh. like Steve's story of, you know, a hip hop fan who's into all different kinds of, you know, rap that's going on at the time but kind of falls in with the Juggalos because of that community and that sense of family. Finding acceptance in family and community. We've now, this is our second Juggalo representation of the night. And listen, another great guy with a great backstory. Okay. Thank you, thank and, you, thank you. and I think you're right because like coming into this album, what I knew about, I had never assumed that they were like bad people, but I knew the rap they got because it's like, yeah, they're, they're out there. They're clowns. They're weird. That's not, you know, that's not cool. It scares the hoes. I was always like, listen, they wear clown makeup. I love clowns. There's got to be something about them that's cool, you know? Like, all right. So, like, I was looking forward to this album. Glad to finally do it. I've learned a lot. There's still more to learn, you know? But, like, ICP, they're fine in my book. Like, yeah, like, if you listen to a certain brand of rap, ICP might not be for you, but as I've discovered, they're not really all that out there musically. You know, like yeah, it's not so, far, so inaccessible. It's not you really know? been anything we haven't heard at least once on this show stylistically before. Right. Well, keep in mind this yeah. is this is track number four, right? Uh, uh, I think track five. five. Track five. five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, Great Malenko, actually, my. Uh, introduction in regards to trying to listen to their music now what was funny was as a kid i remember one of the kids owned the backyard wrestling video game oh and, yeah yeah and at the time it was just one of the video games that i played all the time and just true to form me being a dark-skinned mexican i just took whoever was just like the darker character in the <laughs> that game so i was playing as fucking new jack may he rest in peace all right, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So my introduction with them was through the video game, and then it was just like breaking off from them, and I really listened to them ever. But then it wasn't until like Halloween was coming up, and that magnets meme, and that one skit on SNL happened, and this is just when I started getting like access to YouTube and all that. So I was like, okay, well, let me see what they're all about. And then you know, I would just pick them up piece by piece, and listening them to them, and also listening to like eminem when he just like just dropped we're the ones who made you and shit and just like as a kid at the time thinking oh wow this is like provocative and then as i got older i was like okay this, this is kind of ridiculous i could never have the same fall off love for eminem that i did with icp icp i've always kept that love you know me and my sister listened to him back and forth because we listened to it with the intent that a lot of people who come into icp are listening to any rap group like, if it's going to be just because y'all had them talked about them last week, like if it's Run DMC, and this is like, no, dude, not every rap duo is going to come as Run DMC. And just like y'all were mentioning, Run DMC is just known for being pioneers, but they're not really known for like their bars, mm-hmm, you right. know? And when it comes to horrorcore, and I swear I, I better not get no gatekeepers giving me shit for this, it feels <laughs> like when it comes to horrorcore, ICP is just more or less the Run DMC in that genre. You know, mm. it's just like they're, they're respected, but nobody, no, if, don't fucking come listening to now, like what about big puns. this Esham fellow that we've uh, I, you know heard about. I'm glad you said it like that because I wanted to tell you I need you to correct that. It's Esham, all right. So Esham, Esham, yes. So I don't know from this is I am no goddamn Dart Adams. There's no publications <laughs> that I could track this down or give you very specifics. But from research that I've done, just from being bored and going to the University of Scaring the Hose. 
uh, <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> so, ICP credits um, the original incarnation of Ghetto Boys, not the incarnation that even had Scarface, but the one that had like Bushwick Bill as just like a background dancer. He credits that as the originators for horrorcore, specifically a song called Assassins, a song that mm-hmm. they end up covering. Now, when the Ghetto Boys 89 uh, album comes out, this Ghetto Boys, that's Houston. My father's played that album for me. Uh, they come to Mind of a Lunatic is one of the like the big, big, great uh, songs that they're just like, okay, this is where Horrorcore began. Now, at the same time, they kind of seem to line up that Esham was doing his thing at the same time. But Esham was dropping like tapes in high school. He had like a tape mm-hmm. called Booming Words from Hell. And that's kind of where he started. And ICP loved Esham because Esham would just like start off tracks as call himself like the the Black Devil and all that shit. But it was actually really good. Like I love Esham. There's times does Esham wish could... even predate uh, Grave Diggers? Uh, Esham was dropping these tapes around the same time. Get a boys in around like '89. So I'm oh, pretty okay. sure he predates. So, I'm pretty sure yeah he goes over Grave Diggers and all that. So. That's why he's who they looked up to. And Esham's actually one of the like earliest producers on uh, some of their albums. Now, granted, his production for like the first earlier albums was kind of just, I'm going to snatch some Beastie Boys beats. Like if you listen to his, his rap group, I actually like his rap group more than I like him solo. And that's not hating on him. It's just that the other two members, there's a song on an album called Do You Believe in God where it's called Fuck the World. And the production on that track and the member's name was TNT. May he rest in peace. His lyrics on that song were just amazing. It's one of the best Fuck the World songs. There's a lot of Fuck the World yeah. songs in rap. But I truly yeah. think that uh, TNT on Nottis's Do You Believe in God album is the best one. Esham, the inventor of Astrap. That's almost why I wanted to kick the shit out of you when you had said on that Eminem review that <laughs> Eminem was the one who inspired that. I was like, no. All right, stop it. <laughs> Oh, well, hey, uh, in a, um, <laughs> in a callback to, uh, your previous appearance, uh, yeah, you probably heard Mool say that, and, uh, you were sitting there at home talking about, stop, stop, stop. Okay. exactly, yeah. exactly, yes, well, but, yeah, uh, let's, let's get to the track, well, I'll say this, I'm glad you mentioned, because I've probably mentioned it a bunch of times tonight, like, ICP was presented to me in terms of how their reputation, how they were talking about as quintessential scare the hoes music. Now, me, I have a high tolerance for that kind of stuff because, you know, I mean, like, the hoes got to stop being less scary or we need to start giving credit to, 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 the, to the hoes that are not easily scared, you know? But, like, I'm like, all right, let me be the judge of this because y'all, y'all niggas shit. What, what, Pac saying, this nigga's scared. Okay, it's not the hoes. It's the people who are scared of looking uncool in front of the hoes. They're the real scared hoes. So I'm coming into this album like we're going to find out about this ICP. Look, um, juggalettes are a thing, all right? Juggalettes they are. are a thing. They are. To the, they point where they have fucking, to the point where they have beauty pageants and shit at the gathering. So you can't oh, say... money. <laughs> you can't say there's no hoes, all right? Let me judge the juggalettes, okay? I, that's what I want to be my official role, role in the ICP community, is judging the juggalettes. I feel like because, your judgment. Uh, if you are the Virgin Melody, you know, that would be the best judgment. You know, <laughs> that, would, that would honestly be the best one. Hey, hey, hey. I'm made right. for this. He's completely unbiased. You feel exactly. me? I'm made for this. He's I not coming from experience. All right, he, he's right. starting at ground zero. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know? um, 
So you know, I, I, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been getting a great Who deal the, of. Uh, uh, la- one, one more thing before we start, Mel. Okay. Okay. Who are like the, like, they're juggalos, but like they can't publicly acknowledge it because they're re- like, is Taylor Swift a juggalo? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you know of any <laughs> high-profile juggalos or juggalos? You know, I don't. I don't hey, know of c- any. Well, there is like fun little Easter eggs when it comes to Juggalo. Like if on the sipping on some scissor uh, on that music video, I don't know if it's DJ Paul or Juicy J, but one of them's wearing a beanie that has the uh, ICP uh, logo from their 1999 album. Okay, on I it. think DJ Paul is going to be at the gathering this year. I think he actually has a tattoo of the Hatchet Man. I know Steve-O has a tattoo of the Hatchet Man. A bunch of wrestlers have the tattoo of the Hatchet Man. A lot of wrestlers show them respect, and a lot of, like, old, old school rap backs show them respect because a lot of old rap... So, I'm going to mention this man, and then I'll finally, finally mention the story associated with him. So, Ray the Rugged Man, on an interview, I forgot who he did it for, talked about that why, through time, a lot of fans or a lot of people just gave not necessarily full praise, but at least respect to the Juggalos, is that at their gathering, if they want to do an old school night, they'll fucking bring, like, old school 80s members. Like, they even talked about how one time they had the Fat Boys to perform just because it was old school night. So there there really are marks for two things, wrestling and old school rap. All right? Mm. And that's why they have that big-ass Juggalo mania at the same time at the gathering because that's the two things they're marked for. So... The uh, like Ra said, they don't let acts that they loved coming up fall off. They'll actually offer them a gig. So there's a lot of old school rappers who will, like give them their praise, but you know it comes it comes with who's actually okay with saying, "Hey, look, I'm okay with these people. It's not that big of a deal." All right. You know, I'm reading right now. Coolio, rest in peace, Chuck D. It's apparently a juggalo. Eric Andre is a juggalo. Um, Vanilla Ice. Mers, okay, Murs. yeah, Charlie Sheen, Colt Cabana, <laughs> okay. It's a mixed list. It's a really mixed list. It, because it's a welcoming community to all types. No, we of people. gotta get I'm out there surprised. at some point. Mules, Mel, and Jesse hit the gathering. The gathering. No, I'm hey, down hey, to go hey, you better, to you better throw me. You better throw me in there, sir. Oh, we gotta bring the ACC. Oh, the, okay. we need a juggalo show, like uh, a guy, like a guy. Like, need, what do you, you know, call him? Like a. Uh, a chaperone, if, right? right? If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think sometimes they do it in Illinois because they just do it where they have a big ass field. So I think, I think Mel, you would <laughs> actually be the closest this one this year. Okay, okay, so we'll all have to maybe not this year, but next year. We fuck it, we'll make it a page. out at some we'll, point. We'll do okay. we'll do a documentary and then we'll make it a Patreon exclusive. Goddamn it, because if we had to pay, so oh, will y'all. Man. <laughs> I'm down <laughs> one day to go to the oh, game. Hey, hey, you know happen, man. You know what's you my know. favorite thing of the gathering? And this is just so ridiculous. They have just set up rings there. And you could just go in and just... I mean, you already signed a fucking waiver to be part of the <laughs> damn thing. So they just have empty rings where fans could just go in and just fucking have at it. Oh, this sounds like heaven. Rings, what do they call it? Huh? Shangri-La? This is Shangri-La. Shangri-La. This is it. This is, this is what this so is. So you're telling me they got wrestling, they got sideshow acts, they got... You can get in the ring yourself. They got all the food... You know, we got we got the music, which you know, eh, I don't need to. I don't need to be there for all of that. You know, <laughs> listen, it got empty rings to just do matches in. This sounds like heaven. Okay, this is that's crazy. Look, Mules and Mel, three stages of hell, Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. yeah. We got. We got to. We got to have Justin be the ref for that. All right. We gotta have <laughs> <laughs> one. First two, two, three. The okay. third member. Is <laughs> at one. Okay. You better get up. <laughs> two. Okay. One more number and you're gonna lose. All right. Okay. Ain't three. No <laughs> Ain't no win. You gotta Damn. get out of the ring. <laughs> Ain't no win. <laughs> I would imagine, oh, know, knowing Jesse, all right, and the many times that y'all joked about him taking over the show, it's going to be like The Rock when he was the special guest referee for the British Bulldog. One, <laughs> two, it doesn't matter if The Rock says three. For sure. For sure. Uh, oh, but we got we to gotta get to this track. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> right. We're here to review track five, How Many Times, produced by Mike E. Clark. Okay, and... uh HUC is the guest, so if he wants to give us a rating first, yeah, he can, or he can thrust it on us, whatever he wants to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of those songs, as I talked about in the Big Pun Review, where you just got to be in a mood to hear it, and depending on what mood you are, it all depends. But because I like the song, but I really can't say it's not going to be in my... I have to be in a specific type of mood to really fucks with it, you know? So for me, it is a 7 minus. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yes, this this time I will be giving what I've nicknamed the <laughs> the Mel Safety Shield Seven. All right, <laughs> Mel Seven minus from HEC. Hey, I know. Well, you know what, HEC, Mel and HEC connect seven minus. <laughs> wow, they both wow. think Quali has the best verse on respiration, and now they. Uh, <laughs> They finally consummate the relationship. We're all oh, brother. We're all pleased by this development, but somebody has to come in and think about the truth of their argument. Okay. Come on. How many times will Mules be the enemy? How many times? Let's okay. See. Look. <laughs> early on, you know, those first three tracks, they got me. They lost me with Piggy Pie. This is a little bit better than Piggy Pie, but we're not back all the way yet. Six plus. Oh, man. Uh, that hurts. Now, because- I want to say, I, I like the beat. The beat itself, like, could have been on a Cypress Hill album. And it could have been on, like, AT Aliens, maybe. It's got, like, atmosphere to it. I like no, it- the music. It is a great beat. It is a great beat to where I took it a loop and just would listen to like the loop of just that beat because it's such a great mesmerized beat. Mikey Clark, I think, because of the fact that he just primarily works with ICP, doesn't really get enough credit for like some of the shit that he produces. But my man tries his heart and soul. And it's like sometimes it's kind of funny because it's like that one student who went all out for a class that he's already passing. And it's just like you could have given us the bare minimum, and you would have been fine. But yeah, I appreciate the, beats the fact on that this you album, went... for the most part, even when they're not for me, feel a little more—I don't, I don't know—like beats than I expected them to sound like. I know that sounds ridiculous. Of course, they rap on beats, but let me I don't let know me tell I you why. Expecting. I was expecting because... like you know <laughs> this cool Keith album we just did on Rab Express. <laughs> Okay, see, I could understand. That's actually a great comparison. Okay, you were ex- expecting, like, just some wacky shit. You weren't expecting beats that anybody else could rap on. Because yeah. I've put how many times in a freestyle session with some friends just that instrumental because it's mm. just that good of a beat, you know? So it's one of those things where I get what you're trying to say. You you thought you were just going to hear some, like, 
you thought you were probably going to hear like the beat from the dating game the whole album you know? <laughs> right the whole album yeah <laughs> but it wasn't I, it wasn't it was not you know and i mean it, i didn't myself expect such elaborate and detailed and rich production you know um, I like this beat too. There's a specific element though, and it's the same reason I like track two, the the great Malenko. There's like this pace and rhythm. It's like this trudging. It's like how many times? I whenever I hear that type of beat, I, I feel like I'm back with like I'm because because on track two, I'm great Malenko. I'm stomping around with like my crew of weirdos through Peoria. This I'm yes. back with the crew of weirdos. We're stomping to the beat again because it's one of them kinds of beats. Like melody wise, it's whatever, but this rhythm and pace is so money to me, and the way the hook sits on it. And and I'll just tell you, it comes down. Not every song, even even as emo Mel, not every song that's just about like you know the the the, Being the nonsense and and right monotony of life. Right. Not every song like that is going to work, but this worked. They 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 hit the spot I needed them to hit with the chorus. I mean, I ask this question daily, maybe even hourly. How many times will I cry? <laughs> okay. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you this, like, I know you were crying. I, was, when I, was, I had to show you that tweet of unfortunate news. That oh, Zendaya. oh man. Listen, <laughs> bro. What is she, what is she doing? I, not to, I'm not going to hijack the ICP review to talk about my disgust. With, with the roles that Zendaya has selected and the boyfriends that Zendaya has selected. But seeing them two crackers kiss on her neck like that really hurt me in a place. Okay? All right? It's a, it's it, a reverse Oreo. It's what it is. It's that. You know what it is? It's, oh, that, it was, it's oh. that graham cracker and peanut butter in the center little sandwich that you get, like, for free at every, like, <laughs> retail office. <laughs> I was disgusted. Just the framing of it, too. Just the way she was just freely offering her neck. They not even cute white boys, neither. They ain't Ryan Gosling. Them <laughs> boys is weak. They weak. I don't get it. At least time. I have a counterpoint. He's... I have a counterpoint. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's a movie. It's fucking fake. But it's she, not but like, real. One-on-one is actually, what we're used to. Like, a romantic you know, movie where it's one guy. Bro, she, she was getting a fucking train ran on her dog. Like, it's, Well, this is a new movie. This is a different oh, movie. I don't like these new movies. It's what I've been telling them about. Movie, ain't no movies because they run in train. Oh, oh, my heart. I fell down to my knees when I'm all okay. Okay. okay, when I saw that. Oh, I don't want to... I don't want to think about it. It's just, now, now <laughs> tell me, do I have the satisfaction of being the person to break that news to you, or did you find that you, out on your own? You were the first person. Yes! You were. That's what I love. You were. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me abreast of these crimes, okay? It's like it's like that George Bush meme for the 9-11 attacks. I had to just snoop in. <laughs> you, you know, Mel was reading one of his children's media books at the time, <laughs> and HUC walked in, leaned in, and is like... <laughs> Sir, second totally- white boy is dicking down today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i laugh now i'm gonna cry later okay how many times how many times okay. how many so, times yeah the and beat I mean, is is yeah. not my issue here i like the beat but my issue is like i'm not listening to icp two guys in clown makeup to hear them do like a third rate cypress hill song i would just listen to cypress hill i don't want to hear this like when i listen to icp i've decided just based on this album the more they lean into the clown lifestyle the more i feel like they provide a 
unique offering that I'm not getting from anybody else. When they're in this lane, I'm not as into it, you know? Well, before, just because of the sentimental value, that's why I had just said this one. Because when you told me you had a guest, uh, another guest on, which, shout out to them, by the way. When you told me you had another guest on, I swear to God, I thought they were going to pick... Um, Hall of Illusions, because that's like the big one that everybody talks about, because that's the one where they stayed to the theme. You know, it had a great concept that goes with the clown theme. That's like the one that everybody talks about. So I was surprised that that one actually is going to go without a guest spot. But I am curious to see what y'all think about that one when the time comes. Okay. Because that one, they do stick with the the clown mantra and the clown theme. Yeah. You know, I mean, what I do appreciate about the album, whether it works for me or not, is they do lean into the wackiness of the world that they created. And, you know, I've said it all night, like I'm 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 a big lore guy. So they even if musically they don't end up connecting with me when I hear other or if I hear other albums like I'll always respect them for building the community that they've built and keeping it going, sustaining it and just not being afraid to, to, to flesh out a lore, you know, Mool's are like asked our previous guests, like, are they the Bray Wyatt's of like hip hop, <laughs> you know, the way they just come up with these things and keep them going, you know, perhaps they are, you know, I mean, this is, this song though, is not even about, it's just about the everyday minutia that can send a person over the edge if they just take too much of, I've been really thinking about, and it's funny because I've never actually seen the movie. It's like falling down with Michael Douglas. This is like, <laughs> this is this whole song is falling down like and I'll tell you what you know it's only a seven minus because like I feel like after you know me I'm, I'm R&B metal and shit if, if there was more melody to it I'd knock the minus off maybe even add a plus but like the, the drum pattern the rhythm I'm down with it and the content itself I'll tell you right now verse three perfect verse alert Yes, I just gave ICP a perfect verse alert. <laughs> the one true. about the like better the stealing my car stereo. Yes, better than oh, oh, Nas ain't never rapped. Hold on, hold on. Nas ain't never. I'm rapped. the juggler here, and I even say, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know, he, it's funny you mentioned perfect verse alert. That's like the worst verse on the song to me. No, the car stereo one. Yeah, and it's like uh, it sounds like a verse written from like your perspective of your average like fox news viewer in the modern era no nah, because look. because here's the thing this is for the everyman not 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 the bougie gated community like I I hate it, minorities people i, I don't but know if i told this story but my car got stolen the day before oh, my birthday oh man i got it i got it back but it was so funny because, like, I actually – the reason they got caught is because I was supposed to get the tire repaired, but I was just going to wait till after the birthday to get the tire repaired. So the way they got caught is they tried to take my car and break into the gate of another apartment to steal another car because the air on the tire was so flat. <laughs> so I got – I ended up getting my car back. Look, you and the, heard and it. they ended up getting charged. So pays I, off. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't work. Oh, you feel like fuckers. a bitch, don't you? <laughs> yeah, right exactly that's what he's rapping about it ain't right you Look, i nah, love that line a, this is like okay. mr mr i don't want to hear about his complaints about his getting his car broken uh, like, listen as a man who had his <laughs> moves feels the need to make you didn't sure get I your car I broken didn't, into. i didn't get it because i left it unlocked right but i got it vandalized 
Okay. No, that's not what I happened. I was burglarized. No, okay. no, someone trespassed into your vehicle. The same thing, okay? I was, a, I, I felt infiltrated and, the and, fuck and, leaves and, her car unlocked? And what's the boy? Listen, it, it, I it didn't mean to do it. I don't do it for fun. It was an accident, okay? Where's my man from the Fresh Prince, okay? You act like Mel is just well, me. Well, hit the drop, Mel. You're going on to create your own clown identity. <laughs> All right, Listen, you're the real I, clown here. <laughs> Not locking your car and then complaining. I relate to the third verse, perfect verse. So much this clown was speaking the truth. Listen, okay. First, the car was unlocked. It just happened. I usually lock it, but fine. You may not know it, but you're taking some major steps toward developing your own clown identity. That was what God said when he he, he did a freeze frame as I was walking back in the house before I got robbed. You may not know it. Yeah. I can't. I can't let my man Mel go out like this. Y'all want to be on? Here's some details that I'm hiding that I'm just going to tell you because the relationship's over anyways. It was a push start car, and I left the key in the jacket because it was the day before my birthday. So I was promised birthday sex, and I was too busy fucking around that my oh. push start car got stolen. Uh, I'm not the listen. virgin HEC, but I, I left a key in a push start car, and it got stolen from me, okay? Uh. <laughs> But then no uh, amount of the car no amount of poo tank can excuse stupidity. <laughs> Call me laughing. I appreciate the honesty. I really do. Oh, look, yeah. to me, my favorite line in this song, as somebody who has always been just dog shit in his science classes, my favorite mm-hmm. line is, "Can I walk into McDonald's into the counter and tell them you can make limestone from gunpowder, or they give me a <laughs> cheeseburger if I know that shit?" Fuck no, fuck you, it's funny. Oh, I love that shit. <laughs> that is, bro, that's also why, you know we love McDonald's, and, 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 and he's right, okay? I talk all the time about the things that they should replace in the curriculum that never get used in your adult life. Like, I was thinking about math analysis the other day, aka pre-calculus. I don't have to put no... I don't. I don't even own a graphing calculator. I've never seen a hyperbola, and maybe the golden arches, but they don't ask me to like figure out the point of origin and the slope and whatever. You know, like we're not using that stuff in our daily life. Teach me how to not be impoverished, okay? <laughs> Teach me how to file taxes. This this is not useful to me. So it's like, yeah, you know, uh, will that put food on my plate? No. Can I walk in McDonald's and go to the counter and tell them this 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 freaking tidbit I learned in chemistry class? No, they're not going to give me no cheeseburger. Okay, no. this is a perfect verse. All right. Now, and, and you, <laughs> speaking of food, really quick, I want to ask because I've asked the previous guest. So this 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 Fago, okay, this Fago stuff. I drank a lot of Fago leading up to this review because I wanted to to, to get in the mindset of a Juggalo as much as possible. Uh, I've decided cotton candy is my favorite flavor. It's just my take. Uh, the soda overall, okay, not too syrupy for my taste. You got to you know cut what it I with ice. Mel? What's that? I thought that I, I had recommended you champagne to try, mm-hmm. not realizing we didn't have no Fago in New York. We had this thing <laughs> called Top Pop. Top Pop. <laughs> okay. As I was say, Fago champagne. That's, that's the New York Fago. Look up Top Pop. Soda. So we get. Let me see. So back. Oh, this when is hard we were... to look up because they keep converting it to top pop champagne because people don't know how to open it. Okay, pop top. They flavor. No, pop pop tops. Just look up pop top soda, or top pop. Okay. Was it top pop? Pop. 
Pop. Pop. Pop. Why would they call it? <laughs> well, while while he looks Pop that up, let me <laughs> let me answer your question. Okay, so t- Fago is here in Texas, but what you would pay for a Fago of the same ounce size, you'd maybe pay like for fifty cents more. You can get like a Coke or a Sprite because it's not yeah. a product that's like down here. So mm. I've had had my good fair share of flavors. What do they uh, do? So far, they like ship it for juggalos like they know there's a couple juggalos no, out there who are like, going to want it there's like so fiesta was always like the plug for fago if you're in houston and you're looking for fago fiesta is the plug some valeros have it some don't you know they got it around around where like the cheap sodas are but it's a little bit above that so it is one of those things where yeah don't like when you tell me you had that for a week straight, my boy, go to the doctor, man. You don't have no, blood listen, in your system listen. anymore. You got corn syrup. No, you just <laughs> reminded me, bro. Because here's the thing: where's the picture at? I couldn't believe I turned the bottle over and I almost tried to regurgitate because this. Here's the exact stat because I got it wrong when the previous guest was on. Okay, one hundred thirty-six percent of your daily value of sugar, sixty-eight grams of sugar. I hit the signal chat. Okay. After I drank it, and I hit up Styles, friend of the show, and I and I told him about this soda, and, and, and this is what I said. Well, my nigga Bob saying that rant. <laughs> I'm gonna take this bottle into the Food and Drug Administration headquarters and throw the shit, throw the shit at the first person I see it and say, "Y'all don't give a fuck about nothing." Okay. Where's the actual drop? You don't give a fuck about nothing. They clearly don't putting this on the shelves. I mean, this is crazy. It's just, sir, I couldn't even taste the water and, like, the, the carbonated I'm just like, this is just, it's like they put sugar in a skillet and just <laughs> and put I've it in a box. I've had two flavors Ugh. of this Fago because there's a Detroit pizza place out here. I've had the Red Pop, which is, Decent. you know, the the famous Most one. Most overrated one, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I prefer Big Red, but it's good. I, I guess it's like a Red Fanta. Basically, sort of. yeah. well, hold on. There's red pop and there's like red rye, right? This it's ain't like red a, rye. This is red pop. Or, or it's just, it's very rye, sweet. Sorry, it's very sweet. And I've had the grape also. They have them both in glass bottles. They don't have them in. Oh, uh, okay. I never had them in glass. I've always had them in the bottle. Yeah. Glass sounds good though. Just in glass good. bottles, you got to pop the tops. Well, it's not beer. It's not like it's going to differentiate you know? it. You gotta cut it with some ice, I think. You have to. You have to. Because it's just way too thick. It's too viscous. But I do have a favorite flavor. It's cotton candy. Uh, I've had quite a few of those, actually. Oh, um, okay. The cotton candy. You gotta man. stick some insulin in yourself <laughs> after that <laughs> shit. For, for sure. It's crazy. I felt my body dying as I was ingesting it. It's just Dude. like I knew I shouldn't be drinking it. And the way they talk about it, though, like, it's a constant theme. It's like, there's no way they're drinking this like like they say they are. Because they would be dead by now. We wouldn't be on, like, the 27th gathering or whatever it is. There's a reason they spray you with the Diet Fago at the concert, okay? (laughs) All right, they're trying to keep their audience. They're not trying to kill them. We found out about the Diet Fago, actually. Yeah, the previous guest told us part of the reason they do that is because the sugar was, like, corroding their equipment or something. Like it was, it was ruining. It was just, oh man, you're just ruining it. You know, it was just, so they had to go with the diet. But hey, I'll, let's throw that in too. They don't want to kill their fans, okay? They don't want to kill their fans. All right, they will hit you in the face with a bottle. Shout out to myself, Shaggy Two Dope, and one of the concerts 
just fucking yes. threw a bottle that he just barely opened, and that bitch got me right in the face. But I caught that hoe before it fell to the ground, and I shook that shit like it was a trophy, and then oh, just threw amazing. it up in the air. <laughs> amazing. Oh, you got it. We didn't. What? We didn't call what, it what no flavor was it? It was beautiful. Was it the diet? Uh, it was the diet root beer. The diet root beer is the one go. like that. There That's the one go. that they've been consistently using to the point where I'm like, is nobody buying this shit? Because I've taken it home, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this this shit is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know. I forgot to say, I've seen, look, I've seen, I'm, I'm a resident of Houston, I've seen cups of that syrup, and then I've mm. seen a cup of grape soda from Fago, and the one in Fago had the thicker consistency. Right. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not <laughs> to the point shocked. where I'm just like, all right, maybe, maybe this is one thing that we'll just put down, you know? It's like when you hear like <laughs> rap songs talking about malt liquor and drinking it all the time. It's like, you're not really drinking this shit all the time. Like, Q, no I know you, I know you're not fucking down in St. Ides all the goddamn time. <laughs> like, hell no. <laughs> if you did this as a diet, this will kill you. <laughs> you feel me? You y'all know. would not live to where y'all are seeing now. All right. But the uh, real yeah. thing that the rappers, I think, consume, you'll know they really do it because it'll continuously be talked about throughout generations. I don't think they were really drinking hypnotic because they stopped talking about it. Hypnotic didn't go anywhere. It's still around. Occasionally, I think about buying it because I like the color. Uh, but, the, oh, you sorry, know, sorry. no, no, I'm just, I'm just that was that was yeah, my no, 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 no. I understand. Like, I yeah, like, uh, my I question think, yeah. to the G Unit soldier, real quick. Uh, yeah, were you? So this is the best equivalent I could think of. How many cases of that uh, was it? Sobe Life Water or was it Vitamin Water? No, it was Vitamin Water Formula Fifty. How, uh, how much it, of that it, shit did you buy? A lot. <laughs> A lot of it. I mean, you know, the thing about the vitamin water formula 50 was that I had broke my ankle that summer. Oh, shit. And I was, you know, like, I I credit the fact that I can walk today without a limp and I (laughs) got my swagger back in my walk to the formula 50. You know, I think if 50 had formula 50 when he had gotten shot, oh, you know, he would have recovered even quicker, you know? So this man is, talking I'm going to eat that Brendan Fraser. Properties now. I'm going to eat that Brendan really Fraser drop that though? we hit earlier. I haven't had formula 50 in years because they don't produce it anymore. And I noticed my health started declining when they stopped. <laughs> Come on. All right. So it's the opposite theory of like the cheap sodas in the hood are meant to like poison the kids. In your in your case, you're thinking they took off the oh, ain't no poison. Fifty. No, no, that's what I'm saying. In your case, you think they took off the fifty to stop the healing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think they were noticing what it was doing. Would have bankrupted the entire medical community. They tried to distract you with goddamn Doctor Sebi, but no, it was fifty cents fucking (laughs) vitamin water. That was the real cure. I mean, it was a good flavor. I mean, now I'm, I shouldn't say stuck with, because I like them, but you got to give me one of them power you gotta love that light, Alexis. that light grape, that refreshing light grape taste, you know? It was it was a good taste. It really was. Okay. Now, I wish they'd uh, bring it back. Okay, my bottom. Jeez. But, uh, okay. The pizza yeah. man's back, Mel. Uh. Oh, folks, Mools just put a DJ quick tweet into the Zencaster chat here. At... P- Paddocks, P A T X I's pizza is three fire emojis. Okay, and they wrote David his name on the box, David. Okay, 
He got a deep dish, it appears. Okay. Uh, He says it's good. All right. He he gave us that Blaze pizza review, and now we got uh, maybe it's Patties. Pat Patties? I don't know. Established 2004. Check it out, folks. DJ Quick approved. But uh, yeah. We're uh, doing a lot of food endorsements here all of a sudden. Uh, listen, we're trying to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to pay us, please. P-A-T- I'll take What is it? P A T. He put the website. He, he didn't get the website right. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's an older man. You know, he ain't got time to be checking, you know, <laughs> that stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah. As you were saying, HGC. My apologies. Yeah. Because I just wanted to. Because I was told I got a brief window, so I'm trying to, like, cram everything that I can. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, So my question is, so how did y'all listen to this song, and did y'all get the skit that comes at the end of the song, or did it not include the skit in what y'all I got the skit, and it's a funny skit. And, you know, there's been a lot of, like, you know, fake gangsters, and, like, they're really suburban, and, like, but this was funny. It was just genuinely amusing, okay? Like, I've met similar people you know in my life um i'm not a gangbanger obviously i'm a podcaster (laughs) okay but like this was funny it got their point across about you know like fake hood niggas like so i was amused by that i was we we ask all the time please tack the skits on to the end of song to the end of the song yeah because that's what i was trying to see they did do that they did i I really thought the skit was gonna like help mel (laughs) I thought Mules was going to push the uh, skit and then maybe oh, that would take us to a 7 man. minus. I was hoping he ain't me. I, I know, me. but I was okay. hoping. He don't respect I, I skits, but I'll tell I you. I kind of figured you were going to go with the 6. That's why I was nervous. I'm like, shit, I feel like he's going to go with the, <laughs> the 6. And I feel like Mel has the more goofier side to carry this ICP album. Like, but then again, <laughs> I could be wrong because I thought Mules was going to carry the fix. And then it was Melvin who bumped it to the Silver Club. So, you know. I think I just Silver's dropped my Bluetooth earbuds on the floor. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, well, you got to find out. Uh, well, if the listeners listening, uh, they, they, they've been listening, so they've been finding out. But HCC, you'll find out this Wednesday. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. It's a seven minus, and I do believe for now, because I'm going – I've already actually added it to, like, my mad as hell and not going to take it anymore playlist, and I want to see what happens. If I live more life with Uh-oh. this song, there Uh-oh, could be something might have disconnected. Oh, wait, did we lose the HCC? No Is way. Is he gone? Oh, no, the fake no kill him. He's here, it looks like, but he's grayed out. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could we could do one of them eulogies for him. We can't do no eulogio. Uh, well, that's what they do in the business. They write them ahead of time, right? So they don't have to, you know, the HCC was a great man. Who experienced great injustices? He hasn't even dropped from the uh, from the thing yet. <laughs> Can you hear me? He's still <laughs> here. Like submarine oh, people. Man. Chances are they're not coming back. So you got to you know do the prep. Uh, he oh, was a juggalo. No, he's gone. Oh, now, see what I tell you? <laughs> okay, he was a juggalo, and we love him. And and we'll be back because we can. We got a line to be on the grave. Okay, we bring in afterlife guests all the time. You know, so folks, Wait. the HCC, everybody. We we hardly do him, even though we do him for many seasons. But, but, uh, no, he's, he's 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 gonna come back, right? Oh, oh, <laughs> we need his audio. <laughs> we are out. Oh man! Uh, oh god, this is not good. Yeah, folks, I really do hope he comes back. 
Uh, All right, so... I'm not going to close it out, though. Well, what should what should we do? I don't know. <laughs> we've we've never been in this in the... position where a guest has dropped out. Hold on, I and... got a DM. Internet okay. went down on my end. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Wait. Well, here's the Not thing. Not gonna close it out though. Yeah, he shouldn't close it out. And hopefully this isn't like... Oh, wait! Oh, okay, I'm back, I'm back. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cut myself yeah. off. I knew. He's I had back. to focus. He's back! I had to come the back. The power of hip-hop. The power of the Juggalos brought him back. Power see, I told... See, right. AGC, you, you had died and Wolves... Oh, man, he was... He, he was... He, was, he oh, didn't want to believe it. He didn't want to believe that our great friend AGC was gone, but I stayed strong. I said, listen, he's gone, but people oh, can God. come back. Okay? And right. that's what you, you, you know did. What? You know what I'm going to blame? You know what I'm going to blame? What's that? I'm going to blame the fact that I listened to this new Rap Rankings Run DMC episode. And <laughs> God damn it, Mules, you had the audacity to say Moto still. What did I tell you? <laughs> the fuck did I tell you? I told him not to say it. Okay. <laughs> you see what you've done? Now we're back. Talking about Sorry some about Moto, that, Moto. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, ain't, ain't no Moto. Uh, I think uh, that maybe might be a sign to just hurry. So can I finally uh, just tell y'all the yeah. R.A. the Rugged Man story since I've teased oh, it on sure, the show sure, twice? For sure. All yeah. right. So back in 2017, R.A. the Rugged Man had joined uh, the concert. And so me and my sister loved the community, loved the Juggalo. Sometimes we got sprayed with fucking Fago before the goddamn concert even started because that's how awesome the fans were on the outside of the Warehouse Live, which is where they do their concerts most of the time in Houston. So I'm looking at the lineup and R.A. the Rugged Man was like, you know, one of the, the co-headliners to this thing. And at the time, you know, this is when I'm just getting into just hip hop in general. So I, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, I knew who that was. I had no fucking idea who that was. <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right, the rugged man. All right, let me let me see what, what he's got. So I'm trying to just quickly listen to some songs. And then I was just like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. It is what it is. I'm trying to listen. My sister's out chatting with some of the uh, Juggalo friends that we know. And then we come back. Uh, so concert starts, you know, the way how the order goes, Ari the Rugged Man goes first, ICP then goes, and the concert's over in that. Now, I had some money on me, but I had already bought uh, just a shirt, because what I would do is I'd come to the concert wearing the shirt of the last uh, tour that they did, because they at this time they were doing tours, like, yearly. And then mm-hmm. I would leave the show wearing the shirt of that current tour. But... Right. So... Uh, you know, saved up some money, and at the time, this is when I was working at like fucking Sonic, or I think I was—I don't know if I was still working at Sonic or if I was starting at Kroger. Point is, not not any sufficient money to be like dropping big stacks, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He had a table, and he had like albums set up. Ari the Rugged Man. He, he was just standing there. Now, do I personally feel like I myself would have booked a Ari the Rugged Man in the ICP concert? Probably not. Because, look, the crowd did try to stick with them. But, look, if you're coming at us with, like, hardcore lyrics, fucking jug- like I don't think some Juggalos might really fuck with hardcore lyrics. The other Juggalos might not really not. There was a metal mm. band that played beforehand. They were fucking with that. They were moshpinning with that. And then R.A. the Rugged Man requested something that I don't even think anyone could really pull off. This man said he wanted a mosh pit to him just, like, spitting rhymes, which is, like, I don't think you know how mosh pit works my boo and i wasn't trying to be a dick but i felt like that meme i don't think you have the facilities for that big man 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, so this is my already the rugged man interaction story. It goes like this. I only had like a good 25 bucks and I knew after the concert, I wanted to get myself something to eat. And so my sister, you know, wanted to get herself some merch too. So we go to the table and he's standing there. He's genuinely standing there. So I think he was kind of bummed that the crowd wasn't, you know, like giving him his all. But again, I think that was just maybe just a booking decision. Now mm-hmm. he's had other shows in Houston that he says have gone great, which is good. All right. Now yeah, he's let's back in the clear. gathering this year, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got a good relationship with ICP and them, and I think like he has a good respect for the fans. But I think at the time, a lot of people, you know, maybe his reaction in New York was probably a lot better than here in Houston because. Again, I had to Google search this man and try to listen to his shit on the way to uh, his thing. So he would just break down uh, in rhymes, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. As somebody who was like a fan of lyricism and all that shit, I liked it. I liked Ari the Rugged Man. All right? So anyways, we're at the table, and we're looking, and I'm just picking it up. And just this ominous fucking force hovers over me as I'm holding this album. And it was just like, oh, this is a really good album. I was like, oh. And I look up. And I was like, oh, okay, it's probably like a fan of something. I look up. It's already the Rugged Man himself. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, I'm six one now, but at the time, I think I was a good 5'9". Already the Rugged Man is like fucking Charles Barkley's height. I think he's like 6'5 or some shit. Oh, my God. He's, he's a fucking tall dude. But anyways, so my sister's all I look in. And I was looking at the album because I had heard two of the songs on the way to literally inside the building. But I was just like, oh, man, it's a good show. It's really cool, you know. Uh, he started, like, one of the lines in his freestyles is, uh, I'm cannabis before he met Wyclef. So I just brought up, I was like, oh, man, I thought that was a clever bar and that. And then, like, I'm looking at this album, and I think, I don't know if he wanted 20 or 25 for it. But, again, I only had 25 bucks. That I know for sure I only had 25 bucks. Anyways, he's looking at me. He's like, oh, so are you going to get it? And I was just like, uh and I was like, this is weird. I've never had to tell a guy I'm not going right. to buy this. And look, I'm from Houston. I've dealt with like plenty of fucking panhandlers before. But I never thought, man, I just saw you perform on stage. But the way how he was like breaking down to me, he's like, I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't have much right now. I think I'm going to just wait and then I'm going to cop it online. You know, I'm going to just buy it online and then just get it shipped to my house. You know, because I buy stuff online, you know, trying to like nicely skirt away. And I feel like you kind of figured I wasn't going to buy the fucking album. And so he goes, so he breaks down the percentages that the label takes, how much the label takes, how much that the artist gets down. And at this point, in the back of my head, I'm really thinking, like, fuck, man, R.A., do you need to, in my head, I'm thinking, man, do we need to just go to the Domino's that's across the street? And do I need a guy buy you, like, a pizza or something, my man? Oh, is is man. it bad out here? Is it really that bad out here? <laughs> but my sister had bought like a $10 poster and she still has it and it was signed by like everybody who we met and we met like various artists from that thing and uh, she even caught a drumstick from like the band that was beforehand but yeah that was just my awkward interaction with R.A. the Rugged Man and to be fair to be fair when his last uh, All My Heroes Are Dead album came out I listened to that it was my favorite album of the year that it came out I don't know if it was 2020 or 2021 but it was just at the time my interaction with him was like, God damn, this man is, I've heard of Starving Harvest, but fuck me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen, man, it's not, he's not, I, I'm not even going to, I'm not making fun of him because it's not a unique I'm, I'm situation. Not fun of him no, this it's is, just, 
Listen, be, if yeah. R.A. the Rugged Man has to pitch that hard to sell a CD, <laughs> I'm I'm just telling all rappers listening right now, you know, it's great it's great to have a passion and a dream, but you know, you gotta you gotta figure something out, man. A skill, a trade, <laughs> something. You can't be towering over a young man like you're gonna buy it, kid. The label <laughs> takes eighty two percent. I can't eat. He broke you it know, down like, to how much it takes, and he was like, "Well, it'd be better if you buy it here because you buy it here, the label only gets this much of a percentage. Oh Whereas if you buy it online, God. the label gets this much." Of, and it's just like, look, I look. All right, I'm not trying to brag. Your boy got his associates in communications uh, <laughs> over the last appearance, so I I understand the business end of it. But at the same time, motherfucker, I, I'm only working at Kroger and Sonic, bro. Like, <laughs> like what, what do you expect me to do, bro? You know I what? Can't. Due to the absence of Ronald McDonald, I want him standing at every drive-thru in the country explaining to people, don't take out that app. You see, the deal is if you use that app, we're probably making about 10 to 20% less in our percentages. And, you know, the label's going to take all the percentages. So just do me a favor. Just order your favorite meals. Leave the app alone. Don't worry about no app. Ain't no app. All right? Delete the app. Your phone. Right, Nobody wants McDonald's about, app. Don't worry about going to the app. If you buy it online or if you buy it over the app, Grimace won't get his 40%. All right? You got to buy it in right, person for Grimace to get birthday. his... <laughs> I don't think he's going to have a birthday next year. We're the label's trying to, to take his money. Gifts. The oh, label took man. half of Grimace's money this year. And now we look, don't really, right. I mean, it's because of that. If you're listening, the haggle man, you know? All right, if you're listening, <laughs> my boy. Gimmick. If you're listening, I fucking put on six different people to you, all right? So I feel like that should be a fair exchange, all right? Yeah, the story I listen the, to your the... shit when it's streamed, all right? But yeah, my man was really... Hovering over me and shit. My sister just like took advantage of this awkward interaction, just bought that poster and got him to sign it. But like the whole time, the man was like looking at me and I was looking at him and I was like, damn, this man probably thinks I'm an asshole. But it's just like, buddy, I only got like, look, it is a Domino's pizza, some late night Burger King. Or this fucking album that I've only listened to two songs out of. Look, you should have bought the pizza, walked back over there, opened up the box of pizza Offered to split the pizza with him if he gives you the CD for free. Oh, bro. I was like, there you go. I'll be like, here, you don't even have to give me the case. Just give me the CD. <laughs> this reminds me of the story with my dad and Kosher Deals, but I, I, I'll, I, I've already told it, I think, in the Homeboy Sandman oh, episode. No, update. But update style, Mel. Update style? I was in Target on... <laughs> Fair? No, it's the Target... On uh, Pico and Fairfax, I want to say, or Pico, no, Pico and La Brea. It's the target on Pico and La Brea. I was in there, minding my own business. I was talking to Mel on the phone, and then I, I DM'd you while I was As talking. you were on the phone. You didn't say it out loud for good reason. I didn't say well, it out loud. He's talking to me. What did I, I DM down. you? You got it? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Because <laughs> <it's, laughs> it, it was great. Hold on, let me let me find it. It's just, now, mind you, it's like 12 o'clock in the in the morning, afternoonish. Like, like this. Is. Six days ago, it's 2.32 p.m. So keep in mind, I'm on the phone with him. The phone shakes. So I take it away from him. I put it on speaker. I look down. I get a DM. It's just that Kosha Dills is here <laughs> at Target. 
keep in mind, he's still talking to me about something completely unrelated to go to Tilt. Because <laughs> he can't say it out loud or he's going to blow his cover. And I'm just like, I'll start cracking up because Coach Deals can't hear me. I'm like, oh, man. Wow. Biggest, he's really everywhere. That man is everywhere. My biggest you know? worry like, is that R.A. the Rugged Man will probably hear this. And it's just going to fuck. Because, look, the reason I fucking fell onto y'all is, A, the passing of Doom. And one of the, I guess, one of the videos that y'all first put out that just got algorithm was that Welcome to Doomfeld. Yeah. Looking yeah. Bit. So yeah. I'm going to be afraid if this shit goes on YouTube <laughs> and then I just go somewhere. Or if we go to that fucking gathering and just, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to wrestle in the ring and all of a sudden R.A. just jumps in that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, he challenges you to a match. <laughs> he to a match. He said he's six four. He's like the giant Omos of the Juggalos. Okay, basically, all right. And the, he no, wins. You gotta buy that you album. You gotta buy the fucking okay. album. Jesse's special referee. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to buy that album. Okay. Jesse's just gonna fuck me over intentionally. <laughs> yeah, he gets a fast three count. He gets one of those square readers for his iPhone. <laughs> like that's how the match right ends. You have to... No, yeah. it's a ladder match, and your debit cards are just hanging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But that's the oh, the rocky best story. Wow, no. okay. All right. No. Oh, so if you win, way. Ari the Rugged Man has to buy you, what, the album? I think I think backstage passes. You know, that's what we'll do. We'll put backstage passes and my debit card on the hook. <laughs> if I win, I get backstage passes. If I lose, I got to spend that 25 bucks. Oh, God. We'll probably bump it up to 30 since it's a festival. We'll probably say oh, inflation. Man. I already see the finish. <laughs> You know, he's got he's got kids that come with him sometimes on tour now. Uh, his kids are going to get involved. They're like the Usos. And, <laughs> like you know, they're going to knock you off the ladder. You got to secure, you know, money for their dad. Yeah, I respect it. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Oh, okay. Now, brought some archival audio, but we are not going to worry about that. There's just one all of audio that I want you to play. Just because, okay. in my opinion, I thought it was the best use of a sample that was brought up in previous seasons. So there's oh, okay. a file that I sent you, and it said ICP Jiggy. Yeah, Jiggy Surprise, it says. Jiggy Surprise. All right, just play that real quick. Okay, let's see. ICP Jiggy Surprise. Do a skate. You got to handle your own. In the Southwest Ghetto Zone. Ghetto Zone. You can fade it out whatever you want to, but in my oh, you <laughs> or you can listen to it if you like it. I, I was, I think it said. Well, I was figuring out the hold on. That that yes, yes, yes. What, that, what is that? What was what sample was that? That's the if you think I'm sexy sample. <laughs> to me, that to me the ICP Southwest Ghetto Zone is the name of the song, but to me that is the best use of that sample. In my wow. opinion, I've played Twisted Metal with that sample, and when you're like destroying a fucking city while murderous mayhem causing much destruction, and then Ice T interrupts with the cops just don't know what to do. Look, wow, that sounds great, like a, a Twisted Metal soundtrack song. I, look, I see the this vision. is why this is why I'm glad I'm in communications. I feel like I need to go to Peacock and say, let me do the marketing for this fucking show. Please All let right? the HEC do it because they're not doing a good job. I'm gonna okay? be putting some good music in there that's actually gonna be fun. And actually goes with the theme. Like, I get it. I don't see why people are getting like that that mad about it. It's a it's a fun franchise, all right? It's a goofy ass franchise. It's never been 
It only had one game that took itself super fucking seriously. Oh, twisting everybody black. just dick rides that one. But it's like, come oh, on, black, yeah. They love the edgy, gritty stuff. Listen, give me that. What was it? I think it was two or three on PS One. That was like my favorite. Okay, like that's a just PS One game. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That was its. its Stop hate trying to make it a PS Two thing. You know what I mean? You know, right. I don't want to hear PS One, and that was the second one. But yeah, um, like I was pro, I was told that I keep it short, so I'm gonna just keep it short to you, men. But yeah, I just wanted to play that because, in my opinion, I thought that that was the best use of the. Uh, <laughs> Of the uh, if you think I'm sexy sample, and I was like, I feel like they don't know it, so let me just bring it to oh, the show. That was a first. Didn't. That was so a thank first. you for bringing yeah. it in because I love and it. Yeah, love you got like scratches. You got any shout outs? Any plugs? Floor is yours. Uh, it's gonna. I'm about to sound like the biggest fucking mark ever, but in the words of Scott Hall, if you're not the top guy, what the fuck are you here for? <laughs> <laughs> just, Talk about it. Talk about it. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the HEC is on screen on the Amazon Prime film, The Dirty Third. I'm on that bitch as an extra, but you'll see me in the first 10 minutes. I was on screen with my at-the-time girlfriend. doesn't matter. I'm still on the damn screen. Uh, right. Then right. uh, I'm, on, I'm dealing with two horror movies on Tubi. I was on uh, Those Who Call. You, I'm, an, I'm a druid in one scene, and then I'm just a <sighs> background villager in another one. Uh, and the second horror movie that just got released is Aged. It's directed by Anubis uh, Lopez. Good guy, good guy. Uh, I helped out and behind the scenes on that one. Uh, and then lastly, up and coming, there's Inwood Park Productions has Tales of Jovia. It's a sci-fi series. They got another episode coming out, and I'll be playing the artificial intelligence being known as uh, Gius, or pronounced Gaius. They switch how they pronounce it, so I don't know what the official pronunciation is. But your boy actually gets to play an artificial intelligent being. And that one, mm. so so yeah, just uh, check those well, out. Hollywood H E C, AI H E C, the only good AI, maybe the only good, All the right. only good one. Actually, no, okay. Alan Iverson is, is oh, the oh best for AI. sure, for sure, right. for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, that's just uh, what I got coming up. Like I said, shout out to the boy Rico. Um, I'm gonna be putting a post of just the various concerts of ICP that I went to when this episode drops. I'll be putting that on my Instagram. Uh, Twitter, let me double check because I don't want to give the wrong thing. It is official underscore HEC for the Twitter. And then for Instagram, the one that I'm going to be putting, I forgot. I accidentally sent Mel just the uh, personal access to my personal Instagram. And I forgot to add Mules because I felt bad. So I got to add you soon, Mules. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Because I have two Instagrams, one for the HEC and then just one for my personal life. So the HEC one uh hec.g 1999 i'm gonna be putting uh some pictures up there that coincide with this uh with my icp adventures but you know shout out to all the juggalos man when i wrote that rhyme it was for the march of the juggalos it didn't go as viral as i wanted to but the sentiment was still the same you know uh but shout out to y'all you know it was, it was a rough patch today but i knew i had something to look forward to and look life goes on everybody we all getting knocked down but it's all about if we keep on getting up and if we keep on going and as long as this show keeps on going as long as they review an album that i have some interest in come hell or high water i will try my best to be on this damn show oh man we appreciate it man Uh. and uh mel i i gotta say you know before the hec leaves you do have to reach into mool's clownish bag of tricks again oh no his bag this dastardly bag okay What's in here? Uh, what was this? Okay. 
Oh, okay. All right. This shouldn't be too bad. All right. What's the deal with this evil behind the makeup? Yeah, this is the theme song to Evil Doink, Doink the Clown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. He just had his Dark Side of the Ring episode this week, huh? He had an episode? Yeah, is Doink a had a Dark guy? Side of the what Ring he... episode about well, Matt he had, he had uh, issues with them substoses, you know? Them oh, substoses. okay. Right. All right. Well, don't we all? all right, That's why between... he's Evil Doink now, because, you know, he went to the, he went to the drugs to ease his pain. I, oh, I and he left drugs. it all inside. I was on fucking 661 milligrams of caffeine yesterday. We all have vices, all right? So this goes out to Evil Doink. Uh, here we go. Shout out to you, Evil Doink. We all have <laughs> vices. Each and every one of us. But you but also all have... When the vices... Uh-huh. Strike back. There you go. And you also all have electronical devices, so y'all can all listen to the Rap Rankings podcast on. So no damn excuses. <laughs> or the HEC will personally come out the shadows and tower over you like R.A. the Rugged Man, desperately needing $25. And I'll beat the shit out of you. So save me, the HEC. Oh, God. And Wolves say it this. We'll be back with more Great Malenko in just a moment. Oh, man. Oh, man. Look. Come on. That HEC, I gotta tell you, always a fucking pleasure. You like so say it me. The HEC. That's oh, classic. Classic, for sure. It's always interesting to come out of these guest spots that we've already recorded and like just have to be like, man, like I just recorded it. Man, that was great, wasn't it? We were just recording the Piggy Pie review five seconds ago. (laughs) It's that clownery, okay? It's that Hall of Mirrors type of feeling, you know? You're disoriented, you just, you know? Anyway, uh... Whereas, you know what's always stuck out to me uh, in, in Arrested Development? Uh, what's her name? She plays uh, the sister. She's, she's married to Ellen DeGeneres. I think she oh, still Portia is. Oh, Portia DeRossi? Yeah, Portia or whatever. I, I think she's Australian or something. But if you've ever noticed watching the show, she can't say anyway, the word anyway. If you watch, if you rewatch it, be on the lookout because she'll say in a way. She'll say in a way. Oh, she, she okay. can't say anyway. She can't say it. She I cannot didn't know she say she was Australian. I thought she was American. Yeah, she can't. She she hid every like the accent's great. Every but anyway, she just whooping her ass. <laughs> anyway, was beating Porsche ass. Just be on the lookout next time. It's something I noticed uh, before. But anyway, um, in a way, would you like to move on? Yeah, we have to. Track six, Southwest Voodoo, produced by Mike E. Clark. All right, uh. Flat six. Four! Oh, man. Malenko coming down the aisle! Seven minus. Sting me, baby. Now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You um, get these jungle drums and voodoo chants to open it up. Then you get into a, you know, record scratch voodoo running for my magic. And then the beat drops. And we I go like straight that, into the like chorus. I like that. Running for my magic. That, that was hard. 
I've, I think this chorus is hard, even though it's like, you know, I don't know what this is. Bronga shag, sugar wooga ba. Southwest voodoo's in the house. That's the chorus. It shouldn't have been though, because I think the pre-chorus, or I, I call it a bridge, it was hard. To, a head from a newt, a wing from a bat, a tongue from a snake, a tail from a rat. That was hard, and it fit the concept. Yeah, but like, that I, comes back around too. I like that yeah. as a pre-chorus. Yeah. Um, I was mentioning to Steve, I believe, that like some of this sounds like a little Onyx-ish at points. Oh, okay. Or Wu-Tang-ish. And I'm getting that again here. Um, I got that Onyx vibe from the chorus. The beat is like very Wu-Tang to me. Good beat. Wouldn't have sounded out of place on most East Coast rap albums between like 93 and 95. Um, I want to talk about the verses a little bit. So verse one, uh, you know, I, I once knew this kid named Louie Lou. He thought he could fuck with this voodoo. So I turned his head into a lima bean, then flicked it off his shoulders. It's funny, but it's not a complete rhyme scheme, and that drives me crazy. <laughs> You're going to get that, you know? Yeah, that kind of drives me crazy. So, like, that's where I'm getting, like, the minus from. And then verse two, grip down Werner on a, wind- on a windy night. You see voodoo scribblings in the moonlight, painted all on the city street. It's the ancient craft of gang banging. Same deal, not finishing the rhyme scheme, but I think this one works a little better. Then, hey, Jay, what's in the pack? A shrunken head and a shriveled scrotum sack. Gotta love like a shrunken that. head. I like that. Right. right, exactly. You think voodoo's fake? Come to the graveyard. I'll make the dead wake. Raise, raise, sugar booba, sugar boom ba. <laughs> Sleep yeah. no longer. Raise quick. Raise, raise. Sugar boom ba. And then the Wait, zombie talking about you fucking fuck bitch is the spirits, right? It's just... That's money, man. <laughs> it you was money. It was. That, it was. That showman shit, you know. Like this is also in the wheelhouse. Like in that horror wheelhouse, we're still kind of dealing with you know that occult imagery, and I think that fits that great Malenko dark carnival theme. So. We're back in carnival mode after two songs where I feel like we really weren't in carnival mode. Um, we are back in carnival mode for sure. Like without a doubt. Um, it's just that, you know, me, I stay away from that, from that, from that voodoo and and the shit, you know, you had an experience, you know, I don't blame you. Experience in that, in that hotel. Uh, well, I I believe that you know it was out. Man, we went to that New Orleans man, and, and you can and some ain't right. Okay, you know, hang that boy ain't right. Okay, that that city ain't right. There's something in there. Okay, now maybe I got worked by you know the lore, <laughs> you know, but it was it felt off. It was a little off there. What can I say? It was, it was off. But uh, you should have rolled with some juggalos. You would have been fine. Probably. Probably would have been fine, you know. I'm I'm surprised to hear. Uh, what do you give this a flat six? Flat six, but it's just because you know. I mean, it, they execute it well in terms of the concept. It's just the concept to me. I don't, I don't fuck with it. it you don't it, mess it, with it, it. okay? I don't I, mess I with it. You. you know, the beat's a beat. Not mad at it. Not moved by it. 
but it's there. Uh, Horror movie style, the, like you're not fucking with black magic like that. Oh, you know, you know about like we've discussed this off air. Like in terms of horror, then possession movies. I'll oh, keep me. I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I don't want to have to think about that. All right, that 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 exorcism. What is that. it real? <laughs> I mean, we don't know. You know, I don't think it's conclusive. So I ain't watching no shit. <laughs> I've so seen enough just, to know that it don't sit you, well. You think me. this is well executed, but it's it, you're trying to avoid this kind of energy. I I'm trying to avoid this kind of energy. Uh, but I will say, in terms of the energy they're discussing, it's it's amusing and it fits, you know. And I appreciate I the commitment. It, just most importantly, it's good music, like the beat and everything, the chorus, pre-chorus. It works as a song. It's not just dabbling in you know, iconography that I think is interesting, but I'll tell you what else is interesting. My oh, bag that? of clownish oh, tricks. <laughs> okay. I hope you I, I'm you not even going to attempt to. I don't want to try to pronounce his name. Is this oh, the I'll name try. of the group? Is this the name of a man? I don't know. Pere Ubu? Sure. Harry Ubu, we'll maybe? Alright. <laughs> yeah, this is track seven, Carnival from uh, Parade Ubu from Carnival of Souls. Okay. Uh, here we go. The monkey is loose inside my head. His eyes are green The coat he wears is red On the days that he talks to me This is what he has said Hang on Hang on Attack music, you know. Me, <laughs> oh, all right. That was a uh, that was interesting. Yeah, that was that was the that was the dark side of the clownish bag of tricks for sure. Um, geez. well, actually, which leads perfectly into one of my only other notes about the song, which is that i wish the beat was creepier and the delivery was darker and not so zany mm, you know okay. because while I, I i don't be dabbling in no voodoo i feel it's like it's not it a voodoo beat it's just like a it's not almost just like a east coast sounding beat from the early to mid 90s right and i feel like it could have at least been a six plus maybe because they nailed the content like the lyricism yeah. but like the beat the content really is very much in the wheelhouse of the kind of stuff i want from this album I do like the beat a lot, but the beat isn't a carnival beat at all. Right. Yeah. But. Okay. 
great job from them with the possum nipples and raccoon tongues and yeah yeah <sighs> anyway well you know what ICP said when they heard Mel's thoughts about uh southwest voodoo what they say leave us alone you fucking punk bitch <laughs> Probably. Or they shoved the fireball up my ass like they did to that guy in the song. Well, he was they a non shoving things up people's asses. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They didn't shove it. They launched it. They launched a fireball up his punk ass, and everybody heard him squeal. This voodoo shit's for real. Okay. I'm not a non believo I'm, I'm a. I'm, it's a cautionary I'm a, tale. I don't know no. what's going on. I don't want to know. It's a cautionary fucking tale, and the tales within it are often cautionary. It's, well, this is true. This is true. Well, I, I, I heeded, I, t- I took caution, which is why this is the flat six. So you, you, you got anything else? Nope. I just like it. All right. Well, we can go to track seven, Halls of Illusions, featuring Slash, produced by Mike E. Clark. So this uh, is the, the one slash, that uh, I could have put this in the deep dive last week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. rock and Didn't rap, know right? about the slash element until this week. We didn't know. Well, we know now. And uh, I also know now that this is apparently like a standout for people. It's one of them Oh, yeah, favorites. it's a cult classic for sure yeah. amongst, uh, you know, Juggalos and what have you. Well, best of love to the Juggalos. I'm not saying they tripping, but flat six. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. This is the respect that you give after we had two esteemed Juggalos join us on this program. I feel like Juggalos respect honesty. I'm not burying them. After potential Canadian Juggalo, Paul Zlobecki talked about this song in particular as a highlight for him. This is the treatment. (sighs) You're damn right it is. Six plus. Wow. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. You know what? I think I know where we might connect in terms of our feelings. Because based on what you said about Piggy Pie and like the little the metal edge to it, this was a yep. bit too rock for me. Me too. Okay. And I don't right, care yeah, about man. no slash. Best of luck to what band is that guy in again? Guns N' Roses? Uh, what, what is he in? Is, is that Guns N' Roses? Let me see. Slash. Is there Axe and Slash, yes. or am I just thinking of Demolition, Axe and Smash? Well, there's Axel Rose, right? Oh, that... yeah, in Guns N' Roses. Is he in Guns N' Roses, too? Yeah, he is. He is Guns N' Roses. He is Roses. Axe, axe and Smash, and then there's Axe and you know Slash, right? Ah, shit. I, who's Guns? Who? Billy? Guns. We got Roses. No, not Billy Gunn. <laughs> There's Guns and Roses. We got Axl Rose. I guess the, the yeah. mm, is, is, is could be Slash. Like Guns and Slash is Guns. Oh, he's Guns. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that's Swords. You slash guitar is, is a gun. You know. You know the fucking rock shit, man. And listen, hey, I understand. On, hey. Hey, wait, wait. Young Axl Rose is kind of fine. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. Mickey Free is not a girl. Okay, I'm looking at Young Axl Rose and I'm feeling things. What is going on here? I mean, look, all the ladies loved Axl Rose back in the day. Did they? Okay, I see what they saw. 
There's something here. Then, you know, he disappeared. He came back a little, you know, Mickey Rourke-ish, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Axl Rose ends mic toss tradition after a woman claims injury. She's got, like, two black eyes. How did the mic hit her to create two black eyes? Yeah, she punched herself in the face. All right. Oh, this is that Everyone's out for money in this game. Mules quality. Look, I understand this is a cult classic amongst the Juggalo community. Best of love to them. I like the concept. The concept is very much in my wheelhouse. I like the chorus. as. Let's take a walk down the hallway. It's a long way. It takes all day. Mm-hmm. But I don't love the song. And it's definitely like in that West Coast gangster rap vein again. You get a little Western movie harmonica in there. It just doesn't move me like the last beat where I feel like even though, you know, it's like the subject matter is what I'm here for. But the beat is not matching it as much. At least on the last song, I like the beat. You know, on this one, I'm not really crazy about this beat. I did, like, I did enjoy the uh, video game sounds that they brought in when they, like, they say Nintendo in Uh one of the verses, and you start to hear the video game sounds, like, synth music come in a little bit. Uh, Another one where I get, like, Kid Rock vibes at points. And... Yeah, the the just the heavy rock elements that get brought in bring me back to Piggy Pie, and I can't put this one over. I'm sorry, Juggalos, but I just can't do it. The rock elements are too heavy for me. Moves and Mel are rap, but we we we've never claimed to be rock, you know. Which isn't to say there is ro- not rock that that I like a lot, but in general, you know, I gravitate more towards rap. I know who I am. I know what I There's a reason why we're not just doing album rankings and we're covering every genre. Like, I'll freely admit, like, I I just, I'm, it's like not fair to review a genre where I'm not moved by like 98% of it. Right. You know. I feel like, you know, whatever genre you gravitate towards is the one that you should talk the most about if you're going to be critical. Yeah, because... I, can't, I can't imagine doing the, you know, Fantano approach of reviewing every yeah, album man, that comes out. Yeah, man, stuff, okay? Like, there's no way you know about all these different genres to this extent. You know, there's people who have specific, well, you know... Like you know, they have like specialties that they cover, whether it's you know it's pop music or there are rap and you know R and B critics and things like that. People who hone in on like very specific scenes. You know, well, I'm I, I I'm say... a fan of a lot of different kinds of music, and I can't talk about all the music I like. You know, critically, um, I would say. No, you can know about all these things through time, and re- but like, there's no way he cares about all of these genres, is what it is. It's like because if you listen to everything for long enough, you can probably point out like the different aspects of rock or jazz or bluegrass or whatever. But do you care about like I don't know a single person alive that cares equally about all genres, you know. Like, I probably like at least one song in every genre, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, I love, what, uh, house like I do hip-hop, you know? 
Like, You'd be doing a house podcast if that were the case. Right. I like because a lot of house, but it's this like... Shit, like, it, it flows very freely, and we've done it. You know, right. we spent years doing it before we decided to go behind a mic and start talking about it. So... Yes. You know, there's Look, I that love as house. well. I couldn't talk to you for eight hours a week about it, because I don't really... I just know what I like when I hear it and how it makes me feel, but I couldn't tell you how it's made or what makes good house or bad house per se, just to me. Like, I don't know the core elements of it the way I do hip hop. Right. You know? And if like, we if we were to cover it, we need to cover it exclusively to kind of learn that over time. Right. And if given a choice, say like January 1st, uh, the great Malenko walked in my room and he was like, all right, I'm going to give you a choice. Uh, you can either only listen to hip hop for the rest of the year or house for the rest of the year. Here's the thing. It's the best of the best from each genre, but you can only pick one genre. I'm going to pick hip hop because I just, there's more of it there that I like, even though I love house and it would be the best house. I would take the best hip hop over the best house, you know, based on what I currently feel and know about house. So yeah, when we say this is too rock, it's just hey, it's just how it's, it's too just rock. It's too rock. When I start yeah. talking about this, is making me think about listening to a kid rock album. It's not a good sign. Yeah, you know, and I and I know that I guess the seriousness of the record is you know, it's about these uh, assholes in the world. It's like these these uh these women beaters and stuff. But like the way they're screaming it at me is very unserious. Like I don't <laughs> I don't feel the weight. Um, I did pop for your death comes wicked, painful, and slow at the hands of Malenko because I because it's reminding me. All oh, right, the great Malenko, like he's he's lurking. He didn't go anywhere. Yeah, okay, no, he's I have no songs. problem with the lyrics yeah. on this thing. It's yeah. it's the music that like whether it's a beat that I'm just not feeling, or then when the rock elements get brought in heavy, I'm really just like twiddling my thumbs and wondering when the next song is going to come on. Like I just have no. <laughs> emotion towards the kind of music that's happening here. So you can't get by just on subject matter and interesting bars. If I'm not really feeling the music. So yeah, Yeah. I mean the music did them in here, but you know, we could turn things around if you want to reach into my (laughs) bag of clownish tricks. Well, I have a bag, too, for this one, actually. It's not Clownish Tricks, but it's an archival bag. But we're going to reach in this Clownish Tricks bag real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, Halls of Illusions. Oh, the Beach Boys, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Amusement Parks USA by the Beach Boys. Oh, brother. Can they top Elvis is what I want to know. They yeah. do, in my opinion. Really? Okay, well, let's check it out then. Let's take your car and do Amusement Park USA. The Palisades and South Marine Parks, the rolling coasters are flying. And you could be trying to fly in turns, I'll bet you can't keep her smiling. Park all day. 
slight edge to the Beach Boys. Okay, I'll give it to him. There, there's a Carnival him. Barker on there too, which we didn't get up to him yet. But oh, he's in there. He's in there too. Shout out to him. All right. It was his first appearance, and he's also on the Great Malenko. That's right. Oh, he gets around. He's 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 never out of work. The Carnival Barker, he's around. Uh, but uh, let me let me tell you something. You were singing it earlier, so uh, this part of the song. Now I like this part because it's catchy, and I clipped it down the hallway. Yeah, 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 check I it like out. That's good. That's good stuff. But I heard that and I realized something because we talked about this uh, in one of the guest spots about like who were the, the the celebrity juggalos, the secret celebrity. I found another one and I'm not even no surprised way. it's this guy because this guy has been trying to hide the parts of his personality he thinks are uncool for his entire career. I say he should let it hang out because this cadence is money. Come on. Tell me what we just heard wasn't basically this. That's a real one in your reflection without a follow, without a mention. You really. We fucking caught him, bro. He's a juggalo. Drake's a juggalo. Drake. Yo, I'm down with the clown, you know, but I keep that low because we can't have, you know, the, the, the tings knowing about that. They don't think that's cool. Yo, 40, hide my clown makeup. <laughs> Yo, 40, hide my Joker's cards. <laughs> Yo, every every time Rihanna came over, <laughs> Drake, what is that? <laughs> oh, that's just like you know. I'm working. No, she's got, a big a, uh, a she's a big Star them. Trek fan. Mel, did you know this? What you know what? But no, this makes perfect sense. She's actually a juggalo too, but he's so busy trying to be cool, which you know probably turned her off that they never yeah. got to connect over this. Little did he know he could have had Rihanna if he just admitted he was a juggalo. Wow. <laughs> the things we find out on this Mel, show. Can you look up Rihanna Star Trek? Yeah, let's do that. Rihanna Star... Oh, look at her in the shirt. That's a bad woman. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Yeah, Star Trek fans rejoice. Rihanna is one of you. Okay. Uh, let's see what this article is. This is go. Oh, no. ABCnews.go.com. I was like, what is go.com? Um, yeah, she says, uh, Star Trek has been a part of my life since I was a little girl, Rihanna said, in a featurette created to promote the movie. Um, my dad really is the one who introduced me to Star Trek. It just took me one episode to fall in love with this other world that I couldn't understand that I felt like I could relate to. I was always very curious about the characters and the storyline, she adds. You always felt emotionally connected to the characters and whatever they were going through. Listen. listen. She wrote the, I guess, the song uh, Sledgehammer. Or, or she, she performed the song Sledgehammer, I guess, for, for this uh, Star Trek Beyond movie that came out oh, years okay. ago. Listen. See, Drake, this is why you always be yourself. This is why they teach you this. When you when you first coming up and doing that puberto and they're like, hey, you know, like, how do I get girls? How do I make them like? Be yourself, bruv. Okay, you want to walk around like that Don Dada and Mafioso, and now look, bro, you don't got nothing, <laughs> hey, because you hid your Joker's cards. You hid your he Joker's a, cards, man. He had a vinyl Yo, of the Great Malenko. I just want to do like a like a big pimping video with Fago instead of champagne. <laughs> <laughs>
Hyatt Williams, big pimpin', yeah, just like the old times, or whatever he said. But in his mind, yeah. we know he was thinking about that Fago. The fallout yeah. between Drake and Wayne, it's not because, you know, Drake called the cops on his tour bus, as we discussed in the Carter Four review. <laughs> it's not because Drake fucked one of Wayne's girls while Wayne was in jail, which, you know, both of them have addressed in their career. Drake was insistent that Wayne stop pouring up with Sprite and start using Fago, and Wayne didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't care oh, about man. the jail stuff. He didn't really care about the girl stuff. But once Drake was trying to control, you know, what he was, what he was cutting the drink with, it was over. What am I supposed to do with this? It's too thick. <laughs> okay. I'm supposed to pour the syrup in. It's already syrup. <laughs> oh, you gotta, like, trust me, Wayne. You gotta just, like, you gotta shake it like this. Like, nah, nah, that's too many steps. It's too many steps. <laughs> we know about, we know about Wayne's history with knocking over cups, too. So he probably accidentally knocked over the Fago and was like, yep. ah, I guess we can't use and it. And Drake, Drake, you know, he's a good boy. <laughs> He was he was like talking about you know he shouldn't be smoking weed or whatever, right? He was he was pulling up with basically grape fago into Sprite, right? He almost slipped. He's like, yo, if you keep drinking that, you're not gonna make it to Shangri La. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what you talking about? Oh, nothing, nothing. I was like, you know, it's a bar I was working on. You know, not gonna make it to Shangri La. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, back in the day, it would have been Shagra. <laughs> okay. We know about him, all right? He's a secret Juggalo, and I wish he would just admit it, because Juggalos are cool, bro, as, we've, as we're as we discovering tonight. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, not, not much more to say here. Um, I... Uh, I can deal with like, you know, I'll rip your throat off and all that stuff because at least it's warranted here because they're talking about pieces of shit, you know, but it's a very on the nose record about like punishing bad people, you know, and it's just like, all right, shout out to anybody, though, who was on like the receiving end of some of the bad actions in this song that could find solace in the song. I could see how this would be soothing, you know, that like, you, you know, you're speaking up for those people. So, yeah, um. Oh, uh, yeah, I uh, I actually, final note, I appreciate the final verse because you could be like, oh, it's a half-hearted four bars because they just didn't feel like writing anymore. But if you say that, then you can't, like, try to vouch for, you know, y'all only get half a bar. Fuck y'all niggas. Because it's the same thing, really. Like, he's like, we forgot Mr. Bigot. Okay, dig it. <laughs> and just gives him two bars. I like that. I didn't mind that, but... uh. The song itself, I can live without it. So, oh, I can live without you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, you want to move on? Actually, no, uh, because okay. you brought that up. Can you look up "Love on My Mind" Freemasons remix? Um, Freemason. I tried to lead them niggas in 2010, okay, on YouTube. What is this? Love? Oh, mine. Just... Freemasons Remix. Just play through your phone. Who is this lady? It's this white lady featuring a man. I don't know. She Wilson. looks like Vanessa Carlton. 
a little bit. Or like Michelle okay. Branch or something like that. Shout out to Michelle Branch. Uh, where's she been at? <laughs> I don't know. I was talking to Cynthia Tree, so I haven't focused on any of the branches. Uh, here's what Moore's requested here. All right. It's. Oh, God! This isn't from my planet's bag of tricks, for the record. You'll know you'll know when to to stop letting it play. Big tune. Okay, now what I did <laughs> once upon a time it was a big tune, but it's a very small tune now. That uh is just reminiscent. It makes it makes me think of dark times. So uh but definitely at 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 once upon a time it was a big tune. Anyway, you know what was real let me go. You know where I was when I heard that? Where were you? Wendy's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were just now, keep in mind <laughs> this our song was already done. Okay. So um imagine like I'm sitting in Wendy's and then all of a sudden I hear, Oh, I can live without you. Oh, That's I can crazy. live with it. And I just thought to myself, What the fuck is going on? And I shazammed <laughs> it and that's how I know what it is. I see. Well, we had samples, um, we didn't even know the, who sampled. <laughs> That's what Moons and Noah are asking. <laughs> well, plenty of people. But shout out to uh, Sovey, the producer of that record. Okay. Yeah, Scatalane Linden switched to Sovey. And turned to Sovey, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pastors by Melvin Birch, produced by Sovey. Uh, and he was a yeah. fan of the record. A cooperative right. producer. Shout out to him. Yeah, you know, I uh, huh? I, <laughs> I went ahead and isolated because they're probably like, "What is like this? This what is these? What are these guys talking about now? You know, these these weirdos." Round up and, to and, donate. <laughs> what are you yeah, not at four ninety nine a month? Yeah, you probably don't understand. You don't what are you, what Jesse? Oh man, listen, folks, the non long con listener. Um, there was a time, okay, just, just, there was a time, and Mel was trying really hard, okay, and it didn't fucking matter (laughs) that I tried 
Nobody cared that I tried. But I, I will I will play them this. Because you know I got the session file. I keep the session file. I just took the beat out. And you're just going to hear Mel trying, okay? Because I tried. Probably damaged my vocal cords. I was in there crying. I had to record oh, got, on my you knees. You got the raw files out? Raw oh, sessions? Yeah. yeah, listen. They'll hear the hook. It's just the you raw. You find me in the car? Yeah. Well, I was in my room, but like... I was on my knees, and you know, sometimes when you on the, in the carpet, so like the, it's sinking into your knees, so you got like carpet, not burn, but like indentions. Because I've just been like, oh, I can't leave for like two hours, folks. Listen, to this. Oh, I can live without you. No more. No more of that. We don't need that, but Yeah, that was a time, okay? Uh, nice day they were playing at uh, <laughs> the Freemasons and Wendy's. It must have been when Wendy's was still cool. Now they just fucking play Fox News. Uh, at least the ones around here. They don't play no Fox News out here. It's just Muzak. And that came oh, on the Muzak. Oh. Well, no, that's music. Okay, that's good music. But I was shocked. You know, I almost, I almost felt like, damn, they're playing my shit, and then I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> how it's not even out yet, you know? Oh yeah, it was the Freemasons, okay? <laughs> they was, they was doing that stuff they be doing, but anyway, uh, shit, you want to move on? <laughs> no, I want to stay in the Hall of Illusions for the rest of my days. Yeah, I want to move on. <laughs> okay, track eight, Under the Moon, produced by Mike E. Clark. Six minus. Four! Ah! Malenko coming down the aisle! Flat six. Four! Ah! Malenko coming down the aisle! Weird case uh, here of the beat is definitely circusy, but the song is not circusy at all. Like, what are we doing here? Well, I mean, it's funny. My notes for this song are pretty similar to the previous song, and that, like, yeah, best of love to anybody who gets something from this. This does nothing for me, musically or lyrically. It's pretty much the same shit as last time, except the previous beat was a little more musically appealing. Like, I wasn't in love with it, but this is uh, I disagree. I, I like the descending circusy elements in this beat. The flow on here reminds me a lot of Piggy Pie again, so... Yeah, yeah. Not, not great. Vocals felt like they were mixed a bit low on here. And I'll say, like, there's definitely interesting elements to this record, but overall, I feel like it's not really clicking with me the way the other ones that I liked on here so far did. It also gets very chaotic at the end, like, very busy, uh, overcrowded mix as things start to descend into chaos towards the end of the record. So, yeah, not a lot to say about this one, but uh, didn't all the way do it for me. Mainly, you know, just... Just the beat I liked and not much else. And even that hey, uh, kind of got weird towards the end. This is the Tory Lanez classic. <laughs> this dude is locked down in jail. And he's, uh, did you pop for a uh, fuck you in the moon? Uh, <laughs> the youth uh, in me felt the angst, but like in all seriousness. All I can say is you know, I got fuck you in the devil, but it didn't pop me like fuck you in the devil from Oh, well, that's know? a classic. So, you know, that's a fuck you in the devil. Yeah, let me bring it in. 
What movie is this from? I feel like I've asked before, but I don't... Anyway. Fuck you and the devil! Okay, Hamilton introduced me to that. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm good on this. I mean, this man is in jail, and he's under the moon. Uh, metaphorically. And, uh... Yeah, but... I'll say this. Uh... Well, I'm gonna say what they said. Uh, Under the Moon is one of the three tracks that were not included on the original Hollywood release, uh, Hollywood Records release of The Great Malenko due to being too explicit alongside Boogie Woogie Woo and The Nedden Game. It's one of the more serious songs on The Great Malenko, an album of mostly humorous tracks. Because of this, Violent J decided to put the song in the middle of the album and at the end of the first side of the cassette release so fans who don't like serious songs could easily flip to the tape's other side and skip the track. Well, that's very considerate of him, but you know me. Fuck him. Okay, you gonna get this dark shit. <laughs> okay? Well, I don't funny think... enough, that's kind of what they do on the second half of the album, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you this, though. What we do, Mules and Mel, you know, we... Not to say, <laughs> in all seriousness, not saying fuck the fans, but if we remove something, it's because it's tonally inconsistent with the rest of the album, not because it's dark. Hence, remember when we took Window off of uh, Smile yes. for the Camera? Because it was just like... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was yeah, dark, but it was like a... On there now. Yeah, it was like, what is a Chelsea Wolf sounding song doing on, a, on an album full of, like, 80s synth pop, you know? So it's... We removed it. Not because it was dark, though. You know, it's like... People don't like serious songs. You're going to get these serious songs, okay? All right? Get serious, okay? But, yeah, six minus. I'm good. Shout out to the moon, I guess. Uh, you got anything in this bag of tricks? Yep. I got Defari clowns featuring dilated peoples. Defari? Oh, Defari. Yeah. Defari. Okay. All right. Uh Okay, I just gotta ask, will we be hearing Clowns by Charles Hamilton tonight? There's no Charles Hamilton tonight. No. <laughs> okay. It's probably for the best. We different already had to fight off the great Malenko. Yeah, different cult, too. Yeah. The great Malenko and Jack Splash? I don't know if we got the firepower for that, but uh, here we go. Clowns. Send in the clowns. Send them in, send them in. <laughs> send in the clowns. <laughs> And it's street music. Nothing like Before I ride, LA, Cali. It's going down right now. Worldwide. Yeah. We back again, trust me. You 06 cats get clowned for being crusty. Disgusting. Punchline stiff like statues. We're not laughing with you. We laughing at you. Not to be hostile, just venting. But you got cats who went plat that's still renting. Go against the grain, don't defeat the purpose. It's coming to town, bozo, join the circus. Junk mail, I'm quick to toss it. Trash like Kelly's trapped in the closet. Rappers are actors that play the part. Yeah. On a video of gangsta in the streets of Mark uh-huh. Never ever really want an old school fade Niggas security be thicker than pine made on waves I was a kid at the boys club or public pool You never came outside, you was a nerd in school You're a clown, a character I've seen around <laughs> I uh, got some Pusha T uh, from, what was the line? Like, it might as well have been Pusha T We just did that King Push, he was like I know guys that went plat that's still written or whatever the line was, okay? Stop pocket watching, all right? Leave people alone, all right? Whether they want to own or lease or, or buy or rent. Is that all the terms? Is that all the stuff you can do? 
I wouldn't know. I don't own anything. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, you briefly became digitized, Mel. Oh, brother. <sighs> Not digitized. Well, the audience will hear me just fine. I don't think the audio's ever been digitized when the file gets uh, rendered by Zencaster. But, uh... Remember, uh... Remember uh, when we were going to be uh, getting magnetized at the end of 2010? I'm sorry? You're sounding <laughs> digital again. Wait, seriously? Yeah, you were. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have... I see, this is what I get for invoking Jack Splash. All right. Do, do you, do you want to move on? Uh, no, because I just thought of Pusha T and Daniel getting into a beef and him being like, you got a dollar and 86. <laughs> Your bank account got 86. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Where is it? It's been a minute. It's... <laughs> this sounds like the guy, like, you're waiting outside the tent for one of the attractions and he just leans over unprompted and, like, whispers in your ear. I have a dollar and 86 cents. <laughs> He's actually there to scare customers into the circus so that they feel safer in there than they do outside. Right, than they do out there where that weird guy is, like, eating peanuts and telling you what's in his bank account. (laughs) All right. Um, You want to move on? Yeah. All right. Track nine, What is a Juggalo? Produced by Mike E. Clark. Mmm, six plus. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. I'm particularly disappointed in you, but seven minus, ding me, baby. Now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. Disappointed? Yeah, because I wrote in my notes, I assume Mel enjoys this because he didn't like that locks record get this money for not being enough of an explainer. And this is a great explainer of what is a juggalo. I mean... You know, they understood the assignment, as they say. Did they? You know, the, I think so. The beat's I mean, the cool. chorus. The beat's <laughs> cool. I think, you know, cooler than the last two beats, at least. And the chorus is, you know, it's exactly right where, what you need what you need from a song like this. Well, this is what you're always complaining about. They didn't tell me how to be a juggalo. Bro, they literally say a juggalo. Ask what it is. Well, fuck if I know. I don't well, know, but I'm down go. with well, the clown you... and I'm down for life. There you go, but he's I mean, yeah, at least they told me they didn't you. know. Yeah, okay, but you know, I meant to ask Steve about this because he was telling us like he kind of fell out of it when he said he met some other juggalos and he's like, they look like mechanics. And I was gonna tell him like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's he's a real juggalo then though because you know. If they're to be like, if this song is to be used as a reference, the juggalo, the, the creators don't even know. So he was right to not know. And based on the verses, which are kind of wacky and out, it could be a bunch of different things. There are great yes. juggalos like Steve and the HEC, and then there are other juggalos, I guess, where you just don't know they're going to well, be putting with, you know, their balls in your soup or whatever. So I, I want to focus on the closing bars of the first two verses. Okay. Verse one. What is a juggalo? A fucking lunatic. Someone with a rope tied to his dick. Then he jumps out a ten-story window. Then you hear that cartoon crash. Sound that... Yeah. Oh! 
And then the verse two closer, he works for himself, scratching his nuts. Ha. Oh, bro. What, what is, is a, a juggalo? A Hulkamaniac. <laughs> he power bombs motherfuckers into thumbtacks. People like him till they find out. People like him until they find out he's unstable. He sabooed your mama through a coffee table. And then you get the Joey Styles ad lib. Oh my god! Now, do I like Billy Go? Fuck yeah. Fuck okay. yeah. That's you know I awesome. pop for that, though. That was a 10 out of 10 wine. That, that was the, my favorite part of the whole look, song. Look, yeah. I already know these guys' stripes when it comes to wrestling. They are wrestling. And they are Sabu. Right. I mean, that's like their boy, right? Yeah, and RVD. Yeah, yeah so... I appreciate the shout out, and I know that these guys are real deal fucking wrestling fans. And shout out to the Hulkster, dude. <laughs> the Hulkster is a Juggalo for life, brother. Juggalo Hulk is is worthy of one more run. As a gimmick, yes. Bring them back with the clown makeup, and let them work that gimmick. Juggalo Hogan is amazing. All the Juggalo yes. maniacs, dude. Juggalos are Hulk maniacs, dude. So all the juggalo maniacs out there, brother, whoop whoop, dude. Yeah, add a add a part to like his his routine. He'll rip his shirt off. He'll start hulking up, and then he'll pour Fago on himself. Okay, yeah. and when he does the ear cup thing, the audience has to go whoop whoop. You know, all four all four sides of the ring. Okay. Yep. Come on, juggalo Hulk Hogan, make it happen. Okay, we need it. The world needs it. I'm typing it right now. Just see what pops Look, up. We got. We got Hulk Hogan, we got Hollywood Hogan, we got Fun B Hogan. But when are we gonna Bro. get Juggalo Bro. Hogan? Yo. Don't don't tell me it already happened. No, it didn't already happen, but we do have this. November fourth, twenty twelve, nine twenty nine AM. Insane clown posse. Much respect for keeping it real, my brothers. Much respect, much love. H H for life. Shit, bro. Yeah. Wow. He's Hit already down with shot. the clown. <laughs> now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's actually Hulk Hogan. Like, dude, they have the best discography in hip hop, brother. And Nash is like, whoa, dude. <laughs> Hold on. Now, do we I like Malenko? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I like Malenko. You're talking about the Fuji's Tupac, you know? You know, I'm thinking about black guys. No no disrespect to those Blizzard eyes, brother, but, you know, ICP dude. You know, they know how to work a gimmick, bro. <laughs> I would love just a one-hour conversation of Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash talking hip-hop. It's the only thing that could top rap rankings, okay? We need it. So and we also shown love to Jeezy and ICP. We know that for sure. Yes. We know that Hulk Hogan, in terms of hip-hop, Jeezy, ICP. Okay. Nash, we got Fuji's. We got a bunch of stuff. Um, who, who were they? Uh, who was it? It was, it was somebody else that was like they were listening to. When they well, were, look, Jadakus said, knife game like daddy cool. Okay. I don't like talking about Diesel that much, you know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of cheesy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, listen. <laughs> a juggalo is a lot of things. It sounds ultimately open to interpretation, which is the point of the song. Like, I'm not... 
going to be dense about it. Like, I get it. Yeah, it's it's a, the point is like, fuck if I know not they have no idea, but it's whatever you are if you're down with the clown. You know, they're saying, and, what uh, is a juggalo? A fucking lunatic. What is a juggalo? Hulkamaniac. They they answer certain things. It's, you know, really what it comes down to is a juggalo is a wild and crazy person. Well, here's a comment from Samantha Vajert six years ago on Genius.com, a.k.a. the bad website. She said, uh, juggalos are the name of ICP's fan base. Here, the duo give the listener a little bit more about them. Even juggalos have a different time, or a difficult time explaining what a juggalo is because they are definitely an intriguing and undefinable bunch. Well, that's a juggalo saying that. So Steve is for sure a juggalo because this is what Samantha said. You know, he had a difficult time. She had a difficult time. The, the creators had a difficult time. Ain't no definition. Okay. All right. But there's a lot of wacky stuff in here that is amusing. But six plus, it could go up because some of the juvenile stuff didn't work, the jokes and the violence, but some of it did. Okay, uh, the beat made me nod hard. Okay, it was with my favorite beat in, in many tracks, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, that video of Jordan, uh, you know, bopping back and forth to Kenny Lattimore on a team bus. That was how I caught myself moving when I was writing my notes. And I was to like, insane clown posse. Yes. I was moving like that. It's insane ground. So, like, if this goes up, it's because I'm going to hear another ICP album, get more takeaways, and be like, you know what? I have to like what is a juggalo now. It's time to put it over, you know? But until that moment, you know, I'm I'm good on, you know, busting on your macaroni and you're a stupid-ass, dumb fucking idiot and <laughs> all this other stuff. You, you feel me? Like, okay. Uh I laughed at the he'll eat Monopoly and shit out Connect for, and there's like a break. It's like, what is it? Ju- the fuck? Connect? Man, that shit is whack. And he's like, don't worry about my shit. Just rap, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> High CP, everybody. I, I, I dig the showmanship. I dig. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Six plus. Almost. I'm not mad at it. Uh, almost like it. Uh, but I know you got something in this bag of clownish tricks, right? I do, I do. I have the Beat Nuts. You're a clown featuring Biz Marquis. My, my old pals, the Beat Nuts. Because what is first... a juggalo? You're a clown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody can define it, but it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, let me just play this first. Here we go. You're a clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sock you and your man, man. If you don't know by now, blast. By now. 
Y'all small soldiers wanna blast back Like a wedgie, I'ma get up in that ass crack Be first, flip a concert in a rehearse You wanna spit, you gotta talk to me first <laughs> um, You're a clown That was uh, a circusy for sure Yeah definitely. I mean a merry-go-round yeah. Um I gotta ask, and I know it is no way it's in here because you probably forgot it existed. Mm-hmm. Is Big Clown by Sickening Thud in this folder? Big Clown. I don't even have that anymore. Okay, I'm pulling it out of Mel's bag of clownish tricks, which suddenly um, appeared Mel's, on my hip. Mel's bag of clownish tricks. You know they were they were warning us to not trust the great Malenko and the, the riches that he tries to bestow upon us. The lies that he tries to tell us. The great Malenko manifested this bag and he told me to open it. Okay. And I have to, I have to reveal the spoils. Okay. The great Melenko is here with big clown by sickening thud. <laughs> it fits. Hey, ICV fans, they might like this based on some stuff I've heard on this album. Here you go. like three years <laughs> what, the what the fuck were we on oh my god <laughs> what have I done with my life like, what in mind <laughs> everybody else was like freaking the fuck out about a Donald Trump presidency and we were just like making shit like that I was just in the back seat of my grandma's car in the garage recording <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, All right, the whole wow. world was on fire, and Mules and Mel were just on fake Coke. <laughs> fake Coke being fake Fred Durst. Uh, that that, that yeah. didn't make the album. <laughs> no, Go! <it> didn't. Go! <laughs> Oh man, dude. We may, okay. we have a whole album of that that didn't make the album, I think. Yeah, we do. We do. There's a there's a whole album's worth of outtakes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and we try had, with had everything the nerve we to do. hate the album. <laughs> well, the one person who heard it hated it. So, nah. one guy's an idiot. What are you going to do? Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, listen, sticking well, in no, the No, two people heard tracks. it. Jesse heard it as well. Oh, I don't even remember what he thought. He hated it, idiot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Yeah, listen, <laughs> nine tracks on the sickening thud. Let me see the nine scrap tracks, folder. Nine out of nine, man. Nine out of nine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nine out of nine. There are okay. These are like duplicates. Eddie Guerrero is a ten, bro. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, is a fucking oh, 10. Uh, he's he's up there. Now that's a good. Jesse one. Jesse gave that one. shit a six minus. Fucking. Well, Jesse ain't no re- Jesse ain't wrestling, so I wouldn't expect him. The songs that I return to on Sickening Thud are the last the three songs are, are, are classic. <laughs> last three I'll songs t- are incredible. I'm gonna say the final five. Okay. Wow. Actually, it might be track one and then five through nine. Two, three, and four. I don't know. I, they're just What's like two, there. three, and four. What are they called? Madhouse, right? Who's Next, and Ultra Violence. Uh, yeah. Ultra Violence is cool. It's not like a sound. Ultra Violence. Ultra Violence. Ultra Violence. <laughs> what's what's what, uh, what else? What else we got on there? Well, the Beatles are gay. I, I'm a fan of that one. DTA is my jam. I love DTA. What, how's right. that go again? Oh, uh, it's this. Uh, how does, oh, how does don't it go? trust anything, anything down, down here. here. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that blood feud. He's up there. Window. Though that it's a good blood feud is pretty hard. Blood feud is pretty hard. Blood feud is hard. It's hard. Play some Blood Feud. Fuck it. The Blood Feud. No, they can't have Blood Feud. That's it. That's how. Listen, okay? Folks, patrons, rather. We're not going to re-release this thing. But if you're a patron and you want this, You got to activate it. You got to... Yeah. You got to go the extra mile for it. If you want Sickening Thud, I'll I'll slide it to you, okay? But, yeah, that was a a time. The scrap folder has 29 things in it, but, like... There's like an unmastered demo and a master demo, so cut it in half. Yeah, it was like 14, 15 scrap songs, more than what made the album. Can you name some of those for me? Oh, this is a, this was a good one. Stupid Teens, that was good. I like that one. I don't recall thinking uh, that was good. What else we got? <laughs> uh, string them up, hashtag, or not hashtag, <laughs> parentheses, Big Boss Man. Um, that was one where I just basically made headshot over again, and it's like, all right, you did, you worked that gimmick already. Um, regicide, rear naked choke, lumberjack, a oh, fire starter. <laughs> Don't know the, re- no, the rework of bun heads. <laughs> we about to get it started. <laughs> uh, deal with it. Um. Records that were made before Sickening Thud was conceived that were like rockish, like You Make Me Sick and I Don't Know and As yeah. F. You make, you make Me Sick's not bad. I like that. I've always liked You Make Me Sick. That's a good one. That was my fake Nirvana. But anyway, enough about us, you know. Was, all right, the Juggalos, folks, okay? The Juggalos, all right? Juggle lugga lugga. They were saying Juggle lugga 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 Megan the Stallion, are you listening? Megan the Juggalo, are you listening? Wow. Because we know you're a secret Juggalo gimmick. We know she's like an anime nerd and stuff. It's possible, you know? Juggle lugga 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 Perform at the gathering, Meg. Okay. 
Listen, fuck these hip-hop fans. They're misogynists, okay? The double standards and such. They treated you bad. Okay, even my main man Drake took that pot shot for no good reason at you on Circo Loco. Damn near ruined the song. Right, and where's, where's the big old freak remix? You know? Yeah, where is he supposed to happen? Yeah, no, listen. Make big old clown. Go to the, the gathering, okay? We, we need Meg at the gathering. Let us book the gathering, ICP. Look, we'll I'm not saying some... I'm aroused at the thought of her in Juggalo makeup, but I'm not not <laughs> aroused at the thought of her in Juggalo makeup. <laughs> Juggalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugalugal
come here, guys, grab a chair. Don't mind me drinking my beer and my underwear. It's like we're really in like a depraved, sick, like this is a real haunted house. Like I feel like I'm in the house of horrors, you know, when I'm listening to the song. And then we get, you know, like that moment in verse one with the buzzing sound. Mm -hmm. We get, um, I'm a phantom. Listen to me. Ah! (laughs) That didn't do it. How about this? Ah! Oh, I'm so man. scary. They call me Joey Terrifying. Joey terrifying. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. No, you didn't. I was lying. <laughs> and then we Listen, get this zombie bro. voice that comes in, and you get this like farting noise in between. So there's this movie Spookies from the '80s, like one of the legendary mm. bad movies. But they were really trying to make something special with this movie, and it has some of the like most over the top practical effects you'll see like they wanted all the monsters in one movie and it was very ambitious and it was just it was not what it was meant to be but it's a glorious piece of shit and there's a lot of love put into it and there's these zombies that walk around and fart while they walk around that's what it reminded me of (laughs) um yeah everything about this is just awesome to me um you know the end where they, you know, they're leaving the final room of the house, you know, and the Barker is back talking about, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Mm -hmm. And you hear the door close, the couple escapes. I mean, the, just the attention to detail really took this one over the top for me. And it's about one of my great loves in life, you know, dark rides and haunted attractions. So seven plus it's tied with the, uh, What's the name of the record? Hocus Pocus for my favorite on the album. Nice. Listen, I love a good dark ride. Always have. Uh, my neighbor, who's actually, I mean, he don't live across the street no more, but we went to the Peoria, the fair, the Illinois fair when he was in town. And it was just like, it was a rinky dink dark ride in, in retrospect, but like, it freaked me the fuck out. And like, I was crying. And I keep in mind, he was like a year or two older than me. And he was all, he was so. I feel like I talked about this on the show before. Shout out to Riley, because we went and he was like, oh, my God, kid. Like, it's not even scary. I'm just like, because <laughs> it had glowing red eyes in it, bro. And you know about me and glowing red eyes. It, it freaks me well, out. You know about the glowing red eyes, folks, if you listen to the yeah. show. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is all. Oh, it's just so wacky in the right spots. Uh, when the beat dropped, bro, I'm back with my people. We're stomping around the caravan of weirdos, but it's nighttime this time. You know? Oh yeah, and this, and this definitely fits with that great Malenko vibe, and they're leaning into it so much that, like, you know, it's in line with all the stuff on this album that I really connect with. Yeah. Um, this hook, especially, man, I feel like a young me would have loved this. Because it's it's very nineties, you know. I feel like I'm five, six years old. It comes from within me. Like I, I just would have been walking around the house, but I wouldn't have known what they would have been saying. So I just would have been humming gibberish to the melody. <laughs> the house of horrors. Like it, it's it's you gotta love this thing, you know. And uh, what can I say, man? It's a it's a late. It activated late at night like headphones on two in the morning the laptop glow that's when it fully connected knocked the minus off i'm like yeah this is this is a joint this is a joint i'm taking this with me um 
remind me to send you an entrance animation, I believe from SmackDown versus Raw 2007. It was the DX animation. Because there's a move that Triple H does when they get in the ring and Pyro goes off. And he does like this weird little jig that has stayed in my head for like, what has this been, 16 years now? It's kind of what me stomping around with the caravan looks like. You know what? I'm going to find it on YouTube, clip it, and I'm going to put it on Twitter. And I'm going I'm to I'm soundtrack it to this. <laughs> okay? Because cause, cause I'm a... Uh... They need to see this. Okay? Part of the you reason know, I also I never to... forgot it. <laughs> What, what's um, what'd, you, what'd you have to do? Oh, and I was just going to say part of the reason I never got it is because the, the entrance animation was so fun to me. I would do it every time. And one time I was doing it. And at, at the same time I was doing it, my grandpa walked in <laughs> and like, I just like froze and I wasn't there with my little brother. And all he said was like, dancing like a white boy. <laughs> it was literally a 10. The moment was a 10. Okay, but he wasn't wrong. It was the animated Triple H. He was a white boy. Yeah, that's all he said. It was hilarious. But anyway, uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, What what were you saying? We we have something in the bag of tricks here. And I was saying I had to bring in something appropriate for this song in particular. So this is from the soundtrack to the Toby Hooper film, The Fun House. This is carnival music. Okay, by John Beale. Okay, yeah, who did this? All right, check it out. Like the great Malenko is not lurking. It's just a good time, you know? Gotta watch the fun house. Same director as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, I guess it's fun house is probably not so fun. It's fun for me. Well, probably fun for you to watch. I'm talking about the people in the movie. Fuck those people. Somebody gonna get killed. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga gonna die. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, man. Uh what can I say? Uh flat seven. This is like, you know, this is this is this is what I came for. Stuff like this, man. Um yeah. if the whole album was stuff like this and hocus pocus, I'd be in heaven. These would be my no, guys all the way. And like <laughs> no. you know, spiritually I feel like they are still my guys. But musically it's hit or miss for me. I I don't love their music, and I don't hate it. Or yeah, yeah, they're my guys though. Like I'll tell you right now. I mean, we got more track. They're my guys. I found out. We found out this week. Okay, 
I ain't got no problem with ICP. They're good in my book. Okay. The Juggalos no. are a great bunch, and ICP seem like they would be uh, good friends of Mules and Mel based on some of the stuff that they're into. So, Listen, Look, will even we be, like, you know. Will we be at a gathering, you know, 2025? Let's see. Mules meet and greet goes global. Yeah, featuring the HEC, you know. You got Mules, Mel, maybe Jesse, the HEC. I can hear him now. Uh, I ain't going to no gatherer, okay? The fiance ain't going to like that. He'll probably be on punishment because he'll catch him with the cam girls. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, he tells he tells her that, you know, he's going back to New York to visit his parents, but he's really going to the gathering. Oh, wow. He sneaks out. Sneak out style. All right. Sneak out style, yeah. Man will be like 50 doing sneak out style. <laughs> he comes back you know, in full clown makeup and she's like, you went to New York? He's like, yeah, New York. <laughs> okay. You don't understand. This is, this is from old Harlem. Okay. This is what we used to do. I never talked about it. Cause you know, that was back then while we bringing up old shit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, Jesse, we're just clowning around. Yeah, just some boys clowning around. <laughs> yep. Um, and on that note, uh, my final note, stretch your nuts back and fling them up your butthole. So far, yeah, stuff sure like that on the album hasn't worked. It worked here. Okay, so. I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be sure to do that. Just give me a minute. Okay. I've seen it happen. Not All right, no, we gotta move it, on. But I've seen. Okay, let's just move on. It's We're anatomically on. possible. So I'll say, let's move on. Ain't no possible. Let's move on. It's, it's possible. Oh yeah, I've seen it. All right. Uh, yes, I have seen it. Um, <laughs> track eleven, "Boogie Woogie Woo," produced by uh, Mike E. Clark. Um, six plus. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. You ain't Jug. Oh, I'm Jug, okay. Oh, you're Jug now, okay. Well, I'm Jug. I'm I'm pro Jug, is what I am. I may not be Jug myself, but I'm pro Jug. Are you willing to make sacrifices like I did for the Jugs? <laughs> well, I haven't been in a position to do that yet. We'll find out. Well, what if someone tells you it's either me or the Juggalos? What are you going to tell? It depends them? on who's telling me that, though. You know, right, right, right. Like if my dad says that, it's like, ah, oh, man, sorry, Jug. You gotta go through dad. Gotta go with my dad, you know. Yeah, but what if a friend you haven't heard from in years started making these demands of you? And I'm probably sticking with the juggalos. I mean, it depends what, on the friend. What though. if like, what if a girl that you just started seeing brought it up and was like, "The people I just like can't tolerate are juggalos. Like, there's just something so wrong with them." You know, could you stay in the relationship if she was anti juggalo? I'll put it this way. If it's Shorty that works at Asia Grill, I might got to leave them juggalos alone, man. That's that's a cold piece of work. <laughs> Sorry to say that. So, listen, we're not you know, we're not judging by the piece of work. We're talking about the content of their character. Do you wanna really wanna, you know, lay lay your head down with a with a a bigot? I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean maybe she's uh hold on. Maybe she might not be a big O. She might be hold on. Clown 
phobia. What is it called? Ain't no phobia. That's like saying, oh, look, cool. It's okay. It's okay. Like the thing about Boosie is like he just has homophobia. He just has an irrational (laughs) homosexuality. Yes, it is. One is bigoted because of they're both lifestyle lifestyle. choices. Uh, the people, I mean, most clowns ain't wearing clowns all day. They put the, they put it on and they take it off. If it know? was socially acceptable, they would. They would. <laughs> and some of them get to do it professionally, and they do wear it all day. Are you back, Mools? I think I'm back. You, you dropped out. It was a it was a cool cool rophobe who was too much clown talk. They couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, you were defending clowns and their right to wear makeup all day long. Yeah, it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Uh, well, listen. I'm sorry, but I might gotta see it through a little, baby, because she, 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 you know, you feel me? I, I might have to listen. Hopefully, the the juggles are a forgiving bunch. So if it turns out that she weak, then I'll come back and be like, I'm sorry, y'all. I just had to see what I, I had no, I had nothing since 2012. So, so if she, if she tells you, I heard your little show, and that guy Steve and H E C. They're just like all the other juggalos. They're disgusting. Oh, I'd be upset. Gonna, Boy, would I be You're going to sit mad. there and let her talk about them like that? No, I'd be like, now look here, bitch. All right, I'm not going to hit you because I'm a juggalo and I heard the records about domestic violence and I want to make it into Shangri-La. But you're not going to talk about my friend Steve and HGC that way. <laughs> okay, And I'll, maybe maybe I'd be so firm and direct that she would respect it and she would become a juggalo. And we can all be happy. Okay. Like Mel, you're only not hitting her because you want to make it a shine girl. I'm like, no, I'm already naturally not. A, I've never been in a fight. You know me. I don't be swinging, swinging, Look, and punching, Matt and Riddle striking. Says, and... You know, weed is the only thing keeping him from hitting his kids. So. Who said this? That'd be Matt Riddle. Oh, we fucking know about him. Okay. Oh my god. He really said that. Look it up. I'm afraid to, but. Uh, Matt Riddle, weed hitting kids. Oh my God. (laughs) Matt Riddle, and I quote, marijuana probably keeps me from beating my three kids. Oh, uh, uh, what, what kind of... Why would you say, why would you admit, why would you feel that way? Why would you behave that way? Why are you wired that way? Why would you admit that publicly? Like, you know, if it wasn't for the doja, I'd be beating the shit out of my kids. Like, like what? All right, man, I'm, I don't, he needs some ICP in his life. All right, he needs to get right. He's clearly fallen victim to the great Malenko. All right, Great Malenko promised him a wrestling career, you know, rats and making towns and superstardom. Yeah. And oh god, okay, that's why. Yeah, Randy Orton will mentor you, kid. We'll just give him a career-ending back injury a couple months into it. Oh god. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? Are we doing? Uh, yeah, boogie woogie woo. Did, I don't even. Did we get ratings? I don't even. Yeah, I, I gave my rating flat seven. Did you get your rating? Let me see. Oh, you no, you uh, here. Now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. Flat seven. I gave it a six plus. For us, mm. Malenko coming down the aisle. 
Uh, yeah, boogie, woogie, 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 woo. You know, fun chorus. You get this cool audio clip up top from the Grindhouse film, uh, I, I Drink Your Blood, I believe. This beast that lives out of the raging storm in the dead of night, the ravenous, blood-sick creatures searches for its sacrifice. Through the hideous darkness, it lurches, driven by death itself. Only the satisfaction of slaughter will cause it to return to the darkness from which it came. You get this cool, synthy West Coast beat. The rhymes are pretty much in line with the kind of horrorcore bars we've been getting on the last joint. We even hear from the carnival barker again, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the one and only boogeyman. He creeps, he hides, he sneaks, he slides. If your little <laughs> feetsies are hanging off the edge of the bed, you're running on stumps, motherfucker. And I love how... Uh, Verse 2 opens up. Does the boogeyman really exist? Well, is your mother a bald-headed freak bitch? Yes. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> then the I barker mean... <laughs> keeps popping up, man. The barker's back. The world-famous boogie-woogie-woo will come to you. Slumber parties, sleepovers, intimate nights, whatever the occasion for the midnight hour. He will gladly come, come and, and come fuck and that, fuck shit, that up. shit up. <laughs> this I mean, is a what's fun record. Is... What's not like? What's not to like about this one? There's a lot to be amused by, and I mean, I, the, the 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 mother ball headline didn't do anything for me. And this but... is right in line with the stuff you know in the in the clown wheelhouse we've been getting the Malenko style. Yeah, it is. It's in the Malenko style, but you know what it came down to? I realized it's like, um. Well, let me bring this in because uh. A 97 interview, ICP's website. Violin J said, uh, according to genius, not that they would lie, Boogie Woogie Woo is about me, the boogeyman. Longtime jugglers out there now uh, know that I have many nicknames. The juggler, the stalker, the dead body man, Santa killer, and more. But now you can tack the boogeyman to the list. He's a regular mules, all these nicknames. <laughs> yes, I know that's been done thinking, before. Like, these guy, <laughs> this, both of these guys are just waiting to come on to Rab. And get oh, another man. new name. You're welcome. Okay. The door is the door is so open for these guys. Please, you're more than welcome. We got more names for you guys. I think that's what's going to attract them here. We got more names. I know we said we ran out of nicknames, but that's for patrons, not for artists. <laughs> so, yeah, he said, uh, add, tack the boogeyman to the list. Yes, I know that's been done before. In fact, it's been done a million times, but so has your mom. <laughs> yeah, listen. Him saying that, it's like, yeah, no wonder I feel the way I do. And it's too many boogeymen out there, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like a boogeyman, I mean, they did they did the character, the like, justice. I mean, it's a fun record, but it's like, you know, the boogeyman. I mean, a movie just dropped, or it's about to, the boogeyman, you know? It's like, you know, the boogeyman. I will say this. This song would have been hard. I pictured it at, like, the beginning or the end of like a kid's scary movie in the nineties. I feel like this will be a stinger on a VHS, like this boogie woogie. Wo- like I, and I would have loved it. Like I would have watched it every time, but like, look, I'm 30. I can't boogie, be boogie. I'm 36. Boy. Okay. This is, this is good shit. Boogie oh, woogie. Woo. I kind of want to do dances to it. Freak man dances. You're denying your, th- this whole season, maybe, <laughs> but definitely this review. You've been denying your own your own true feelings due to some 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 kind of clouded uh clouded judgment that you've been facing. I don't know what I don't know, nothing. Okay. Look at, listen to them crickets. 
chirping away. Oh, yeah, they're, they're cricketing. They're cricketing. All right, for sure. This might be the season of crickets. I, I don't, we've done all these seasons. I mean, yeah. it's since 29th. I don't know why this, they're like closer to the, I mean, I'm on the, it's a two story. I'm on the second story. I don't know. It, maybe it's up on the balcony or something. Like, I'm going to find out. Have you ever noticed when you get close to the cricket, it stops cricking? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is a defense mechanism. I'm a, Probably, I'll yeah, know if I'm close because it'll stop. You know? Yeah, survival. It's going to die. It's going to die. <laughs> okay. Because I got a show to do. But, um, yeah, listen, I ain't in the In fact, uh, you know, I, I looked in the mirror this morning in, in preparation for the review, and you know what the mirror said to me? You may not know it, but you're taking some major steps toward developing your own clown identity. Okay, ain't no denial. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm jugging. This might go up six plus. You know, it could go up to a seven one day. For, for now, it just kind of felt like more the same. Not, not like diminishing returns, but just like filler to me. Um, I don't know why this would have got cut from the. They say it was like too violent. This is like very goofy. Like I don't. Yeah, it's violent, but like goofy violence. Um, yeah, there's arguably stuff that was worse if they were looking for you know, the worst defenders on the album. This isn't one of them. Yeah, I mean, come on. Tie you down, chew your fucking toes off, and then spit them out. I would honestly expect them to want to get uh, Hallelujah out of there because of the religious connotations. Oh, Hallelujah? Well, we're going to talk about that, obviously. Oh, we need that. We need Hallelujah. Uh, Yeah, he ate the toes and spit them out and said, wash your feet, bitch. That's... That's humorous. I like that. <laughs> okay. But uh, six plus for now. That's all I got. So Flat I know you got something, though. You got a bag. Okay. And it's got clownish yes, tricks. My clownish it. bag of tricks continues to amaze and enthrall the audience. And this next one is from Nicky Minaj. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's actually uh, French Montana featuring Nicky Minaj freaks. <laughs> wow. All right. Here we go, then. Lights up the fire, you know we get higher. Rolling up loud, real niggas moving quiet. Like it, then I buy it. Donkeys on a diet, bringing all my jewels. I ain't know I started riot, riot with the blicker, messing up makeup. You blowing up a phone, she ain't trying to pick up. Drinking out the bottle, Melina with a model. I throw a hundred racks up, you think I hit the lotto? Riot with the wolves, I ain't talking Minnesota. Shorty coming over, go and bend it over. Let me plank on it, put a drink on it. Heard you a freak, put my name on it, Montana. Huh? Speaking of which, I got a text message today from Famous David, and he sent me a article about the movie Freaks on uh, the New York Times, talking about uh, disability representation, why the 1932 movie Freaks is a touchstone for disability representation, though it has its detractors, scholars, and advocates have largely, oh, they're trying to make me sign up for a New York Times. Look, uh, it's in the fucking paper, but we talked about all that. 
in the audio commentary on Patreon. So we beat the New York Times by uh, only about eight months. Wow. Well, look at us. Okay. I think it's time for them to start showing us respect. Okay. Oh, you think it's time for that? I think it's time. You know, well, I've contemplated. I'm, I'm giving them one more season. Okay. Oh man. All, All right, right, one more season. There's one more thing I have to do. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you, you heard from Wolves. I guess you get one more season to to not show us respect. That's right. Uh, Come season 15, anyone not showing us respect will receive disrespect. You will receive a visit from the great Malenko is what you'll receive. Okay. The fourth Joker's card? The fourth one. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't going the that far. One. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm going that far. You got to go that far. Uh, all right. Well, we got to go that far. We got to go all the way to the end of this album. We do. So let's, How are you let's holding up? It. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. You know? I'm not running on empty. I'm not either. I'm interested, you know, trying to wrap my head around this whole thing. So, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, so far, better than the Pusha T album. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. Y'all would rather listen to clowns. Yes, yes, Pusha T. <laughs> we would. All right. Um, Y'all would rather listen to clowns like it's a circus. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. You're just you're. You act like so, you should be a clown, Pusha T, and maybe it would it would excuse some of your clownish behavior more. You know. Anyway, uh, what do we have next? Uh, track twelve, the Nedden game, produced by ICP and Mike E. Clark. Apparently. Yeah, so we know we uh, know now what Ned Nedden is, right, Mel? Yeah, I looked it up. It's their slang term for vagina. Basically, yeah. which I don't. I was trying to figure out the etymology, like what, Nedden. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where, like, where that came from. But hey, what's your rating on this one? Uh, you know, it's funny on the phone. You were saying like, like beginning of the week, like you thought I was gonna like this one. Uh, five plus four. Uh, wow, Malenko coming down the aisle. I yeah. understand. Seven minus, sting me, baby. Now, now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. This is the thing about this one. First of all, the beat from the last song almost blends into this beat. And you, you get this kind of like baseline heavy beat here uh, to start off. And we get this game show host. Meet contestant number one. He's a schizophrenic serial killer clown who says women love his sexy smile. Let's find out if his charm will work on Sharon. Sharon, what's your question? Then Sharon comes on. And this is like the structure of the record. You got the host. You've got the contestant, Sharon. You've got ICP. And, you know, they're playing this, like, dating game. But it's very lewd and explicit. And, you know, all the kind of stuff we've heard from them throughout this album. Now, I'm going to say this. I really like the concept of the record. There's one line in particular that I think like 
these like horrorcore rappers and these like shock and awe rappers always talk about pedophilia because it's yeah. like the one thing that's I think like always just like yo like that's like the most line steppy. Hopefully, shit no matter say. what, will always remain shocking. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. You know, uh, Violent J in verse one saying, you know, for only 13, she got some big tits. That gets a real, uh, just like a a no for me. But in general, I understand the point of all of this. Like, it's the crazy, explicit, psychopathic version of the dating game. Yeah. And, you know, it works. But it could work much more, in my mind, with, like, a better rapper at the helm of this concept. Oh, is that is that the thought? Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, Just, well, like, I don't know. What if this was, like, a Red Man and Method Man song instead? And it's a dating game concept record. It would be less wacky, but probably more enjoyable for me. Right. Like, do you enjoy the concept of it? Like, the conceit of the record itself? Do you think that, like, it's a novel gimmick and song structure, I guess, to, you know, like, go with, like, okay, we're going to structure this like an actual, you know, game show as opposed to, like, a record record? Yes, but what they chose to say is not is not my shit. I don't need this in my I life. I feel you. Um, of course, like the the beat fits game. the game show dating game kind of concept. I think too. Yeah, mu- music box ass beat. It's juxtaposed with the outrageous shit. Um, it's another one. I don't see why it would get cut because it's clearly meant to be goofy. Like, but uh i'll i'll admit this was the first time in the album i can see why it got cut you know for only 13 she got some big tits oh well, i mean there's that yeah <laughs> there's that uh this was the first time on the album where i actually felt embarrassed listening i had to roll the windows up i was a little embarrassed as well but yeah in in public driving around yeah. to this but at home i was able to lock into it more you know okay yeah, I mean, this was the experience that, you know, the world led me to believe I would be getting for the whole album. Yeah, dude, in you my know? notes, I said this was technically what I thought this whole album was going to sound like. Yeah. At least ver- you know? verse-wise, you know what I mean? Right, and I'm glad it didn't. I didn't expect um, the whole album to sound like the dating game, but, you know, this just over-the-top cartoonish misogyny, basically. Yeah. Look your mama in the eye and tell her, fuck you. Hurry up, bitch. I'm hungry. I smell spaghetti. I'm like, okay. No selling it. The whole time. Yeah, 13 year olds. And I'm I'm really just taken more with like the concept and how it was put together. And I think they really hit their mark there. I, I would want a little more from the verse portions. If not from them, then maybe from someone else. But. Uh, definitely a brilliant conceit that like gets over mainly on that and the music than like what they're doing on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I mean, only other note here is I'd grab your titties and stretch them down past your waist, let them go and watch them both spring up in your face. We just did this with testicles into a butthole not too long ago. So it's like, 
Okay. All right. They're oh, defying gosh. the laws of physics. Okay. I don't see what the problem is. Uh, I've I've seen testicles go into a butthole. Um, like the person's testicles into their own. Folks, we're going to move on. But before we do uh, another, you know, explicit man and a man referenced by our very own, the HEC, this is RA, the rugged man, laugh, clown, laugh. (laughs) All right, here it is. Hurry, hurry, step this way. The strangest sights on the island. Ricks from the four corners of the world. What two nickels, one dime, a tenth part of a dollar. We've got the show if you've got the dime. Out the pissy alleyway, side of the burnt building. Heroin addicts and the rats in the size of small children. Chilling with a snaky ass, dirty ham hole. Fat wigger white chick, grinding me, giving me a lap dance. To Luchini can't blow. My ex-girl mama used to call me White Sambo. I'm like, bitch, I'm an artist. Call me Vincent Van Gogh. I get Louis Farrakhan dating the platinum blonde I get skinheads bowing to Mecca and praying to Islam I can't afford Drake's Swiss beats or a Timberland track But I can rip any rapper to just a kick in the hand clap I punch fans, I punch kids, I punch females, I punch cops I spit punch lines, I don't need to punch clocks If pop, I'm the verbal resurrection You a sellout, take them tight pants off and take the gerbil out your rectum How you gon' flip the script without having a premise? I'm a hooligan like James Conn's son with Alan the Chemist You could get your teeth taken out without having a dentist I'm a white White man dingo, the white black African menace. My background dancers are both whack. Drunk as shit doing the period. They look like Josie Love on crack. Do it. Welcome to the fun house. The fun house. What? One of the first beats I ever made. <laughs> There's a noise in it that's uh, very similar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, here it is. Um, not saying it's as good. It it sucks, but this shit. <laughs> this uh, this should be on uh. The like, ICP the Great Malenko video game for PS1. Honestly, this is what like half of Tyler's beats sound like to me. <laughs> and they say his beats are good, so. Yeah. I'm a fucking walking paradox. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. We know about you. Alright. <laughs> oh, man. That was made in this very room in 2007. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> well, at least you're still getting good use out of it. <laughs> it's crazy. At the, there's no way you could have, like, burst into my room in 07. It's like, that beat you just made, you're going to play on this thing called a podcast about insane clown posse when you're 30. Okay? <laughs> and I would probably just look at that person like, is that a good or bad thing? And what just the be like, fuck is a podcast? That's my f- <laughs> well, motherfucker, my first question to you is, what the fuck is a podcast? My second question is, you want a glass of wine? <laughs> oh, man. Kevin Nash, brother. One day. One day we're going to get him on this program. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I, it'll be complete when he like he he hits us with like a a backhanded compliment or like a burial. You know, he's like, you know, you guys are kind of wacky, but you know, it's a nice little thing you got going here. You know, it it could be a draw. Laugh, you know, it's it's good. Make people it's feel important. good about themselves. You know. <laughs> You know, laughter is the best medicine. You know, you ever see Patch Adams? Oh, shit. You know, I was telling Scott, you laugh, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, help. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, God. You want to move on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Track 13, Hallelujah, produced by Mike E. Clark. Uh, Six minus. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. <laughs> you know what? Six minus. Mules and all connect. For us, Malenko coming down the and aisle. Look, this is not my forte. Okay, get my Drake drop ready. Okay. This is a song, you know, about them crooked preachos and whatnot. Not my business, folks. Not any of my business. All right, well. By the way, I'm Jewish. And I'm going to mind my Jewish-ass business. But I'm going to say beat is weird. Feels like it splits the difference between like the album's West Coast production influences and some other kind of electro shit we haven't even heard yet. I don't really love either, you know, and this ain't my fucking business. That's all I got. Um, The audience might be confused because earlier I was like, oh, we need this. When I said that, I not the record itself, but the uh, you know the subject matter, the the sentiment of the record. Well, what were but, you saying about you know Pusha T and Jill Scott earlier? Uh, what she was over over singing and oh yeah, the message, right? Yeah, like how it's I agree with the sentiment, but like yeah, and I I, I don't, don't have it. anything to say about the sentiment. Okay, uh, if you don't if you don't want them pre-chos dancing all up in the videos, okay. <laughs> Come to Jew Row. Yeah, listen, we need the sentiment. We don't need the record. Uh, I'm back to not being embarrassed, which is a good thing. Um, it actually only happened on one record on this whole album. You, you heard it in the previous track. Uh, but this is very on the nose. Uh, it's like a Kill Bill type of siren in here. I mean, we got this uh, way back in, I don't know, what's that, like season five i think we did uh you know born center and call had that skit you know pastor kearney thomas you know he was a uh, personal prayer package <laughs> you know he was selling that it's the same thing we know about these televangelists and the prosperity gospel and the scammers i support calling them out musically though i don't need this right when it comes yeah. from cole or big crit it feels like it's i don't know just coming from a place where it's a little more uh, in line with the kind of content I expect from them. Right. And this is like, come on, man, let's go back to the house of horrors. Let's run through it one more time. Oh man. Well, yeah, I mean, funny little interludes from like the, uh, the reverend, like curing this, this kid, but like fake curing them and, you know, fast the collection plate and all that, but I don't need this as a record. I don't need to listen to this thing. I do like the skit at the end, though. Okay. Were they ordering that food, chitlins, and whack eyed peas and all that? Yo. Hey, yo. Here's skits. another thing. Well, I think. What'd you say? 
one of the better skits, even though it's not going to be a good song skit. at all. It's a good skit. Um, here's another one. There's another shorty that if she had me pick between her and Juggalos, I'm about to go with her. There's this place called Amber and Marty's Filling Station in Washington, Illinois. And I don't know. What she is that? Be one listening. of those like exotic hangouts? No, it's for, just like, like a swingers diner. and stuff. No, it's just like a mom and pop diner. Okay. Oh, it's food. It's food. What's I it called? Food. <laughs> Amber and Marty's filling station. It's like owned by swingers and like come get your holes filled. No, it's it's food. It's food. You know, they sell like country fried steak and biscuits and gravy, things of that nature, you know? But uh yeah, it's man, it's a uh, yeah, I would uh yeah. I would drop to one knee, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, enough about her. All right. I can't. I can't talk to no girls because I'm broke and destitute, and I don't like. I don't want to bother them with my state, you know. So I just. I don't say anything, but uh. uh do you? Do you? Uh, do you? Did we open the bag of tricks yet? We still have to open the bag of tricks, and in this bag, we have Bay Area rap from the 90s, 415, Sideshow. Oh, Bay Area. Okay. Shout out to my dad and my stepmom. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hanging out around there right about this time. You know, well, so. hallelujah. Hell, hallelujah. This goes out to them. It's Sideshow. Wait, wait, cut this shit, man. This ain't no motherfucking sideshow. Rich, kick the sideshow. It's a Saturday night, my girl's acting real shitty due to the fact I just left Campbell City. Straight lace in and some Vogue's on the point. On my way to the town, they get a doja joint. Pushed it to the seven to get some dank, hit the liquor store to cold get drank. And now I got my doja, sipping on nitro. Peace, play boy, I'm on my way to the sideshow. Down Bancroft, to the light, let me warm it up. I hit a donut tight, there's a Chevy on my side, window straight to it. I think he got hype when he saw me spinning. I'm up out of there, sideways to the next light. Vogue's kind of smoking, but Zena's still tight. I'm at the side. Show, playing and playing. Music on hit, head straight swaying to the sounds of the 415 and the Lokester. Girlie on the corner on jock, so I approached her, spoke real sweet and said, Hey, what's happening? She said, Double R, is that you rapping? I said, Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, a new drop? <laughs> she said, she Double, said R, Double R, is that you rapping? rapping? Oh, man. Okay, hold on. That was a hit, by the way. I was I was jamming. That'd be crazy. Doom, doom, doom. And listen, I hope one day I love something as much as West Coast rappers love rapping about like the corners they're turning. Oh, you gotta, you gotta taking like sixty percent of the verse just to describe the driving maneuvers. Please keep doing it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. It's just like I pulled a left on something and something and something and something and something and something. Then I pulled a right. <laughs> like, yep, keep pulling, keep pulling. <laughs> left, right, stop. Okay, b- fucking blow the stop signs. Do whatever you gotta do, but for the love of God, keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> 
We need a West Coast album where they never get out the car. They're just driving the whole album. Give me, give me songs where the majority of it is just directional shit. Okay, send them to us. Just new genre: directional raps. Directional raps. We know about buttery. We keep inventing the new because if rap's not going to innovate, we gotta dig and and say, wait, this is something that's existed this whole like the French, bro. The French, there was no film noir, bro. It was mm. just fucking American idiots making movies. <laughs> All right? Broke fucks. Who ended up, you know, they had to use natural light, and voila, it looks great. But, you know, that black and white. Listen, there ain't no film noir. It was some French people who were like, oh, the Americans, they make film noir at this time. And then oh, all of a sudden, man. it's film noir. You know? <laughs> It's a movement, and they didn't even know they were in a movement. And that's the thing. A lot of these movements now, oh, we're making New York drill. No, you're not. <laughs> you know, you, you say you are, but you're not making no New York drill. Mm-hmm. You're making just... something that doesn't exist yet. We got to dig it up. Right, right, right. Listen, they're they making film gnaw now, okay? I've seen some bad stuff, all right? And it's, no, trust me. Nah. Yeah, film nah. All right. Uh, But not us. Well, it's true. They're shooting on digital mostly. No, we don't shoot on digital. Okay. In fact, that's why the HEC stopped by because he had to let them know, listen, all right, stop demanding my boys shoot these digital films. Okay. And they were like, digital. And he was like, you heard me. Digital. Did I stutter? Get us some film. Our shit was on film. You know, that's why it got all fucked up. That's right. We wouldn't have it any right. other Go way. back to season four, okay? It's We're not going to make Rab the movie look like some fake movie on Netflix. Apple Beanie TV. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Be- Beanie Boom. BDB. Okay. BDBDBG. You want to move on? Yep. Okay. Track 14, Down with the Clown, produced by Mike E. Clark. Oh man, actually, bro. This is, this is, this is. Just the ghost, flat five. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. Bring in the ghost. Wow. This is, this is, this is, this is. Six minus two in a row. For us, Malenko coming down the aisle. Two six minuses in a row. I have to hear it from the ghost, you know? Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm yeah. down with the clowns. I think that's very clear throughout this review. Mules and Mel, despite whatever our feelings are on the music, positive or negative, we seem to really vibe with these guys and what they're all about. Just not this song. Okay? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's The beat is giving sublime. Loving is what I got. And we got a <laughs> chorus fresh out of the Judgment Night soundtrack. Which is a bad thing, folks, if uh, you don't know our feelings on that one. Don't love it. The rapping at points reminds me of Kid Rock again. I'm not having a great time at the circus anymore. I don't have many notes here. I said the beat is nothing. Um, The verse, like, the concept is, like, you know, basically... You know, it's, it's, um, you know, uh, did I lose you? Kind of like, you know, how long will the juggalos be down with me? How long? I'm, and I feel like Uzi is like, I mean, I just got here. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy here. I mean, 
You know, he's like basically asking the they fans, like, if we made it. still going strong over 25 years later, it seems. Yeah, uh, so he didn't He didn't need the record, okay? They're fine. They love you, all right? Even if you had Jodeci singing all over your shit, which was funny. But um, we're also not rapping, really. He's like, I got problems. I'm haunted by a carnival. I could run and tell a doctor, but what for? I just put it on tape with a fat beat and make a quick buck. I'm like, fuck. You're not rapping. Either. We're not rapping. And like you just said, this is my final note. Just because this is my worst rated song doesn't mean I'm explicitly not down with the clown. I'm just not down with this song. It, it's, it, it could have cut it. They didn't need it. Liking yeah. or disliking this song, to me, is not you know the make or break as to whether or not you're a juggler. Right. right. Or even down with the clown, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't love this one. It's tied with Hallelujah and Piggy Pie, I think. Oh, um, yeah. Hallelujah, Piggy Pie. Yeah. Yeah. That is my three, least favorite. Three six minus is from Wolves. Uh, yeah. What do you give this? So five? five here. I gave Piggy flat Pie a 5+. Plus. I gave the Ned and Game a 5+. Plus. This is a flat 5. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, that's all I got. What's in the bag of tricks? Oh, man. Listen, this is Tom Waits' circus, and he's, he's if he doesn't even know who ICP is, he's still down with the clowns. <laughs> all right. All right, this is Tom Waits' circus from the album Real Gone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Park tent on a dark green knoll outside of town by the train tracks in a seagull dump. Topping the bill was horseface Ethel and her marvelous pigs in satin. We pounded our stakes in the ground, all powder brown. The branches spread like scary fingers reaching. We were in a pasture outside Kankakee. And one-eyed Myra, queen of the galley, who trained the ostrich and the camels. She looked at me squinty with her one good eye and a royal Orbison t-shirt. And she bottle-fed an orangutan named Tripod. And then there was yodeling Elaine, the queen of the air. Wore a dollar sign medallion. She had a tiny bubble of spittle around her nostril and a little rusty tear, for she'd lassoed and lost another tipsy sailor. And over in the. We know about Tom Waits. <laughs> okay. We know about him. Good guy. I guess. Never met him. But he's an interesting guy, for sure. Interesting. It's just guy. like Douglas. Good writer. There you go. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, want to go to the next track? Yeah. Okay. No. The, track the brisk pace sponsored by Fago. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Fago cotton candy, preferably. But yeah, track fifteen, just like that, produced by Mike E. Clark. Uh, flat six. Four. Wolves and Mel connect. Four! Us! Malenko 
down the aisle. This is, you know, at least better than the last two tracks for me. It's only a minute and a half. We get rapping immediately, very West Coast style. We've gotten enough of this at this point. This isn't even a fully fleshed out record. That's all I've got. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a concept here. It's very short, but it's like, you know, you get a call from the homie, you know, you got a, a move set up. He's talking about, you know, we can get yeah, some Ned and, and six, in, six in the morning. Fago and Ned and Doris all know? day. ICP edition. Yeah. Um, quick storytelling record. No real point, or so I think at first. But flat six, I was, I had, I was confused by. Uh, uh, well, not this. This was funny. In the fridge, there's a Fago. It tastes ill because it's flatter than a bitch on a big wheel. Um, flat soda tasting ill, I get, but like a bitch on a big. Did he mean a big bitch? Yeah, I think that's probably what he meant. Uh, okay, got it, got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, but he gets shot at the end as he's leaving the house to go and do all this stuff. But right, which does kind of set up some the of the content record. in the next record. So it has a reason for being here. Mm-hmm. But I could have also just heard the next record without this. Yeah, the next record doesn't need this setup. Well. I see in your clownish bag of tricks, you have a man who I do like a lot. Okay. Yeah, well, we heard from him earlier, actually. And he's He gets back. it. He just gets it. He gets right, it, he's... and, you know, a little foreshadowing style there, too, with that 415 Sideshow record. This is E-40, Bring Back the Sideshow, <laughs> featuring Ooh. Mr. Fab and Neff the Pharaoh. All right. The clownish well, bag go. of tricks keeps coming up with new tricks. <laughs> Check it out. Crazy bitch, we ain't lazy, we wavy, man, keep your eye on your lady, she trying to pay me, she cakey, hold on, mistake me for fakery, got more bread than the bakery, got them cookies, no double tree solid, gonna be the death of me. I love that man, I really do, I really love that man, okay? And you know what's crazy? It was playing, I looked it up, here's it, we didn't get to put in a news segment, we probably never would have, because it's not news news, but four days ago, he posted on his Instagram, it's our anniversary. Today we celebrate 32 years of marriage, 38 years together. Mr. and Mrs. Stevens. Hashtag black love. Hashtag my soulmate. Hashtag real Vallejo. Hashtag real love. This dude, uh, E-40 is just, I just, we, we, he, we don't deserve him. We don't. 
We don't deserve E40. This man is the, just this is a guy right here, okay? And I'm 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 people, not going to cry. People have the nerve to disrespect him routinely. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, okay? All that this man has done, okay? Uh, I I'm, I'm like I really love this dude. Like it just hit me like I E40, I love this dude. All right? I don't want nothing to happen to E40, man. He, that's my man, all right? Well, uh, you want to go to the next track? Yep. <laughs> well, uh, let's do it. Track 16, Pass Me By, produced by Mike E. Clark. <sighs> seven plus. Now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. Wow. Flat Favorite seven. song on the album. Danny Baby. Definitely a good song. I... Agree with you there. Flat seven. Now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. I'm glad to hear you say this. My nigga. I'm glad you said this. Okay. Yeah. In fact, uh, this record saved the album from running on empty because they would have gotten one more six. Even as an outro, I would have hit them with this is running on empty. Right. But right. <laughs> look, this is an emotional record. This could be like a Scarface song. You know, it's just a bit too long. That's my only complaint, I would say. Um, now, get this. Mel, am I tripping? You could play it and then play the other song I'm going to bring up and let uh, me know. Uh, oh, man, you had dropped out. You you came back and you said, bring up, let me know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well. I mean, the audience heard you, whatever you said. The audience heard me. So uh, okay. I'll just pose this question to you. Is this ICP's <laughs> United Front? You ain't got to hear it because the audience going to love it. Uh, this actually, that's a great comparison. Okay. I was um, getting that mainly from like the chorus and just like the mood of the beat more so than the verses, obviously. But like, you know, the verses here too. This is good storytelling in a way that like I wasn't getting from Piggy Pie or whatever that song is called. You know, that same, like, wave of emotion I get with United Front, I got with this, so I feel like one's in the air, bro. This is Moore's, Mel, HEC, and Jesse crying tears at the gathering in the middle of the crowd, just, like, swaying back and forth, you know? Each clutching our preferred flavor of Fago. Let, let's hear okay. a little "Pass Me By" and a little "United Front" and see. Wow, Will's tripping with the comparison. Well, let's let's check out uh, this "Pass Me By," and I, I'm gonna play it to the hook because I had actually quit the hook because it was. Yeah, I need them to hear the hook to hear what I think is a United Front similarity. Nice. Okay, here we go. Does this excite you? Think about it. Does it not stagger the imagination? No builder on earth can conceive any structure to compare it to the mansions above. Won't that be something when you go to live in your own mansion? There'll be no concern about paying for it. It's already taken care of. There'll be no worry of being moved out of it. It will be yours forever. I got shot. The murder was heinous. The bullet went in my eye, balling out my anus. And I was hit. That was it. On the spot. I woke up in a parking lot And I'm sitting in a 64 Ryan piece With shaggy dope written on the car keys I looked around, I can't believe that it's possible I'm dead and I made it to the carnival I walk in, it's everything I dreamed of 
Violin J does sound like vaguely like be real from Cypress Hill at points to me. There was a let me look at that because there's a few things. Um, in the verse, that could have easily been Pac. I walk in, it's everything I dreamed of. Everybody and they mama got clown love. Japanese, Lebanese, and Chinese, Portuguese, and Southwest ghetto G's. <laughs> and then that whoop whoop. Oh my god, the whoop whoop in this song is peak. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, hey, Pac is up there. He would be singing the song. It's, come on, man. And I feel the emotions, bro. And it, and it ties into the lore. He's saying, I made it to the carnival. He's in Shangri-La, basically. He beat the great Malenko. His friends are there. the X-Files music, Mel. Oh, man. (laughs) Let me me bring it in. Okay, (laughs) X-Files. All right. uh, Here we go. They killed Pac because he wanted to become a juggalo. He wanted to leave Death Row and join Psychopathic Records. He wanted to wear face paint. And he wanted to rep the clowns and the lore and the mythology, which he was very interested by. And he even wanted to get the thug in the thug life taken out and have it be clown-like. And because of all of this, this is actually the reason that he was killed. Wow. You know what? This is what I... I, 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 I'll add something. I think he was going to change it to either clown life... Or Jug Life. Jug Life. It was Jug Life, bro. Jug Life. Suge couldn't handle it. He couldn't. He was in the car with him when it all went down, right? And he was like, you really going to leave death row for them clowns? (laughs) And he was trying to explain to him, like, you know, it's the fourth Joker's car. The fourth Joker's car is coming. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker, I got a Joker's card for you. And, you know, he set up the hit. The great the Malenko. Yeah, come on. This, oh, man. What are the things that we discover on this show? It's, he was down with the clown. He was. He was. He wanted let's to Let's hear leave. some United Front. One's in the air, okay? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Here, here it is, folks. in the air mix, man. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna let this rock. They gotta hear the colors. Hold on. We are going to 
me by, no. <laughs> One's in the air. Okay. Listen. Bell out of key. Listen. You... If you're white, oh, maybe man. fists in the air like that one white boy with the nation. Oh, yeah, for sure. For just like him. Okay. This is the the ones in the air mix features United Front, Ask Me New By, World. the Lloyd Banks joint, New World. Okay. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. Okay. You know them when you hear them. It might just have to be like a, like a, a running playlist that gets added to you. Oh, yeah. It might have to be that. I might got to set that up. The, the running playlist, the ones in the, this is the ones in the air song. Um, I just, I really am like, you know, now, they might say now we just crying, but I'm emotionally moved by this record. No, this is Musically, an emotional re- I mean, it's the same thing that, you know, who is it? Shaggy Tuda was saying, we don't put the serious records in like right, the middle of the album. We put them at the end of side A. And I guess, right. you know, here on the end of side B kind of works as well. Juggalos, let me know. Is this song as moving to y'all as it is to me? Because, like, is this like, like I would, in I would the be air? hurt to find out, is like, this oh, like they Fago's don't like this in the way. air for you guys? Yeah, or are you guys like, nah, bring back, like, the mutilation and the clowns and, and like, the, the, you know? Call in 718 635 Let us know. Please do. Please do. Because, I mean, I'm going to like it either way. All right. But I just want to know what the, what no, the, I like this. What the, what the vibe is uh yeah bro like there's like that stuttery crunchy bass in there the beat matches the content it's very soothing it makes the outro of the previous song make sense and also made it less depressing because he basically ended up in heaven okay and i couldn't remember the exact song that was coming to mind but do you hear like lupe in this chorus this is something he would do just like melody in this you know I'm not gonna let this pass me by. No, he would. He would definitely do this. And there's a song that sounds similar, and I couldn't remember it. But like, mm. this I, is I, that such a Lupe. Scarface to came to mind, not with the chorus, but just the vibe of the beat. <sighs> Throw him on there too, you know. Throw him on there too. Yeah, you know. Well, Mel, hit that Ooh, clown ooh. drop. I think. <laughs> I think we're well on our way. Oh, we are. We are. Let me hit it. Let me hit it. We know it now. We know it now. We didn't know it at the beginning of the week. But uh, this was this was the people looking down from Shangri-La at the beginning of the week at Mool's ML. You may not know it, but you're taking some major steps toward developing your own clown identity. You know? Major have steps my, my, with this episode, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And yeah. there's one last trick in that little bag, Mel. Oh, okay. Well, hey, you know, they mentioned your bag because they were talking about seeing Jimi Hendrix and Selena and Eazy-E. Elvis yep. performed that song, but he got kicked off because he sounded like butt, apparently. Elvis, <laughs> you know, he was doing the song from the bag of tricks, you know, yeah. earlier on. So, Well, maybe he good. wasn't gonna... doing that song. He should have done that song. He well, this is the song off. he should have done. Oh. Take your bandage off. <laughs> Take your bandage off and move to the side. I need the Elvis if version. If you want to ride, the ghost are going on a ride. You know? <laughs> it goes up and, and down, and ride. round and round. Come on, get on down, the floor. Round and round. <laughs> it's on the night. I know what you like. I know just how He's to make you laugh. 
I don't just try to break you off. <laughs> All right, you AI fuckers out there, do the Elvis version of Amusement Park, please. We got 50 Cent Amusement Park closing us out. I should have known what was at the bottom of this bag of tricks. More G-Unit propaganda, but hey, we reviewed this song. It's a good one. One's right, in the Curtis air. review out now. One's in the air, sure. Why not? Tell you from the start, I'm hoping you enjoy my amusement park. There's lots of activities, fun things to do, and I'll find my pleasure in pleasing you. Some rides go fast, some rides go slow. You fear heights when I'm high, hell yeah, I go low. It tastes so sweet, that sticky cotton candy, we get carried away. We be starting a family, it's a perfect time for a magic trick. Girl, you know it's no fun without the magic stick. Now watch me, as I pull a rabbit out of hand, you can use the rabbit. Man, well, what can I say? What can I say? I can say one final thing. This final verse is kind of what I've been getting the whole album. It's a ridiculous verse in that, like, it's weighty, but it's communicated in an unserious way, which is very on brand for them. But I like it here because it's the outro. And it's like that final warning, you know, so you don't fall victim to the great Malenko, you know? You know How did we do get... with him? Do you think we, we survived him? In the episode, yes. The way my life is going, uh, I think Malenko got me in his clutches. I'm going to have to figure something out, okay? Well, but... he's got you in that Texas clover leaf. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. But uh, with the, the power of Rab and everyone who loves us, I won't tap, okay? Um. But this record, it ends it ends how it's supposed to end. You don't want to feel that lighter on your balls and down there in hell, okay? Be up there with your friends. And uh, I love that, like, wispy guitar that comes in at the end. And uh, apparently at some point listening to the song, I wrote, I had a searing flashback to being a child. But I don't know. I didn't write down what it was. So it made me feel things, okay? You got anything else? You want to rank this thing? I do. I do want to rank this thing. So here's the deal, man. I only like four songs on this thing, but I feel like I got what I came for, and I'm down for more. You know, You're down like, to clown some more then in the future. I am. One day. I am. These guys delivered on being one of the most interesting episodes. They're albums, rather, that... that well, episodes albums. I've gotten to do, but albums I don't know. I don't, well, you guys determine what is what with the episodes, but yeah, as far as albums go, they've given us things that like we've never explored before, subject wise, yeah. uh, concept wise, and you know, are strangely a little more stylistically familiar to people we have covered than I expected. You know, this yeah. is a little more in line with you know actual rap music than I expected it to be. So 
I, I'm down to clown again for sure. And I got to tell you, I gave this thing a 9 out of 16. 56% yes. takeaway. If we're counting the Oddities entrance theme song, which we should, I like 10 songs by ICP. I'm a juggalo. Oh my God. Yeah. Now, do I like Malenko? Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, this is better than uh, Pusha T's album from Rab Express and many other albums. Nine out of 16, wow. okay? What did I get wow. Blue in Exile? <laughs> oh, don't do this. I'm just wondering. Oh, he's about to lose it. He's about to go and just like pierce every bottle of Fago at the store. Right. You know, Blue and Exile, they inspired people. Clowns. We had verses on the review. He was very inspired by that album. But does Blue have bl- Bluggalos? No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Bluggalos. <laughs> Jesse's going to be so mad. He's going he's he's to go to the He's a Bluggalo. He's going to heckle everybody. You ain't, you ain't cool, okay? My friend said you're cool. I don't think you're cool, okay? They're like, oh, you know, who are you? <laughs> Meanwhile, the great Malenko is going to go up to Jesse, tell him all these things that he wants to hear about the women rappers, and he's going to accept some deal with the great Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, what did you? What did we get? What was that? Season? What was that? Season eight, the tag team tournament, right? Blue and Exile. Tag. Okay. Woo. <laughs> 64% weighted for Mules on that. 59% weighted for Mules. Now, me what was my that. takeaway, though? Uh, 9 out of 15. 9 out of 15. So, yeah. Better better album to me, Blue and Ed. All right, Jesse, we're good. We're good. We're, yeah, don't, don't complain. Okay, Jesse. 9 out of 16, though. 56% takeaway. 105 out of 160 available points, giving me a 65% average rating. Add the 56 uh, to the 65, divide by 2, giving me a 60.5% weighted rating. Now, that is the same weighted rating I give to Take Care by Drake. So, Great Malenko, Take Care, (laughs) about equal to me. So, yeah. The secret juggalo should be pleased that, you know, Take Care is on par with the Great Malenko. He's at home like, yes. Did you hear that, Forty? I made my own Malenko ting. <laughs> Yo, in some ways, take care is like the third Joker card. <laughs> yeah! It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, like my third Madden card, you know? <laughs> I would love if he reveals at the end of his career, like he's, these have all been cards, you know? Um, yeah, look, we need 60. more cards. 5. We need more cards. We do. We really do. See, this is why the game is stale because we had the same cards. Okay, we need to shuffle some new cards into the deck. Okay. Um, look, I like four out of sixteen. Twenty five percent. Ninety seven out of one sixty. Sixty percent average, giving me a weighted rating of forty two point five percent. Um, that gives us a rap rankings weighted rating of fifty one point five percent. For the great Malenko. Um, 51.5? Yeah. Okay, that puts it above Wu-Tang Forever and below the <laughs> Cradle to the Grave soundtrack. It's the new 156th album on the board. 
out of 209. There are definitely worse spots it could have landed at. And this is maybe the most positive I've felt about like a four out of 16 album ever. Like I, you know, like, like I said, I'm down for more with, with these guys. And, uh, as I've often discovered in my life, you know, people lied, people lied, potential fandoms died. Okay. Cause there are probably tons of people out there that think, Oh, the insane clown posse's lame. They're too cool for this stuff. You know, and uh, they're missing out. There's some there's some cool stuff in here. Okay, it's a fun time. There's something for everybody, like a carnival. You know, Mel got four. Mool's got a. Uh, I got nine. Got nine. You know, some 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 person might have sixteen. Some might have one. But I think there's something for everybody. Where's the drop? Okay. Well, insane clown posse. You know, carnivals, circuses, amusement, you know, the truth of the matter is games, laughs. Okay. It's all here. Yeah. If you're willing to experience everyone. Yeah. Go into it with an open mind. If you've never clowned around with the insane clown posse before, I recommend it. Yeah. Well, Mools is a juggalo. Uh, I got to hear some more albums, but I got four songs. I just need six more before I hit the Yeah, you're very much well on your way to establishing your own clown identity. I'm like Sting mid-match. The paint is halfway on, you know? But, like, I just need some more songs, and I'm going to step out the house talking about... Mulz and Mel already kind of have that like sideshow Bobish, you know. We do. Crusty we do. the clown hair going on. Uh, <laughs> I make the crusty moan every day. All right. So, yeah. Well, I make the crusty moan every day is <laughs> wild. Yeah. Y'all know what I meant. Okay. Um, Insane Clown Posse, the great Malenko. I've had a great time. It okay. wasn't a great Malenko, but it was a good Malenko, and that's good enough for me. Okay? You know? My love of the clown community continues to grow. Now I'm getting into clown music. All right? <laughs> got my new clown mask. I got all these clown, you know, these clown things around. But I have a feeling this isn't the last time Wills and Mel will don the makeup on an episode of Rab. But speaking of clowns, Freddie Gribbs is up next week <laughs> with a man who we haven't heard from at least producing a full album since season eight, the tag team tournament, Mad Villainy. We've got Freddie Gribbs and Mad Lib in Yada next week on the show. Get ready to uh, get ready to smash that pinata. Like yeah, Freddie Gibbs got sad. smashed up by those guys in Buffalo. We've often said, don't beat me, but next <laughs> week, you know, you, you can beat the pinata, okay? So, right. So uh, yeah. we'll see you next week, folks, right here. On- <laughs> 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 right, 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 right,